Just for the Get Fresh crew You review the books Get shaved and dirty looks Now let Ron Tuck just say poo-poo Poo-poo It's about to get weird in here with this week's round of DC Comics I'm America's sweetheart Eric Shea And I am Jim Warner and this is episode number 232 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, The Cursed Episode. Yeah, yeah, we're having problems. Later on, so you'll hear problems. I will be doing the mail by myself. I'll be doing <laughs> Catwoman by myself because, Eric's uh, computers keep going down. I don't know I, I don't what know. sort of chat roulette you're involved I'm with. I'm haunted. I don't but know. They, they are all going down. It's like what Steven Tyler said in the video for Love in an Elevator. Down. He didn't actually say it. It was said to him by, I believe, Brandy Brandt. It was. Uh, but here we go. We do have what episode 232, right? 232, Welcome, baby. everybody, one and the all, to the official episode. unofficial uh, podcast of Weird Science DC Comics. Dot com, the website where you can go and see all the reviews of the books that we're going to talk about tonight and many, many, many more because we're having problems this week yeah. and also decided to try some other software to record because it would allow us to have more of a soundboard. It may even be allowing us to bring back the rant and raves eventually. We will Who see. Knows? But if you uh, want to see uh, some other things and actually listen to some more things, you can go over to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash weird science where you can listen. To this week's Patreon only spotlight picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh Coat, Get Back beep, beep. Up. And it was Batman and the Outsiders number two and Superman number 12. Now, if you want to hear that Superman number 12 and just want to call it Supergirl, just wait till the end of the podcast <laughs> because they are very, very similar. But if you want to yell and scream at that whole deal, like, oh man, Batman and the Outsiders number two, I wanted that book to uh, be on the regular podcast, Eric, you have to yell at the badasses. <gasps> We don't yell Not at the badasses, though. We don't <laughs> yell at them. What we do is we salute them with the badass roll call. So we do. Yeah. All right, Eric. Here we go. I hope that this new software works. I really, really do. Ah, uh, here's the badasses. We got Christian Valls, Ken Halleck, Francisco L. Rock the Third, Lady Abby matches Balone, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, T. Funk. Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, All New Dave, Batman Beyond a Mark, David Fink, Manship, Randy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie, who is on the men. He is on the men, and I'm very happy awesome. about that. Uh, the next one is Be a Superhero in Home Business Podcast by Ron Saunders. He changed oh. his name to be very specific. We have Dave J, Andrew Belfast, Comic Boom Araki, D-Man 3000, Ryan Reading, Carlos, Ian, Chester McJark, Brian King, Jolly Drew, my man Pete from NYC, Paulie P, Right Said Fred, Too Sexy for Eric, Eric G, Too Sexy for Eric G, and Eric S, Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Big Final Fantasy fan, Eric, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, and Ruben! Ruben. Ruben, look at that. That was right on time. The the one thing about this software, uh, I wish there's always something that I want more of. You know, kind of like the, your love, Eric, I want more of. Uh, but this is that there's no timer on the sound effects. The other one didn't have that either. I really, really would like that. When when we had it just the soundboard that I did, I did have a timer. And I could sit there and look and adjust accordingly. Uh, this is kind of a crap shoot, as they call it. But, yeah, we're 
trying out this stuff. As you go on again, I'll keep mentioning it as we go through the show about, yeah, Eric isn't here yet. I wonder if he was there before since it's recorded out of sequence. <laughs> I had no idea. I really thought that you were done for the night and I was going to end up recording everything. I was really worried that I was too. Well, I was about to do, I ended up doing Catwoman in both males. And at one point I was just about to stop Supergirl and you said, oh, I, I got this computer on back. So I'm like, all right, I'll hang all out. Right. It took a while to set up that computer. I probably still could have done Supergirl, but we're going to go off now to the first section of books that will be all of you and me talking. Excellent. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love, the meat and the cheese that we crave. Eric, how you doing there, buddy? How's that computer right. treating you? You doing good with that now? So far, uh, so good. Right. We'll see what happens crossed. by the end. Thank God. There's been a couple times that we've had these big disasters, and for some reason or other, it always ends up that we decide at the last second not to record at that point, we had the time where uh, I told you that our other software that we did, they were going to do an update. And we right. ended up saying like, well, they probably won't exactly do it then. And we just decided <laughs> the last second, we won't go over that time. Right. And it ended up, it would have really screwed us. And then tonight, <laughs> we were supposed to start around 6 p.m. And that's about when your computer went down. So we may yeah. have actually started and it would have ruined that. Not that it would have caused us any time issues since we had to wait for a while. Anyway, because you had to go all the way to East Greenville, which means from nothing start to, to finish. anybody. No, not from start but, to hey. finish, though. From my computer had a problem to all my diagnoses, like diagnoses, whatever you want to call diagnostic. it. Diagnostic. I don't even know. You had the diagnostic says, and then trying to get a new one, exchange this, bring yeah. it back, set everything up. It took three hours. Oh, three hours of Eric Shea's time, and you know that Eric Shea's time means more than it's normal precious. people's time. It is very precious. You are you you are precious. Yeah, <laughs> you am. are. I mean, from the movie, Eric. I know. Uh, but here we I go. We we're going to talk about three books this section. You know, pretty big books for the week. Um, the first one is the biggest. It's the event. It's so big an event, Eric, that event is in the title. What is it, Eric? Well, it's Event Leviathan, number one, <laughs> written is. by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Alex Maleev and Joshua Reed. After five issues of Leviathan Rising, and then, but I can't even talk right now. I'm so flustered from all my computer woes. After five issues of Leviathan Rising, then a Leviathan special, the event is finally here. And really, we don't learn all that much. Yeah, Leviathan is taking out organizations in order to start 
fresh out of world, but beyond being people spared at the destroyed site so that they can look as if they were suspects, and the idea that Batman and Lois Lane are going to set up a detective squad, nothing much happens this issue. Yeah, uh, you sound like you're very soft-spoken while you're talking now. Are you, you're afraid to yell at your computer or something? It might it might bail on I'm you? I'm afraid of everything right yeah. now. Also, I'm so stressed you, out. You My ended up popping out me. during that, that talk, so I hope that this, this software isn't an issue. Ah, yes, here we are. Event Leviathan. Um, my biggest problem is with this, and I thought that it was going to be the case. You ended up setting up a bunch of, you know, five issues or so in Action Comics. You yeah. had the, you know, Leviathan. Leviathan Rising special nonsense number one. You had all these things, so they couldn't possibly just get off the ground running. You're going to have to end up catching some people up, and they well, do that. Well, it has an event in the title. You have yeah. to catch people well, up if you, you want to see the but event. But the way that you do it is, I, I don't know if Brian Michael Bendis thinks that it's better to just ha- he's very big on this idea. And, and not only Brian Michael Bendis, this is how you ended up having, say, the last Batman issue from Tom King. I'm starting to really get irritated when they have characters that we, and we're following as we're going, so we know all of what's happening, and you just have one character deciding out of nowhere that they have to describe everything that has happened for the past six months, and it's just been, you know, with all of these organizations going down, (laughs) we don't know, yeah, I'm like, and and what happens with me in that is the idea that it does pull me out. Now, if you aren't reading the others, obviously that that is needed. It is yeah. needed to have that. But when you have the idea of, you know, hey, Lois, it's really bad what's been going on, huh? Yeah, I know. They're like D-E-O. Argus, Amanda Waller, like all that. I, I think that they might be better served by just saying previously during Event Leviathan and having six spread pages, get it over with so I can see it as well as being told. But in this, you do have kind of that, but these panels are just like... Uh, you know, there's Sam Lane clutching his chest. Then the oh next my. is, there is Talia looking at us. There's Bones looking Which like Bones. Which is weird bones. to have Talia looking at us when she's not a part of any of this whole thing. She well, is actually a member of Leviathan. Her and and uh, the whole idea that this is a little spread page of going through all the different things. The worst part is it has Task Force X here looking like it's showing us Bell Rev. Like, I actually would have liked to have seen that progression with all the Suicide Squad maybe escaping, you know, somehow yeah. their, you know, brain bombs are switched off because all we saw, I believe it was in Metropolis, Amanda Waller getting pushed out of a building and then that building being destroyed. And that's it as far as Task Force X. Argus, we just keep seeing, I, I figure that's an Argus building. Here we see one of the most ridiculous biggest buildings you, of, you can ever imagine called the Odyssey being destroyed, yeah. which is an Argus building. So like, I guess we doubled up on Argus and didn't get to see the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. And and so it's just there's a lot of recap. There's a lot of recap and a lot of things that you're going to wonder about. I know. And and also you're going to wonder about like when uh, Green Arrow shows up. Well, we have seen in the, you know, the thing before in the the Year of the Villain where you did have that Leviathan kind of tie in there where you had Batgirl and uh, Green Arrow Green going, Arrow going and, after Merlin. with Merlin yeah. there and then them getting kind of sucked away and things like that and not a mention of that here. Well, that's the worst part because you go into this whole thing and you have this building the Odyssey like I just talked about. Steve Trevor is left alive to put this like the uh, the point of him being a suspect. He may be a Leviathan or involved with Leviathan because he was yeah, able to survive like this destruction. Yeah, it's Roberts in my mind. Yeah. The, you know, he but, is left to kind of spread the word but also be looked at as a potential, you know, Leviathan themselves to kind of 
you know, almost like what Booster uh, and Harley ended up having happen to them in Heroes of Crisis by Wally. You set yeah. those so it gives Leviathan some time to kind of go, which but it doesn't really. But when you have really. Batman and Lois Lane searching the wreckage of this building and just talking to themselves, trying to catch everybody up who's reading, and we had the Steve Trevor moment where they are talking about the idea of the suspect thing, like the people who are left alive are now po- possibly Leviathan suspects that yeah. were going to be looked at. I'm like, okay, that's something. But when Green Arrow showed up, I thought, finally, here's the big progression because the last time we saw him, like you said, was with Batgirl in Seattle going after Merlin when Leviathan took them all out, it seemed like, and Batgirl was given the offer to join Leviathan. I'm like, thank God, Green Arrow's here. He's going to tell Batman Lois Lane what happened to him, what happened to Batgirl, all this other stuff with Leviathan, and he does nothing. He does nothing here, nope. and I actually have no idea why he's even here in the first place. Yeah, and, and this all does start with you have Batman and Lois, you know, in the meantime being at, you know, the Argus building where the they're Odyssey. trying to figure out what happened here. And I we've had some people talk uh, in the Slack about this because the dialogue is so clunky. Now, uh, John Jack was talking in Slack, and he said, you know, as he read this more and more, he thought, okay, the dialogue is clunky, but it's clunky because neither Batman nor Lois want to spell out that they're talking about Superman. The problem I have is everything they're talking about is pointing to nobody but Superman, where you have the meat. I mean, I just want to read that one bit. Well, I guess you don't want to have Lois connected as close to Superman as, you know, you would want. Even we talked about in the Leviathan special, the idea that people go after Lois Lane because of how connected she is to Superman. I know. Well, this is the other thing, like I said, with that, you know, you have such dialogue as, did he who gave you that Kryptonian weapon drop you here? And it goes, and it goes on, but as it (laughs) goes on, I'm like, okay, uh, the Kryptonian weapon, like, okay, the first thing you think about is Superman. Then it's well, like, it's, you know, it's and then it goes, like uh, you know, he is off planet dealing with Universal. Okay, well, that's either Superman or Green Lantern. We've already said Krypton. It all points some to reason, Superman though, anyway. It, it really plays out like Bendis forgot that he was writing Batman and Lois Lane and thought he was writing about the secret syndicate that refused to say key words yeah, like Superman. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. That's my problem is it seems like the secret syndicate. It seems like they're not, like, allowed to say certain words. Though, again, if you want to go with the idea that they're trying not to reveal too much, Batman, even that she's like, it's weird seeing you here without him. Like, who do you think they mean? I mean, as it goes on, if you are just sitting there and listening, you would get the idea it's Superman anyway. And all it does is make clunky dialogue. And, And the problem with me is by the end of this, when you do have... A Steve Trevor get involved, then a Green Arrow get involved. There is a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of back and forth. And again, this isn't the sing-song dialogue that I I tend to not like about Brian Michael Bendis. It is what I would call an avalanche of dialogue. And the dialogue itself gets so heavy and so much. And the problem I have mainly is not no none of the characters have any sort of characteristics that if I read it and say classic Lois, classic Batman. So there are points again, and I mentioned this last week with, and actually I think I even mentioned it on the Patreon spotlight this week with Superman, I believe it was, is that I start to have to follow word bubbles to see who's talking. There are points when there are things being said, I'm like, oh, that sounds like, oh no, Especially when Green Arrow shows up. And then Green Arrow shows up and starts calling Batman a nerd and things like this. And I don't know what, what? these are supposed to be things that I guess Brian Michael Bennett thinks are like a a classic 
Oliver or a classic Batman or classic Lois. Nothing in this feels very classic with the dialogue. And it gets so hard and heavy with over over dialogue that I start to lose track of anybody who's talking. And really, by the end of this issue, they are pretty much just sitting in a, or standing in a room talking, number one. And then you, do go off, then you do go off and see Leviathan for a little. But overall, you're not getting much here. And I, I, I hate to say it because I am still on board with this event. I do like the mystery of trying to figure out who Leviathan is. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis has not screwed us. Like some other, you know, writers at DC have screwed us where we find out in the end that we can't really play along. I think that we're going to be able to play along. I actually think that he is better at this sort of story than, say, a Tom King or or a Tomasi will be. But I need to be excited. And this first issue uh, where I was excited before – each thing that we get now, I get less excited. Well, you and didn't I get excited when that. we went to 42 minutes earlier before this when no. you know, Steve Trevor was talking no. to well, uh, I was Dr. Strand about the, the Odyssey. After the uh, year of the villain with uh, you know Green Arrow, Batgirl, and Leviathan, boy, I was pumped up then. Some oh, of the too. stuff in action comics, I was getting a little bit excited. Then we get the, you know, the big uh, Leviathan special, and then I went a little backwards a little, and it might have been some of that <laughs> Jimmy stuff that we had problems with, whatever. But now we get to this number one. Now I'm like, all right, let's go. And if you aren't reading the other stuff, obviously we said this is recap. It's not very exciting recap. No. I, I like can't you, say that you jump on this and get ago, excited. And this whole story, we have the rubble. We go to 42 minutes ago where Steve Trevor is trying to get Dr. Strand out of this newly made yep. Odyssey building that is like, you know, the super powered and the people they protect can meet and better understand each other. That's the whole point of this world, through yeah. social networking, community service, outreach programs, and all this. I'm like, and then it's destroyed, and Dr. Strand is taking leaving Steve Trevor behind, and that is all we have for the Odyssey, this big, ridiculous building, which I you know, like, why? I know Argus is about this whole thing, but the idea, like, we're going to have our heroes and people they, you know, protect, get the media. It just sounds like the Hall of Justice, but now yeah. on the West Coast for whatever it is. But that's destroyed, and Dr. Strand, she is given the offer by Leviathan at the end of this issue, to say like, hey, you want a better world. I want yeah. a better world. Let's build this world together. But in the meantime, we talked about the idea of all this dialogue and you can't pick who would be who if you were just reading it blind, you know, without a background. Yeah. Out of nowhere, the, not even that, but the idea of how these characters act. And Steve Trevor, he has just been attacked. He knows that he's been left alive to be looked at as a suspect in this whole thing to bear witness to what Leviathan has done almost. And then gets freaked out that so adds that Batman and Lois Lane or Leviathan start shooting his handgun at Lois like four or five times, it looks like, from the blams, and just hits her on the side of the arm. And yeah. then Green Arrow shows up and tases him like, what happened to Steve Trevor? All of a sudden, he just goes off the yeah, deep he goes end, off. shoots Lois Lane four or five times and misses every single because time except for a scrape on the, the arm. Because he thinks she's the one or they're going to get her. But even so with that, y- you have such things in here as like, you know, they, they scrubbed everything clean. And, you know, and, and even then, I would think that something this big, they might have a way to remotely have, I mean, for crying out loud, get Wally West here to put together some video evidence like he did at 
at the uh, sanctuary. Yeah. Something has to have been seen off in the cloud, something like that. But I can even go against that. But the idea just that Steve Trevor's there, he's talking to them, and then out of nowhere, it's just thrown out there. Because like, did ever this at this point, did you ever think in your mind, oh, my, Steve Trevor's uh, a suspect? Because I no. did not until he said that. Until he said, oh, man. I'm Leviathan. Even the way he said it, he's like, no, no, no. Don't you see? I survived. I am Leviathan. No, no, no. What is that? What, it just what is might that? be this the cynic in me Trevor. a little bit. But thinking back at all these people that have survived these, these attacks, but you know what they are? They're just main DC characters that can't yeah. be taken out of I the mean, picture really, at this point. That's so all it is. You can't kill <laughs> oh, Steve Trevor. General, and- General Lane, Amanda Waller, Director Bones, and Steve Trevor, they all survived where nobody else did or were yeah. te- where they were teleported away. Get out of town. And and even that, it's like, you know, you don't even have Batman. Yeah, just say, and then he's there. And so he's like, no, no, no. Don't you see? I survived. I am Leviathan. There's no evidence of force oh, field saving crazy. me. Blah, blah, blah. Then he says, oh, wait, that can't be. It's you. You're Leviathan, Lois Lane. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? And then, you know, they're talking back and forth. And then he just goes nuts. He just, so I'm not buying any of this. And starts by, I'm like, do you know Steve Trevor? I mean, really, if, if there's anybody. Look how close I, he is to Lois. And yeah. like, he only just hits her on the I side know. of the arm, giving her a Maybe flesh that's wound. what he was He'll trying to like do. Four you know, Steve Trevor, he, he is a military man. He. Yeah, he kind of hits her. And also, I, I love the idea that with this art, and I, I'm telling you, I don't mind Alex Maleev's art here. There are some really, really good I. panels. I'm not it's a just fan kind of this. I am not a fan. Uh, is he shooting Lois with, with the mustard gun? Because that's what it looks like. Watch out, Green Lanterns. He's shooting mustard. It, it, uh, there's not even blood. It is a yellow, I don't know what. So I don't think she's hurt. She's now just going to have to go to the dry cleaners. Uh, ah, He gets shot by, you know, Green Arrow. And uh, the funny thing I wish that they mentioned in this, and even with Alex Maleev's art here, uh, there is kind of a funny thing that I've mentioned to you, that boy, Green Arrow and Steve Trevor are almost interchangeable, especially look. I wish that they end up like, man, that guy looks like me. But yeah. Especially before Rebirth happened when he didn't have the go-to. Oh, yeah. So the the whole deal, though, is uh, Brian Michael Bendis is also not dealing with the idea that Steve Trevor and Batman do have a relationship, a, a closer relationship than I think he, he realizes. He was the liaison to the He Justice was the liaison, League. right? Also, he's pretty much the boyfriend of Wonder Woman. I mean, if you're going to do this, get a hold of Wonder Woman right now and ask her to come and find out with maybe, hey, the lasso of truth. Oh, my. That wouldn't be something she would. This is her boyfriend. Get her there to say. Hey, Steve, are you Leviathan? No. All right, let's move on. It's very simple. Uh, But as they're going on, you know, Green Arrow gets involved here. And as we said, he just shows up. And there's a lot of things that could be cleared up that we had. You still asking me questions that I couldn't possibly answer from that while we're sitting at work talking about going back to that year of the villain thing. You know, and they're just there. And again, you get this back and forth. Oh, shush, nerd. When does Oliver Queen ever say that to Batman? Really? Shush, nerd? Uh, so they're, they're doing this. You do see like, hey, you know, maybe we're the best detectives. We're on the case. We're going to do this. Let's get together and do it. And you do see it's that so the question too, is the looking into it as well, which is cool. That, oh, yeah. The question's there for some reason. He was supposed to be Metropolis next to Sam Wayne's bedside waiting for the Wonder Twins to show up. This is the last time we saw him. But the idea, he got bored. I know he got That's a boring thing. I but the bored. idea, though, I like the idea that Green Arrow comes in. 
and Lois and Bruce, they're not talking to him. They're talking about t- creating a detective squad. We need the best of the yeah. best. Oh, yeah. There's no way in my mind that Green that Arrow Green was Arrow's part that. of that. No. He's not one of the better detectives. He's not even the best detective in Seattle right now. Yeah, so you had the question go off, and now you do go, and you end up seeing Dr. Strand and Leviathan. This, to me, is, and it's just two Which pages. Which is even weird. In the DC year of the villain, because when Batgirl was taken and offered the the uh, the offer about joining Leviathan, she was in a black void kind of space. Here, Doctor Strange ha- Strand has a couch, a freaking coffee table, a bunch yeah. of the drinks and pills on top of it. Looks like I'm like, what is the continuity of what Leviathan is doing with these people? Yeah, I know, but I, I actually, with that, I don't mind this talk. Uh, it, it is what we have gotten from Leviathan, but this is what I'm talking about when. Earlier, we had the recap where it was just like, hey, remember what happened here? This is Leviathan's MO. We've seen this with Batgirl in in the villain special uh, where he's like, hey, Dr. Strand, what you're doing, you're trying to change the world. This is what I'm on board with. I want to help you. We can help each other, all that. I like this as a way to show the readers who are just jumping on here what Leviathan's all about. It's weird to even think of just jumping into this first issue after everything we've had. We've had pretty much seven issues of Leviathan. If you skipped all those things before, this might be more exciting than I would It might be, but you know, I'm saying though that all of a sudden you'd be like, who's this Leviathan they're talking about? And then you do get him at the end uh, just basically, like I said, his MO. We're going to change the world. We're going to start over. This world doesn't work. We're going to start from the beginning. We're going to make everything right. And he even says that a lot of the things seem to be like he's a fanboy of this Dr. Strand and her yeah. book and her, you know, her reports and things where it the almost seems making like making a better world. Yeah. He's like almost like a super fan and she is giving him the, you know, oh my God, you know what? That is the way things should be. I'm going to become Leviathan. Now with this, you do get a couple other uh, little tidbits oh, no, that are not thrown Dr. in. Strand. Yeah. At one point <laughs> you do have uh, Lois and Batman kind of say, that you know with the idea of talia being involved that clark thinks that there was something up with that that it wasn't really her as well which we said when we were talking about that she was acting strange but i think it's also with that eye color as well because again when we went back to that when we were talking about that issue she had brown eyes yeah she had brown eyes and she always has green eyes and it did seem like clark was kind of shocked uh with that but yeah other than that it pretty much is catch up you have a couple things to question seeing there and maybe this is one of those it, it is weird that he has left sam lane's bedside maybe brian brian michael bendis you, you never know that's the one thing exciting about brian michael bendis now is he's shown up at dc and whether or not it's that he has a big set of balls on him or he just doesn't care or doesn't know you'd never know what's going to happen because he may throw stuff out at you that makes no sense in this continuity or it may not make sense in any continuity ever or even reality because he seems to be doing i'm not even so sure that this isn't going to show us that there's two questions out and about that you have a vic sage and a renee montoya about because it is odd to think that he would have left his post well not only that these characters they just keep showing up at different cities and i don't like it's never explained how they got there like in the leviathan special like uh leviathan rising special what the hell? Whatever. The event Leviathan yeah. special that we had last issue. Leviathan Rising special number one. Yeah. Yes. Manhunter was in the National City when the last time we saw her, she was in Metropolis. And like people just keep going from place to place. Yeah. And there's no real explanation of how they're getting there or why. It's just yeah. they kind of show up. And this seems like, in my mind, the question just got across the country in a 
now he, he's here investigating the Odyssey, which was just destroyed 42 minutes ago per this continuity. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. So we'll have to see. And like I said, maybe he's playing around with there being more than one. And, you know, who knows? Who knows maybe. what he's doing? We'll have to see. Um, I just overall, as we finish this up, I, I'm still on board. I'm a little less excited. This seemed like an issue that was for people to catch up. So it was yeah. one of those like, man, I, you know, it, but with that, you have six issues for this story. This seems like it's kind of a wasted issue. It, it just seems a little bit because you're just standing around saying, hey, maybe this, maybe that. Hey, maybe this, Dr. Strand. Oh, you know, my MO is to change the world. And I, I think that... One of the main things about it is, and I think it was Double A Ron said in the Slack, and I agree with him, where it, it just say, you know, Argus gets blown up, right? When have we dealt with Argus, really, except in the Supergirl book? And it was kind of a joke anyway. And when did the DEO the deal with? Yeah, yeah, the DEO. I'm saying all these, you know, things yeah. that you have. Spiral shows up from Spiral. time to time. DEO shows up in Supergirl. Big Argus. things in this continuity anymore. Most it's people mostly... who joined in, even at New 52, these things are always just thrown in as asides. If you need an organization to be kind of one of those, like, ooh, a conspiracy, you would throw out out an Argus or a Geo or a Shade or so, it, so when these are getting blown up in one night and it's supposed to mean something Seems big, Shade's okay, right? Yeah, no, Shade's going down because that's how you're getting that <laughs> Frankenstein book right. coming up. But also, you know, even to the point with uh, Shield, you know, if you were over at the uh, at the Marvel thing, at least you have something with that. These don't mean anything to me anymore because we never get anything. Really big from them. So just them just being destroyed doesn't hit as much as I think Brian Michael Bendis might think they do. Most people who joined in Rebirth, especially, what have we gotten in Rebirth with, say, Argus? You know, what have we gotten? And then you have the DEO, which they can't even keep track of. I, I mean, the freaking Bones gets fired and arrested every three weeks. He's still back. So they, they never <laughs> hit hard. And, and let alone, like you said, Shade? When yeah. Shade is shown to be destroyed, people more people are going to say, what is Shade than, oh well, my even, God, Shade? Even the first one being Cobra. Cobra has uh, so many iterations. Every time a new writer wants to write about it, they decide what they want to deal with their Cobra. So nobody really even cares if Cobra no, gets obliterated so right away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. None of these have a Oh, is this the Naha Naha or the deal? King Snake Cobra? Yeah, really. <laughs> the King Snake. I need the Naha Naha. But yeah, I think that there is a problem that he's really counting on these big organizations meaning a lot more than they do. Because like I said, what I was trying to get my thoughts across was the idea that he's coming from a Marvel where you had S.H.I.E.L.D., where yeah. when S.H.I.E.L.D. went down, when you had, you know, the whole deal, even in the movies type deal, right. where all of a sudden, you know, the Hell Hydra stuff, and, and even in the comics it going as well, that when that went down, that's huge. That was huge. It affected everything. When you have Argus go down, nobody cares. If you mention Checkmate, most Especially people are I think that you're playing chess now. Especially since the main characters are surviving this yeah. and are associated with them. Yeah, it just it's There's not no hitting stakes. as much as yeah, that that's the problem. There's no stakes and no real 
ground footing, you know, footing to, to say, oh, my God, I can't believe this. It's not. So you're really fighting an uphill battle. But I don't know that he realizes that he's fighting this uphill battle. I think that when he has Smooth things going sailing. down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. And, and unfortunately, that's the other thing is kind of at D.C., they won't let you let most. I mean, for Christ's sakes, uh, Wally just died, and then they pulled that back, and then he's in jail. Now he has a book. They're not going to have Amanda Waller die. They're not going to have these. If you don't let Steve Trevor die, you ain't letting anybody die. I mean, really. If, if you're not you want to have Director Bones die, you ain't letting yeah. anybody die. Yeah, really. Yeah, so, yeah, what'd you give this? <laughs> I ended up giving this issue because there was some stuff, the idea of the suspects and, st- and the uh, – of the, uh, you know, for Leviathan and stuff like that, and just kind of starting out our event, I, I gave it a little bit of a higher score than I normally no, would. I'm going to go even higher than enjoy- most people will. Because I gave it a six yeah. out of ten, but the thing is, I enjoyed the art. It's just the what art, did you give like it? the you story was very boring. I'm sorry, a six out of ten. Okay. But uh, this, the backgrounds were just grays and rubble and just standing there as we they reiterated what I've already known as a reader doing all the prologues and that special before this. Yeah. So it didn't really mean that much. I just – I gave it a little higher because it is the beginning knowing that uh, people are need to do – are going to get caught up with this issue. But – I'm just, it really just sucked a lot of my anticipation I had for this event out of for this first issue, which is no good. Yeah, I'm going six, eight. I almost can go to a seven because some of the panels I really do like with Alex Maleev. But the problem is, Alex Maleev, and, and it goes all, it's not just the art of it, but the colors, it's very dark. Uh, which doesn't help make it a more vibrant issue yeah. when it's not in the anyway. I mean, there's a lot of blacks and grays. You're you're staying in one location. It's not a very exciting location. You're getting a lot of jibber jabber. You're getting a lot of yapping. I don't need to jibber jabber. What it was Green Arrow to catch everybody up on what happened now, with Batgirl before we didn't now, get it. Now, with that being said, we enough. said this is going to be the first issue. You're always going to have this. I, I said to people in the you know slacking even on Twitter, where some people are asking me, "Hey, do I have to read all the other things for the this Leviathan? I just want to jump in this number one event Leviathan." I said, Said, really, you're probably going to get a lot of catch up. This is yeah. weeks ago. They're going to have to recap. They always do. Uh, it's just that it felt like more recap than story progression. And then by the end, you're like, oh, there's Leviathan. We've seen him before. It's not a big reveal you know the there. Thing is, most of the catch up of all the issues we've had leading up to this pretty much was that double page spread where we saw the organizations yeah. that were taken out. And that's all we've really dealt with for all that prologue yeah. before. Yeah. So the story has not moved much, and no. especially with this first issue. And this issue doesn't move much at all. And it, it is a shame that you have this cliffhanger with Leviathan. The last page is Leviathan. It is a shame that we've seen him already. Yeah. Like they couldn't wait because if this would have been the big reveal, like at least then there's dun, the wow dun, moment. Dun. There's the, oh my God, it looks like Red Hood. Oh my. Red Hood with a, a mechanical mouth. Uh, Ooh, it's kind of yeah. like extant, right? Yeah, other, yeah, really. Other than that, though, we're just kind of <laughs> the there. So with this, I'm waiting for next issue, and next issue better get things moving. It better start getting things more exciting and things like that because I, I'm sick of these events that don't feel like events. I'm thick, sick of these stories that just meander just to fill six issues. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to you know, yell about that just yet. We'll see in a couple weeks or a month or so when we get that again. But we're going to move on now to the end of an arc, the Arkham Knight arc in Detective, <gasps> Eric. And I know that you've been looking forward to this. Detective Comics number 1005, written by Peter J. Tomasi, 
art by Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, Nathan Fairbairn, Rob Lee. They're all there. The gang's all back. <laughs> Peter Tomasi <laughs> ends his Arkham Knight story, and it's just another disappointing ending to another Rob arc. Lee. Astrid Arkham is defeated. But did we ever find out enough about Rob Lee or Astrid Arkham to even care? I, I care I more, I about, more Rob about Rob Lee now. than Astrid. <laughs> I think I do too. He's a letterer right there. Yeah. I know more. Huh, I know his yeah, technology I, and how he does his things. We can rebuild him. Maybe the open-ended can cliffhanger we? will allow, if, if we had to, we might be able to. It might not work. Can. I don't know. I'd, I'd give it a shot. Uh, the open, uh, what a, the open-ended cliffhanger may allow uh, Astrid to happen Dang. more down the line. You're the one who messed me up. But I'm losing patience <laughs> with this book at a time when I desperately Just like need to itself, be losing patience. my Batman book. It's a hospital without uh, uh, no patient. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> my my joke <laughs> fell apart. Yours was better. But yeah, uh, here we go. We we have the whole deal. We have been complaining about Peter J. Tomasi. And um, where you don't hear us complain is when he just has a story. When he starts adding mysteries into his stories, they have never the worked out. mysteries fall apart. I mean, apart. there are some things It's not even the mysteries that, fall apart. No. It's just that there's a lot of things in this that are just thrown out there. Like the idea that Astrid Arkham has all these followers in this cult-like fashion this equipment that is like, you know, matches Batman's equipment. And then also this technology that will create a freaking energy source that will blind all of Gotham. Yeah, like, how do you do that as a girl who just grew happened? up in Arkham? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. She didn't leave at any point. It seems like she's just been in Arkham. And out of nowhere, you just get this idea that she could just do what she wants. I mean, what is she, yeah. Maury? For crying out loud. And she could do what I'm she wants, you, I don't and know it's just there for no reason. I don't know whose abilities and powers are more ambiguous, Ishmael's or Arca, Astrid Arkham's at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I think Astrid Arkham's. Uh, the problem is we've had more of Astrid than we have. Agreed. Uh, you know, so it, we'll, Ishmael. we'll have to see of Ishmael. Um, with this, though, again, we, we ended up where this goes back with us to the end of the New 52, the DCYOU when he was on Detective the first time. And he Awful got run. a pass. He got a pass because it was kind of manipulated a bit, kind of. He got screwed over a lot by, yeah, uh, you know, constantly. the editorial and DC itself were saying, like, his first arc, he needed six issues. They made him take it down to three because Two, he, he had to I go. Think. Yeah, <laughs> I and I, I'm telling you. And that involved jelly in eyes, you know. <laughs> That, then we get what uh, was the kind of a eye sucking yeah, jelly, yeah, yeah, the alien jelly eye things. Then we get a false face story that oh, really, that again, and this it fell apart, and that's the big point. We you, can't even say it's false exactly. face. That's just what we're calling. I the know that's what we called it, but what you just said, it fell apart, is exactly what keeps happening because. It's all exciting at the beginning. There are really good yeah. setups. He seems to have something where, you know, he gets the setup where it's intriguing. We had this whole thing. And and I said it before. I said the last time we talked about that this dream two machine, weeks ago. That monster that killed yeah. Leslie Tompkins. That was amazing kind of a yeah. cliffhanger. Yeah, it was oh, a great start. Oh, right. It wasn't real. It was a dream machine that Bruce does to himself each year on his birthday. All right. That fell apart. Masochist. Then you have this, this Arkham Knight story. And I said this two weeks ago. And I, I hate to just always 
please repeat everything that I said, but this was a beginning of an arc that was in one of the biggest Batman issues of, of all time. I mean, it Detective was Detective Comics, Comics number 1000. That is well, one of the bigger that, things. The first arc after that milestone, there's going to be people 20 years well, from now who want to see what happened after Detective Comics 1000. His yeah. thing in Detective Comics 1000 started in the biggest issue that we've had, and it went to nothing. It ended up being yeah. nothing where you ended up having Ash what that keeps happening. It even happened in the his annual. Man. He had an annual that did the same thing where you end up just having people just, uh, you know, the mystery of who somebody is. There's oh, nothing Reaper? you could play with. It, it's yeah. The Reaper ends up being almost an exact replica of this story. Ends up being <laughs> a, you know, a, a, a kid a child of somebody that we else didn't know that we didn't existed. know about. So it's just out there. And then you had the whole Leslie Tompkins thing, like you said, and that whole arc there where at the end we're told, you know, the second to last issue, oh, it was a dream machine. Well, we couldn't play along with that. There was no inkling, no hints to that. So what happens is he ends up telling a really neat story at one point. But then when you have to, you know, nail in the mystery part of it, it just gets fudged to get to the end. And and this Arkham Knight deal with Astrid Arkham gets so fudged because, like you said, she has tech that isn't explained. She has, you know, yeah. and, and the big the big wow moment. I can of even this whole go arc. with that day bomb that we had in that first part that, like, you know, it's just their turn night and a day really quick. I'm like, those day bombs. That's out there, but not as much as this one is where we have this giant reflective yeah. dish. And we have this technology that will stay out and, there and, and again, blind where, everybody in Batman Gotham. Like, around and when this what, stuff is happening? To, and not only that, but the motivation falls all apart. I'm really upset at Batman. He killed my mother. People like we, we're going to show people that he lives in the darkness, yeah. that he's evil by showing them the light. And by that, I mean, I'm going to blind everybody in Gotham because and it's now weird. I'm crazy because, out of nowhere. Yeah, because the whole idea of it is a neat concept of – you know, where and you can even go with the well, idea the that she's a little girl and she's just grown yeah. up. She doesn't know much. So she thinks that if she can make Gotham never have a nighttime, nighttime's his time. And so without yeah. night, there's no the Batman. Right but then I, I think that Tomasi wanted to go with that, but then thought. Well, that's kind of silly because Batman will still go out and he'll just stop. So now, <laughs> now you have to have her. Time. Now she has to have somebody <laughs> blind everybody. It doesn't even make sense. It's just it, – it, it, it so goes along there. to the idea of those weird people in her cult, the sons of the night – or the, the knights of the yeah. sun who were blinded. We're like, what's up with those guys? The idea – those were the test subjects. I'm like, yeah. how good are these knights of the sun when they can't see too, anything in front of them anymore? I'm like, I mean, what is the just, point of all this? This whole story just falls apart at the end and makes you like – Really? Like, this is what I was in, involved with? And even then, <laughs> even with the actual page-by-page page thing here, you, you now get what pretty much, to me, felt very similar to Tom King's out of the, you know, nightmares. Let's fight out of Arkham. Now it's just Batman and Robin fighting into getting to oh, Astrid. We gotta, yeah, we, we got to get to Astrid, so we got to take out some Knights yeah, of the Sun. But, we got to take out Anton Arcane. We got to take out Dr. Phosphorus. And Dr. Phosphorus and these things, it's not hard-hitting here. It, it really isn't. Where well, even, you have even the depiction of Anton Arcane where he is using roots and vines. I'm like, yeah. what part of decay is this uh, where you you're know, creating plant it's, it's life rot, as barriers? kind of. He's tapping into the kind green, of. kind of. And while this is going on, you have Alfred you know in the earpiece and even his stuff he seems bored 
just his, it's like, I'm hey, right there with you, Alfie. Uh, are you okay there? Listen up, guys. You know, and, and just, I mean, the one of the big moments in this, and and the she wow got that moment, big energy source, sir. How does yeah. she? And, and at one point, they're like, "Is it like the day bump? Kind of, but it isn't. Oh, what? What's different? Oh, it has a, a percussion thing. Oh, whatever." Uh, with that, though, the big wow moment of this whole arc was seeing that the villains had helped her out when when she was yeah. a little kid and her mom did unfortunately die which she thought and her father perpetuated the idea that it was batman who killed her mother um these these villains helped her out only to disappear uh, you know that was the big thing like i would have stuff. liked to have, i would have <laughs> liked to have seen something though where maybe one of these guys finds out and comes back and they talk her down or something like this instead it's just batman fighting you do get arcane and dr Potts just to, yeah that just seems odd they fight to get to her as she tries to blind all of gotham and then blinds batman as well which only <laughs> seems to be there so that robin dame and can drive the Batmobile, but what are they doing? Which I do enjoy, At one point, but still. I thought that they were going around town as if Batman was the Queen of England. He should have been doing that wave where you have the Queen went because they are just cruising the town. Batman can't see, and you're seeing people, which is the, my favorite part, is you see people above them in their apartments trying to reach around to get through their apartment. The one, oh, I can't <laughs> see. Oh, man, I, I just ran into my coffee table. That's seems to be the big thing at the end is oh well some people are hitting their legs on coffee tables but it'll get better you know they, you well, know, it's gonna get better but right it. now we don't even need batman because crime's out because nobody yeah, can see to commit crimes blind. and so <laughs> if this was one of those where by the end batman sat and thought you know what Maybe I should blind everyone. I, I also wanted to have one of those things oh, where, no, listen, Astrid, I know you're wrong, but boy, it took you blinding me before I could actually see. Ba-doom, boom, <gasps> there you go. But no, with that, she ends up just getting caught and hit and then put. And, and of course, <laughs> what you do for a girl who was raised by villains in Arkham Asylum, who ended up being kind of. In Arkham Asylum, though she ended up having all the tech she wanted, but she never got a real life. She was stuck in an asylum. She, yeah, the best yeah. thing to do is put her in that asylum now. That's the weirdest part because they're not even do that. They're talking about going to Blackgate yeah, the, Black the whole Gate. time. And like, and the thing is, though, she is clearly insane no, from she's everything not going she's anywhere. done. Here. Why are we going to Blackgate? She, she's not going anywhere <laughs> because she gets saved and then goes off. Maybe the first victim can team up with her and go. It's just this is nonsense. It, it just. It's one of those where the Tomasi, and if you're a fan of Tomasi, the big thing of this was uh, awesome because we were actually getting Damien in a Batman book uh, that we haven't had a lot of Rebirth. And now you have that. And really, did, did he do much in this? I mean, he is just fighting alongside a Batman. He goes, he takes down Arcane. Uh, then Batman ends up taking down Dr. Phosphorus. And they do it with gadgets uh, yeah. that just kind of show you that arcane and dr Vi- there was nothing for them to do uh when they no. do get there and yeah the whole plan <laughs> like, like the said, idea though, where, where batman stops dr phosphorus by jabbing batarangs through his hands to stick him to the ground so he can hit him with a fire extinguisher to put him out of my like, that's pretty brutal yeah. batman but it doesn't really matter i'm like how yeah. it's so odd to me too for all the lineup that we had for the origin of astrid arcane and stuff like that arcane astrid arkham yeah 
yeah. that, that we got Dr. Phosphorus was right there in front of us. How is he the one that everybody goes to? I'm not everybody, but like, Ashton, <sighs> like he's my go-to guy, Dr. Phosphorus. And, and for some reason, it just reason, seemed you know, like it tied into burning people's over eyes here, out. But they, yeah, it's like, again, like we were talking just now with, with Leviathan, you have the idea like, oh, you know, everybody who somebody was being saved. This seems yeah. like it's like one of those like, hey, <laughs> I have this story with the Arkham, uh, you know, Arkham Knight. Uh, who is the Arkham Knight? Uh, it's the Astrid Arkham. It's we've never seen her before. All right, well that gives you these characters. You get Doctor Phosphorus and Arcane. We are not going to waste characters. The whole for this thing too. Story. The idea of using the Arkham Knight, this girl who was raised in Arkham, and I even even give him that backstory where all these villains were nice to her, and she could just walk the halls and be yeah. like treated as an equal to them. All right, who can I use? And Tom they were going to raise her in this weird Aww. deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like he, and, like uh, Tom King has all the good villains right now. Well, uh, what about? What about Two Face? Oh, he's over there in Deathstroke. Oh, oh God! Uh, I got Doctor Phosphorus and Anton Arcane. I'm telling you, it goes down the line where they're trying to figure out which <laughs> villains. And like, well, Poison let me Ivy. see no, this. Here's in Crisis. Yeah, no, and she's going off with Harley in her own solo book. Yeah. Ah, uh, what else? Uh, can we use you know Zaz? Well, Scarecrow. You, you can, Zaz, you can kind of show for a second. All right, uh, I'll do that. I'm telling you, but so only in a flashback. Like, no. No. Yeah, so like <laughs> nothing, nothing. You you get Arcane. Okay, I could just see him. He's like Arcane. That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense of what I'm doing. Uh, whatever. Uh, am I allowed to pretend that he's connected to the green somehow and does things with uh, roots and vines? Yeah, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, nobody understands that want. parliament shit no more. Yeah, yeah nobody, nobody knows that crap. Parliament of flowers it is, that they say. The parliament uh, yeah. of decay. And, and Dr. Foster, what, what am I going to do? the parliament of flowers? Uh, maybe. The rot. Uh, they're going to yeah. be like, hey, what can I use with Dr. Foster? I don't know, but it really lets the colorist really go to town. All right. You know, I don't mind he that. He likes some yeah. greens. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is nothing to it. All of a sudden, they get Nathan Fairbairn. He's all for it, Eric. He, he doesn't mind. He, he'll go with it. But yeah, uh, other than that, it's just it's disappointing. It's another disappointing. And even arc. having Asher, you know, saved at the end by one of the Knights of the Sun, which we knew nothing about. Yeah. Just I'm the idea. You. he lifts his shirt up and shows that brand on his back. Yeah. Like, this is the big re- reveal here. Like, I'm telling I don't you, care I about wanted the that of the sun extra, because you didn't I wanted care that extra about page. I wanted that extra page where he's showing her that and doesn't look and goes off a freaking cliff. And oh, then uh, the you know what that I wanted, means? I wanted to a be good one of those start. blind people. <laughs> he starts hitting parked cars and then just freaking flips the thing and goes off a cliff. I'd be so happy. It's one of those things too. It's where, you, there you go. You have Peter Tomasi. Now, does he have the idea, does he have a trademark? Or if they use the Arkham Knight later, I wonder if he'll be able, it has to be the Astrid Arkham. Arkham Knight, I, I would say. Who wants to use this character ever again? I I don't want to. He, he might himself. <laughs> but really, he doesn't want her to die because that's where you're going to have the money. I don't know. Show me the money. This is nonsense. What did you give it? I because I love the art and hate the story so much because sometimes this is such a lackluster ending for all the buildup it was for being the first story after Detective Comics 1000. This just showed us nothing. I would end up giving it a 5.8 out of 10. And that's for me yeah. really enjoying Brad Walker's art as well. I'm going to go Brad Walker uh, art as well and give it a six. Yeah. I don't know. It's rough. It's tough. I'm telling you, I was it's so tough for me to give it a six. Re- reinventing the Arkham Knight for the DC Comics continuity. I was all about the idea just because I'm like, all right, maybe we could do something fresh. And the idea of yeah. a mystery, which was, you know, then kind of this pushed aside. It's not about the mystery anymore. It's about this new character and what she's going to do. Well, what's she going to do? I don't know. She might blind some people. All right. 
Uh, I guess yeah. we've got nothing going on here. Is Let's move this, on. Eric, is this a mystery or a mystery? Eric, you get that? <laughs> you like that? Is this, no. <laughs> is this history or is it his story? You know what I'm saying here, right? Yeah, Plymouth Rocket hit me, Eric. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm going to go what? six just because of the art. I don't know what I'm saying. It's late. It's real late right now. This this episode is so disjointed. Is it disjointed or is it disjointed? Eric, I think it's disjointed. You know what I'm saying? Disjointed. Here, but we're going to go on now to another Batman book. And one I think that you're going to like a little bit more. I know you will. All right. And it's the Batman who laughs. Uh, uh, he uh, laughs. Uh. He does. And it's number six, which now is the penultimate issue, not the finale. Written by Scott Snyder, our team. Jock, David Barron, and Sal Cipriano. Were you ever considered a jock by anybody no. that you knew? Not uh, at all. How about a jock, a strop? Would, would anybody ever call you a jock strap? I don't ever call. I've never called anybody a jock strap myself. I, I, I don't know. Why would you? You ever tell somebody that you burned them so much that they uh, were holding left holding your jock? Is that anything you yelled I, when you I, were doing I your burn them so your crossover? Hard you know that I mm-hmm. left them. Oh, they were jello? holding. They were holding your jock. Ever no, say that? I don't think you I've never ever said, said that on the court. Oh, no, you, I, the court. I can tell. I, I see you uh, daily, and I know that you would have never had that opportunity to tell have anybody you? that. Yeah, damn right I did. So Actually, you're a jerk. I, I went back. Hey, yeah, uh, I'll be back for my jock the there, court. buddy boy. On the court, <laughs> on the ice, even. Scott Snyder uses the penultimate issue of The Batman Who Laughs to give us a little Black Mirror vibe as he sets things up for the big finale next issue. It's a lot of setup, but I was on the edge of my seat at times. <gasps> I didn't even have to pay for the whole thing. Okay, I only had to pay for the edge. It's just the They're art money. and lettering kept killing me at times during this issue. And the lettering, I'm telling you, the lettering, the lettering is one of those things. I hate it. I couldn't read half of the first like three pages. Couldn't even tell. I'm looking at it right now. As we speak right now, I could barely read it on my computer. I think that it's a. It's not Sal Cipriano's fault because it's supposed to be like that. Talk it about that gray background against the red. Choice. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying the red itself and the way it was. And so I had to sit there and look. While, I'm not the only one. A lot of while, people were telling oh, me the same thing. I, I saw something about it before I actually read the issue, but I was actually so concerned about the idea that we're doing the reversal of what we had before that I'm like, you know what? The, when we talked, well, we didn't really even think I mentioned it last time that when we talked when they had the, the red letters jumping in when Batman was becoming the Batman yeah, who yeah, left. Yeah. And now that we have the reversal where there's so little Batman left that we're having the white lettering kind of poke out as the rest and of again, the regular the, Batman is leaving. It pokes out to spell out words, and yeah. and I I don't need that nonsense anymore. I actually thought this they, was they, a cool idea for the like the opposite it's, it's end of cool the, where the Batman idea. is it's leaving. It's a cool idea. I'm telling you, you didn't need to do it. It really didn't. And and in my mind, especially that first page, because you have the gray backgrounds, but also yeah, a dark background a of the regular deal. I had a lot of problems reading it and I don't need to be like sitting there like, ah. and then you go back and like, what does it say? It says, Mommy. thing is looking at it now, I'm not looking at it. Cause I had a, like, you know, 
really big and magnified yeah, before when I was reading it. it. I do the not. Thing is, looking at it normally now, I can see where you might have a problem because I don't yeah. think I could read this properly just no. where, like it is and, right and now. And then, like I said, then you're trying to put the white words into, and it never really. Oh, yeah. it, it says kind of the opposite of what he's saying in the norm, but it doesn't really. It, it's a clever thing. I don't think it helps the story much, but even though, like I, I said, fun. I was still on the edge of my seat. I was on the edge of my seat trying to read this <laughs> stuff. And I'm sitting there, you know, leaning into the computer screen. It's not a deal breaker, but because of it, I'm probably going to go a little lower on this issue than yeah. any of the series so far. But it's also that it was a big setup issue as well. Uh, and this is where we were, and at least I was. I'm not going to talk for you. You talk for all the Green Arrow fans out there. I, I don't talk for one Eric <laughs> Shea. Um, but when they added that extra issue i actually thought that it was going to be one of those like here we go we're gonna have a bull crap epilogue issue what are you gonna do that's not the case it seems like it was always meant to be seven issues and somebody messed up before and said it was six issues when when scott snyder said announced and said hey dc was real nice to let me have another issue no no i believe that was way back and for some reason they didn't want to announce it right away lost in translation okay we got your six issues something six and it is funny where when we say that at the very uh beginning while we were just getting ready to record i'm looking and it, it makes me laugh that if you have the individual issues you're like oh right yeah you have at the beginning six issue mini six issue all of a sudden it says seven you're like what the hell happened there um but i'd rather have another issue where you can expand on the story I, if it would have been an epilogue that was what i was afraid of i don't need an epilogue i don't think that that in my mind is trying to you know, gouge people right. and trying to get them to spend more. At this point, I do need an more. epilogue to put, like, you know, show me how Batman's not going to be Jokerized anymore. Yeah, I, I actually, it's so weird. Is the the weird thing that I have going out of this is is it crazy to think that possibly <laughs> that you, Scott Snyder's going to kill this Batman? And that's why he has that little kid come in because then they'll end up doing something to age him so that he is now. I do not think Bruce. That. I'm crazy. telling you, but what are they going to do with him? Are they going to kill him? He's there now. No, I, I, so that's what I'm saying though. They they might kill no, him. No, I'm saying the little kid. Send, I, I got you. They said they might kill him. They might send him back kid, to the though. dark multiverse. I don't know I don't how know they can this, do that. The blipping technology is. Yeah, I don't know that Batman can. They can do bring him here. I don't do know why it. they can send him back. I'm telling you, I, it might be a one way street. I'm just telling you. I'm sitting there thinking to myself that are they going to use Our the clone machine or something? Because it pretty much spells out that there's no way coming back here. We'll see what he does. It'd be very odd that all of a sudden we were going to kill our Bruce, and now you gonna have to have that one be it and now he's all happy he's the happy bruce um but yeah this issue uh even scott snyder got a hold of me and he got a hold of a lot of other people i'm sure i'm not thinking that i'm anything special eric except when it comes to you you might think i'm special but not in the right way you you say it as an insult uh but yeah so with this this is a big black mirror uh, deal, you know, where you had Scott Snyder on Detective before the the New Fifty Two, where he had his story with James Gordon Jr. and stuff like that, and it's that so ties funny. into this. For some reason, I was just watching an episode of Black Mirror earlier today, that, so I'm, like, actually, I'm sitting to myself like, "What are you talking no, and that, about? What I is this actually like Black thought Mirror?" That too, when he <laughs> ended up, because I don't watch any TV, but I'm aware of yeah. the Black Mirror TV show. And when I wrote up my blurb here, and I'm thinking there, oh, it ties into Black Mirror. And I'm thinking, how many people are going to think that TV show? And really, also, it ties into Chernobyl, but that's not here nor there, Aaron. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so with this, you're going to get 
a little James, you know, James Gordon Jr. and and Gordon here. And it is one of those where I have to give Scott Snyder credit where he is being true to, I guess, his vision of what he really would think Gordon would do. Because at one point it would be very easy for Scott Snyder to kind of have Jim Gordon Jr. say, hey, dad, you know, I, I really do have problems, but this new program that they're doing, it's helping me. And I promise you that I am better now, or at least trying to be. And I realize my, right. and to have Gordon just go, yeah, you know what? It is working. That's great. It, it's the it's, harder it's deal to have him say have like, this... it, it, Jim Gordon comes oh, off agree. like a piece of crap. I mean, he really it's does, so but it's accurate to that story from before as well. You have to have the weight of that black mirror and all that going into this. If you don't, you just seem to think Gordon's a jerk, but he, there is a basis for that. Well, it's so crazy that the idea for even not even black mirror, but all the problems we've had with James Gordon jr. Since then and stuff like that, the idea that he is a psychopath yeah. and there's not going to be any changing. He can put on as many masks as he wants to hide the idea. We, he, Jim Gordon knows the depths of his son yeah. and what he is, the monster that he is. But even the idea that we start, Start out the story with James Gordon Jr. being on this program to suppress his psychopathic nature, and it seems that it's actually working. Yeah. You know, Jim Gordon, he is wary about this whole thing the whole time, but it does seem to be working. The idea, look, it does. I know you're doing really good, son. I've seen too much of what you can do. Yeah. I'm shutting this shit down. Yeah, I'm you're shutting done. it down. Now like, he does say, so I'm going to try to help you and all this, but it's I such do- a weird idea, though, too, because with that Batgirl tie in we had, because it really seemed like, you know, Jim Gordon was more on the idea of like, you know, like Batgirl was more angry yeah. at Jim Gordon for how like he was saying that this is working and instead of her outrage that she had that her brother was out and nobody yeah. told her. It seems odd the way the progression we have here, but. It does. I'm telling you, J- Jim Gordon, he he knows the monster that is yeah. James Gordon Jr. But for having all of this set up behind the scenes to jump into the series and find out about this program just to say, oh, I'm shutting it down now. It seems kind of forced out of it nowhere. It does, but it seems to be what Scott Snyder, it's like a dangling thing that he wanted to have yeah. kind of done. Now, I don't know if this is, I told you what we were at work. I'm like, the little I read, I think James Gordon Jr. is going to die next issue. We'll see if that's the <laughs> case. Do that. Um, but <laughs> with this, I do like the... I, I used mean, to hate the character. I, I actually like yeah. him now. Well, something happened. Again, you even said, and we were talking about this at work. I mean, legitimately, I said, I think James Gordon's going to die. And you said, you can't do that. That's the one Batgirl villain that you yes, actually have. Exactly. Um, now, that is also a damning thing to most of the Batgirl writers because they can't seem to get any good villains for it. But I do like the juxtaposition kind of that you have here that's not forced but the idea of a james gordon who says at this point like yeah i used to think that you know the bad stuff that i can stop but it's not it's that i can't be good that when i'm trying to be good that's my mask you know the mask that you think i'm putting on is actually when i'm trying to be good it hurts me it pains me to be good but now that i recognize this I can fight against it. And I'm telling you, I'm a psychopath. I, I have some things. There are times when legitimately, I, not not as bad as Jim Gordon Jr. I'm not going that deep. Okay. But I'm saying like sometimes because of the cues that I don't get. I, I have some mental issues. Uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> diagnose stuff of not being able to feel a lot of empathy. You know, we even talk about that, like the checklist. We were talking at work, the oh, checklist yeah. of being a psychopath and a serial killer. Me and you both have a lot of those checks there, a little more than we Big probably would weather. like to admit. One of my biggest <laughs> problems that was diagnosed, I don't have much empathy. So when I do see that it is called for, 
I can give it, though yeah. I'm faking it. A lot of times I am. A lot of times it is kind of a mess that I'm giving, but I'm doing it. It's not for me. I realize that if somebody needs empathy, I'm doing it for them. So I, I go and, you know, here you go. I, I feel bad. I feel, I mean, one of the things is legitimately pulling this all out. Me, me and Tanya are dealing with our son going off to the Marines tomorrow as we speak. And I look at it as, you know, I'm a little sad that he's going. I, I'm not losing my mind like my wife is. But I also sit in there and think to myself, like, what a great opportunity this will be for him. So I can kind of, oh, you know, yeah. go with that. She's losing it. So I and and she yelled at me today because I start trying to tell her, like, listen, you know, he's going off. He'll be back. I know he'll be back. Like, and, and eventually I have to realize, oh, no, I didn't read the cues again. The cues of my wife screaming and yelling and crying. Uh, but I, I always think that I can get to you know technically convince her that it's not a big deal well it's always going to be a big deal for her and the problem with james and Gordon that's why Jr., you're insane you keep trying to I do, do this keep trying. And yeah it but it's, work. it's because it, it every time it's something but james gordon is kind of the same deal where he's saying to his dad like i wanted to put that stuff in the reservoir i had the you know yeah. the serum i wanted to end up screwing all of us over that's what my brain was screaming for me to do but i didn't do it you see, Dad, I, it's and, working. I didn't do it. And speaking of this whole thing, where we have the idea that Jim Gordon says, like, look, I, I, I'm going to shut this down, no matter what you yeah. think right now of what your like, progress you're making. When he's uh, they're, when they're confronted later on by the Grim Knight, knowing exactly yeah. what Jim Gordon is thinking, what to say to his son, the idea that no matter who he is, he's always going to see the monster that his, yeah. is his son, and the idea that we're like, all right. We have James Gordon Jr. here. Is he going to turn evil, go for his baser instincts? But I do think this is a great turning point yeah, for him because I, do I don't expect no, him I don't to. Either. I expect last issue. I, that's next why issue I'm afraid he is for the him. Savior I'm afraid for him thing. because I think that he's going to be a martyr. I think he's going to sacrifice himself with the idea, Dad, I, I am a monster. I can't change myself. Think, so here, I, and I think that if it does happen, it'll be one of those like he tackles the Grim Knight or the Batman of Laughs. They go into yeah. the reservoir not to be seen and that he'll be good. I think, though, there's a little thing behind the scenes as well that I maybe will play out next issue as well. When the Grim Knight says, because you have that whole conversation, and the Grim Knight shows up and, you know. While our, you know, Gordons are in yeah, Batman yeah. Beyond suits and trying to when fight him off. Says, yeah, cool and when he out. says, hey, Hey, you know, Jim Gordon Jr., you know, your dad probably said that he's shutting down the program. He's going to lock you away, that you'll always be the same, that the mask is this. And it is exactly the way. I wonder how much yeah, that exactly. affects Jim Gordon thinking in his mind. Am I screwed up in every reality? I mean, you're from the the worst <laughs> of the worst. Like you are a Batman who is awful. But yet I'm still awful there. Where is the good Jim Gordon Jr.? Where is this multiverse where I'm actually the good guy and where I'm the guy well, who's saying, nice? What, what? Where the James Gordon Juniors are good, I think they were all taken a turn Probably. to crows by but, the Batman I mean, who even, laughs. You know, you know what I'm saying? It must get to him where he yeah. just thinks like, "You're the you, right now, my dad, who is you know Jim Gordon here. He's the commissioner, whatever." He's still the hero in your world, but there I am. I'm a piece of crap there, too, that my dad has to lock me up because I don't think. And basically, in my mind, would get this idea of, like, I'm just wrong. I, I'm wrong all the time, and that's why I really am afraid. And like I said, when I said that I thought he was going to die, I never thought it was going to be, like, all of a sudden somebody shoots him in the head. I do think that if he does, it will be to save everyone and actually get that last bit of, of last moment to make his dad 
proud, but also realized that there was good in him. Because even in this, when the Grim Knight's saying that to Jim Gordon Jr. and and Gordon, when Gordon's down, when they're fighting, uh, you know, you have Gordon. And I, I think that it's an important thing where Gordon thinks that his son Help is awful, he, but he loves him. It's still his son. He yeah. loves him. He loves him so much that that's why he needs to lock him up. And that's why, because he knows how bad he is and things like that. Now, in the meantime, the big thing with Batman is that he is turning fully into the Batman who laughs here. And you do have it. So like 10% yeah, of normal yeah. blood left, which is running so, down. As yeah. The more active he is, it's just getting and more and more going on, He go. realizes that the, the regular Batman who laughs is trying to bring in that last uh, Bruce Wayne so that he can make the serum. Now, there is a little gray area for me throughout this whole deal. And I've kind of not mentioned it much. But I want to mention it again. I don't understand the serum. I don't really understand exactly. Oh, we talked yeah, about it last I'm saying issue. I, yeah, I, I try to kind of look past it, thinking that eventually it's going to be kind of brought to light what exactly it is. That's what I think. Hopefully. I don't know now because we're at the point where that serum is kind of now fully done. And so I well, don't the, the get The serum, it. it's such a weird idea where we have all these Bruce Wayne's being brought in, the stuff inside of them is getting extracted to create these serums which will jokerize yeah. all of Gotham City, it seems like. Because of it, I'm like, that's an out there it concept. It is an out there concept. I don't concept. fully understand and what it, you're and setting it ends up with up that. In this, and why I mention it more this issue than any other is the idea that this last one coming through has to be, you know, can't be the happy Bruce Wayne, but then exactly. it is the happy Bruce Wayne, the happiest, but it has to be tainted, and it has to be the a Bruce Wayne who has given up on everything else for his commitment to whatever the you know thing is there. If he's not Batman in the world, it's that he has made his whole life based on being a public servant that's going to save things. And so when this ends up happening, where Bruce, our Bruce, thinks that he's going to end up fooling the Batman who laughs, is this final... Bruce Wayne, who comes through, is the little tiny kid who hasn't been affected, who hasn't really been a Batman little yet. Little Bruce and, Wayne. And, yeah, and, and he, you know, our Batman seems to think this is the be-all, end-all. Now, in the meantime, you kind of fudge the whole process by Scott Snyder saying that Batman who laughs keeps mentioning it over and over. I can just wait for five minutes and you're going to be – but that's where – you kind of throw in that thing where our Batman says, but then you're not winning. You're not defeating yeah. me then. And that you have to go with that. You That's have to the go thing. with it's the if idea. If you do it your way, this, you can take over some of Gotham City with the serum, but you're not going to get not all. You're not going to win completely. But the, the, the funny thing to me is, is that the next day – he then can win completely. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? So you have to fudge that to well, the that point where- Well, whole idea where, too, like we're, we're taking over the power grid, so the, and, but Grim Knight, he will be able to hack in after a day or so kind of thing. Eventually he'll be able to get in and they'll be able yeah. to do what they want. But right now there's only one source for the blip to come in and that's that Wayne Manor and Batman is all prepared to have this. And that's where we have the yeah. little Bruce Wayne show up at the one blip point that's still accessible. And yeah. like you just said though, or you can just wait until Grim Knight hacks in and we're good. We don't have yeah. to do any of this. Yeah, and and what I really thought was a little bit that he, I, to me, it would have been better served instead of Batman saying to the Batman, "Alas, listen, you can get half the city, 
but then you don't win. And I know you want to win. You're Bruce Wayne. We always want to win. What I actually wanted to, I would have done the turnaround where I, I have talked to you about when I used to play hockey, I would rather have somebody lose than me to win. You know what I mean? I yeah, like psychopath. The, I, got you. I, I like to have the joy of knowing the other team lost more than the joy of knowing my team won. And I thought that maybe you could have had Bruce say to him, yeah, you can wait, but then I'll never know that you won. You wouldn't have defeated me. We would have been the same then. And I think that that would have been a better served deal of where the Batman who laughs would want to get this whole thing done before our Bruce turns completely into him. So then they're together. I mean, it seems like the team up for the ages. But then you didn't beat me. You just kind of waited it out, me and you both and, won. And, and in, in the end, it turns out we don't have the Batman who lasts. We have the Batman without patience. Yeah. <laughs> so you have that. But I really wish it would have been Bruce saying like, yeah, you can wait, yeah, but then get, you'll, you won't have the pleasure of defeating me. You're just going to wait me out and then I'll be you. I'm sorry, this is all of Batman's plan, though, because in the re- yeah. long run, it doesn't matter because the whole idea that the Batman who laughs had is this final yeah. Batman is Batman himself. The moment yeah. of pure happiness that he needs is when, is he when that turns. last little bit of Batman is yeah. gone. And he becomes yep. the Batman who laughs, and he says the ultimate the, bliss. Yeah. And he says the the most happy Batman there ever has been is you now because you're me now. And yeah. even then, at one point, he even says, you're going to make a real good me. You're the worst Batman. And, and even that, I there's some fun with it now again i what are they gonna you know hold hands and start skipping around gotham together i don't know that that works out either but i do like where you do have batman underneath the manor you have him in this pile and this is where like i said sometimes i thought that jock's art 100 percent awesome for this story yeah. that pile of dark metal it just metal. It just looks ridiculous. It looks. I don't even know what it looks like. Some of this pulls me out of the story, but I like it in general. But I do like where you have the Batman who laughs and he's like, "Oh, you know, you're at the you're at the source. I mean, this is the most pure source of the dark energy. You know, you're probably learning a lot of stuff. You're seeing all these Bruce Waynes. What are you learning? I still don't he's understand like, how that works. He's like, I look better with hair. Well, he said that the nth metal mask, that stupid mask, that I know. We He's seeing through the nth metal into the nth metal to get it's the so dark weird, energy of the nth metal. You don't understand that. I know. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Some of that with the serum, some of that, it's not as well explained as I wish it was, but some of it does end up being some cool stuff. I do like yeah. that trash talk, though. And he's like, Yeah, I learned. I look better with hair. And, you know, he's still got it. While this is going on, he, I, I'm just, I love the idea that, you know, you have. Uh, you know, Alfred, hey, you're you're 1%. I, I'm telling you, Alfred is one foot out the door. The minute that he sees 0% Bruce Wayne, he better get on the plane <laughs> and go back to England. Done. It's done and done. I, mean, I, would, I, yeah, I would not hang out anymore. Um, but yeah, the whole deal of letting this little Bruce through and it, the, the, the turnaround where that was not anything that the yeah. Batman or last needed anyway. And that's a cool deal with both. You're having the, pe- the two characters that have the, they're the greatest detectives. Yeah. They're also, they have, you know, contingency plans for contingency plans. And it works out that way because where you have our Bruce, like, Hey, you got that. And Say, you could even think I, that I'm our Bruce is this, a little but off. He's going to know yeah. I'm going to think that. So yeah. I'm going to think this, which he'll also think that I thought, I thought that was yeah. really good. I, I thought that was really played out. Now, in the meantime, like we said, you do have Gordon and Jim Gordon Jr. who are there to try to protect the reservoir 
as it's getting hacked and getting, you know, brought in the by Grim Knight's going to come the in there trying to take over the power source and the Grim Knight. And I like the idea that at one point the Grim Knight's just ripping apart the uh, Batman uh, robot, Batman bunny or suit deals that are attacking. Oh, the rookie. He went down. But yeah, you have the Batman Beyond where they think Jim Gordon and, and Jim Gordon Jr. think that, oh, OK, these are the most advanced suits. So the Grim Knight knows. He just presses a button I just like again the idea. Batman didn't do anything from here on out for the next 35 years to advance that Batman yeah. Beyond suit. No, no, there's nothing. He <laughs> like got lazy. Like, you think it's a, a future tech of 35 years from now, which, you know, well, it's just, it's, and, they, like, you know, screw yeah. around with that a little bit. But no, they're right here, and he has multiple and, and copies. And even the Grim Knights, even the Grim Knight, a little wink, wink, like I've even thought, Beyond uh-huh. gets it. Now, <laughs> this is the other thing that goes in with the story that we said that kind of... Uh, on the outside, there's a little like nagging voice in my head that is you, but also is this other thing there that it's like, when did they stop learning about what Batman does? Like, isn't this one of those stories that Batman should end up making some tech now that they would never know about, especially with the Grim Knight and stuff like that, because you never know in this. You don't like, have time to make exactly tech. He's trying to they, ward off Joker No, I'm here. saying, though, but where did they lead up to and didn't have and what they had with the Grim Knight and stuff like that should be a little different Agreed. than the Batman who laughs and things like that. It does get a little wonky of what tech the Grim Knight would know, because that's somebody who ended up changing very quickly early on. But, you know, the Batman who laughed filled him and whatever the case may be, it gets a little wonky had a little if, sit you, down. if you try to center on it. I don't know when they had the sit down and, you know, at least they don't do stand up. They do sit down. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, But yeah. So with this, you have a two way story going. But by the end, like you said, where Bruce or Bruce thought that he had tricked the Batman who laughs into not being able to get this final serum. The final serum was indeed from him all along. And you have Alfred like, oh, no, Bruce, your levels. Can you hear me? I see no help. Preparation. Batman's like, this is the final end game. I prepared for it. I was like, no, no, I just need you. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. I didn't, I didn't prepare for that. that. But he's like, yeah, is uh, the the happiest Batman is the one right at this very moment, right now, you when you become maniac me. Batman who laughs. And I, I wonder. I, I just wonder what the. Let's tell you what is this recipe for this Wayne toxin that we're dealing with now? I need I don't a happy know, Batman. I, I, I don't I need even an know old what, what take Batman. we're making. <laughs> I'm telling you, and, and it seems weird, right? It does. Now all of a sudden you need a happy Batman. Like I was told that there could never be a happy Batman, right? Was it the Batman right before the wedding? Go and get that Batman. Uh, but yeah, it, it just—that's the one thing that kind of is. Yeah, it's a still out there, that is, and it nags me, me but, as well. But like I said, through this, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I thought that uh, again at the beginning, I was a little taken aback by the the lettering. I, it was hard for me yeah, to, to read that. things like that. But that's fine. That's not really affecting my score that much. I was on the edge of my seat, but still, this is set up. This is set up for the less. It's what we usually and get. It's weird the because the part issue. that I enjoyed the most was the Jim Gordon and James Gordon Jr. I love stuff. that part. Yeah. That's the best part. And you know why? Because that is the most. Uh, I can I can see what's going on Agreed. and I understand it. It actually makes sense to me they're fighting it's off like a evil little Batman. bit back it's and not forth. The, the last laugh program and, I like and the that serum <laughs> no, no yeah yeah it's it's and it's very personal yeah. and we like gordon we like jim gordon jr so all that but that is if it wasn't for that my score would be a lot less i'm going a seven five 
and again, this is a, a series that I've been like eight fives yeah. and above. I've really been I've enjoying. I still it like this. I love. I'm telling. I can even say I love the part with the Gordons. I thought it was it. great. I thought it was fun. On I would <laughs> if it would take me. Oh, I don't think it would. Uh, but yeah, they, but I, at the other stuff is just there to see what's going on. I just want to see what because here's the deal. You have Scott Snyder where. Batman, our Batman has made a plan that he's going to, you know, fool the Batman who laughs. But the Batman who laughs at the end shows that he isn't fooled, that he was the one who knew that was going to happen. And then I I only expected to to go one more back. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Well, I fooled you where where he is getting him with that. that. With that needle, he has a blood pack there, and what he's getting is, you know, some awful Turns out, blood, out of uh, nowhere, that little boy Bruce Wayne that he brought through, he's not just the happy Bruce Wayne. He's the most dangerous Bruce Wayne of them all, yes. and he attacks and takes out. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody no, suspects I, I, little I boy just, Bruce Wayne. I end, up, I end up just thinking that this turns around to be – you know, oh, you got me, but I got you. You got me, I got you. You think and it's, it's going to be something too, so simple as this vial entering Batman's chest and taking us about? It's just going to take the Joker you. out of him? Yeah, maybe. Because, yeah, maybe that's the deal. Maybe that would be very you disappointing. Would get, you would get the idea, though, that our Bruce Wayne, that this was his plan. I mean, everybody's yeah. just going to keep yelling it was my plan all along. Whether it was or not. And I do... I do think that that's going to be the case again. I that hope somehow this will twist around into being something. But uh, what would you give it? I'd give it a 7.8 out of 10. Really enjoyed the art, except for a few of those parts, like you talked about with the nth metal and saying the whole thing. I'm like, what's going on with this? And, you know, it's, it's kind yeah. of, and all these out there concepts. But for the most part, I'm really enjoying the series, especially, like I said before, the Jim Gordon, James Gordon Jr. stuff. And I want to yeah, see I what happens that. with our Batman. It's almost like we had in the deceased right I now, where him becoming the Joker is like, you know, like it, us seeing him turn into that zombie at that one point like, yeah. it's very like you know exciting stuff i need to see the wraparound now especially now the seven issues and it seems like from the way the story's paced out it's always been seven issues but i still enjoy yeah. this this is just a little bit of a down issue where i'm looking for more answers than we're getting i'm with you but we're gonna go off now to some mail yo it's mail call it is the best podcast of week even though shay is such a freak i've got to hear Uh, yes, mail section number one is just me, no Eric right now. Uh, this is going to be a cobbled together show. Eric's having some computer problems, so you're going to get me right now. And if you want to be part of the mail sections and be the star of the show, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Just like Swanee did. We haven't heard from Swanee in a while. And Swanee says, hey, Jim and Eric, not emailed in the show in a very, very long time. And I thought I would. First, I want to say thank you for the updates in Slack about Reggie. Hearing how he has improved has truly been awesome to read. Get well soon, Reggie. And I agree with that. If I can find the 
Ding sound. As for the comics, the summer break has been great. I've been reading uh, weeks of comics every day or two and listening to the podcast. I believe I've read about nine or ten weeks of books in the last couple weeks and slowly catching up. I just read the books for the week of episode 227, and I gotta say I'm really enjoying a lot of the books right now, so I thought I would break down all the books I'm reading right now into four simple categories. Good? Okay. Bendis and dropped. When I say dropped, it is a little difficult because since I was so far behind, I still picked up more issues, but stopped reading will no longer buy. Before I jump into these, I will first say Heroes in Crisis was absolute garbage and a waste of time and money. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Edit that out. No, I'm not editing that out, Jess. The books I've dropped are Flash. Catwoman, Young Justice, and Wonder Woman. Flash just never did anything. Catwoman has nothing going on. Young Justice bored me to death, and Wonder Woman is still shite. G. Willow Wilson and me is on the same field as Sam Humphrey, Steve Orlando, and Tom King. Some people would say that that is a compliment. The Bendis category is Superman Action Comics. I don't hate them enough to drop them, but it's getting very, very close. The OK category would be Super Suns, Green Arrow, the Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Nightwing, Aquaman, and Batgirl. He'll be catching up soon. He won't have to worry about Green Arrow. Green Arrow ended, interestingly enough, at least. Super Suns is the definition of it's OK, and that's ending soon as well, so you don't have to worry about that. Nightwing's not bad, but I want this Rick Grayson crap over with and the real Dick Grayson back. I'll go with that. I, I, I want... It's one of those things. While we're doing Rick Grayson stuff, I just want, you know, all of the stuff. So I want to know Hutch and Sapienza. I want to know these characters more if we're going to be stuck in this Rick Grayson landscape deal. If we're not... You know, then I just went to Grayson back, and I'm all for that. The first, uh, that first Aquaman arc wasn't bad, but same with Nightwing. I want to, I want the real Aquaman back, and I think we're going to get that coming up. So pretty soon you'll catch up, Swanee, and I think that we'll all get that. Maybe starting next week, Aquaman comes out next week. Green Lantern started off on the wrong foot for me, but I've started to enjoy it for what it is, and that's one of the things that most people are telling me to do. Uh, I hate when you have the kind of caveats of how you have to enjoy something where i want to enjoy a green lantern book and i am like oh i'm not really enjoying this wackiness yeah but you have to enjoy it as a grant morrison book but you have to enjoy it for just the wacky fun and it's always this but and you know i I like big butts and i cannot lie but i don't need the butts thrown in there to be why i like something this is the best back row we've gotten since gail simone's run Uh, and he says it's all right uh, I agree. I like Marguerite Scott's back row, and that's ending soon. We're going to get Cecil Castellucci coming on. Hopefully that uh, maintains the goodness, if you will. Now, surprisingly, my biggest category is the good books. These are all books I truly enjoy reading. Doomsday Clock, I'm in with you. Deceased, yes. Batman Alas, yes. Batman and the Outsiders, all right. Justice League, uh-huh. Just League Dark, yeah. I, 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 t- I ended up giving Just League Dark, I think, an eight last issue. Uh, because we got some stuff. I just don't need a lot of standing around and talking. I need some doing. Detective Comics, yeah, I'm getting a little down on that. Shazam, I love. Red Hood, Teen Titans Deathstroke. I really like the Terminus Agenda, even though it's not what I thought it'd be. Teen Titans is probably my favorite book right now. I do love Teen Titans. That comes out next week as well. We don't have a lot of books next week, but I like most of the ones that are coming out. I haven't read the issues yet, but I 
I like these series. I will say uh, there is an asterisk next to Deceased and The Outsider since I've only read one issue each so far, but love what we got. I, I think that you're going to continue liking it. Doomsday Clock is amazing when it actually comes out. That's the biggest problem. Detective Comics has me worried because I'm really enjoying uh, issues number 1001 to 1003, but after Altamasi's last story ended, you never know. Yeah, he's not very good at ending these mysteries, it seems. Uh, sorry for the long-ass email. You guys rock. Thanks for everything you guys do. Then he got a hold of me a later and said, really sorry to send in a second email, but I forgot to mention a couple other books. I dropped Hawkman and Supergirl and Just League Odyssey. Hawkman and Supergirl were just boring. Um, that's a very unpopular opinion there, I, I will have to say to you, but uh, I can see where you're coming from. If you're not that invested in Hawkman and you don't really care to get the definitive origin of Hawkman, I can see why you might be out. I like Supergirl, but Supergirl, it's one of those. I like what Mark Andreco's doing. Uh, Dancing Michael talk about it in the second email section. I like what he's doing, but he's, he's just tied into Brian Michael Bendis, and he's kind of, you know, his hands are kind of tied, so I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Just League Odyssey, I really don't care about at all. Uh, JLO is a wreck. I might grab a trade of Abnett's run on it when it comes out. That might be a good idea for all of us. I'll go with that. Uh, we're going to go to the next email. And I do have to say, there is an email from Craig. And Craig, I just want to tell you, I think that it would be better served to wait till next week when Eric can actually be on the podcast with me uh, because it's mainly a, a deal for Eric. I'll give you the first part. The second part, though, he's asking questions to Eric about horror comics. So I'll, I'll actually do the first part. He says, uh, Dear Jim, I think it's time the self-styled Mr. Continuity takes a step back and looks at his own continuity. One minute he's a fighting party animal, then a, a maudlin smoking stay-at-home fast food junkie, then he's not smoking, then he's a vegetarian, then he's smoking. I've seen more plausible character development on The Young and the Restless than this. Five out of ten, he says. I agree. Eric can't keep his own continuity. He's in search of something. I, I just don't know if he'll ever find it. Uh, but I'm going to keep the second part where you ask Eric some questions about his horror comic love or dislove uh, to move on to Andy. Andy says, hey guys, I loved your mail segment on my question about wrong term from last week when Jim said, it's like talking to a four-year-old. I laughed out loud. Just what I needed at 6 a.m. on a Monday. I'm telling you, it is. And four-year-old might be giving them the benefit of the doubt, really. Also, give me your thoughts, please, on all the Earthlanders and their lack of appearing basically anywhere. And this would be a question that Eric would love to talk about too. John hardly uses his ring in Justice League. Yeah, and, and we had that whole idea with it being a tattooed ring and stuff like that. I think that, John, we were talking, me and Eric were talking this week about the Justice League book and saying like, John gets a, a back seat now, but really, well, what has Wonder Woman done? I mean, she's she hasn't done anything. And I, I think that, you know, Scott Snyder is so much enthralled with having Martian Manhunter and Hawkgirl on the team that I think he's left a couple of these behind. Jessica hasn't used hers hardly in at least six months because she can't charge it. That is a problem of the ghost sector. Hashtag ghost sector problems. Then we have a teen lantern who was 11. How does that even make sense? Why not call her Kid Lantern? I'd go with that. Kid 
Lantern would be cool. Or Young Lantern or Crap Eating or Talking Lantern. Jay, she she's more like a, you know, mysterious lantern. Where's everyone else? I get that Bendis wants to create new characters and all, but it's seemingly at the expense of characters that have been around for decades. Now you say this as Bendis's fault. I think it's also the idea of uh, you have Grant Morrison on the How book, the Green Lantern book. And that one's so wacky that I can't even make heads or tails of where the Guardians are in this and where, you know, we've seen them, but where the time frame is and where the other, you know, things are. Now, we're going to get more coming up in that book. At least we're getting Carol Ferris, so I'm assuming that maybe we'll get a chance to have some of the other Lanterns. It's just like one of those things that without a Green Lantern Corps book, you're, you're not going to have much for a Guy Gardner or a Kyle Rayner to do. That's what I want. I want a Green Lantern Corps book because I do think that this Green Lantern book that does end up, I think it's going to go, what did they say? Like 27 issues, 24 to 27. We weren't sure what this three issue interlude that Liam Sharp was talking about not being on, if that's included in the 24 or if that adds it to 27. But while that's going on, and that's still, you know, a year or so from now for that to end, I think they need another option. I think you need another option for people who there's just, I mean, amazingly, there's some people who do not like Grant Morrison and his craziness. So if you're not liking Grant Morrison, but want to be a Green Lantern or are a Green Lantern fan and want to read a book, you're kind of lost right now. I mean, at the height of the New 52, there were what, five Green Lantern books? I think there were 17. And now one. It's sad. It's disappointing. It's depressing for me as a GL fan. Maybe I'll go read some more Marvel on the Unlimited app. You could get the, uh, you know, you could go back and read some stuff on the DC Universe app of some Green Lantern stuff. Maybe read Guy Guy Gardner Warrior. Sorry I didn't get this email earlier. Uh, this is a continuation. What do you guys think of the Just Announced Wally West solo book? I'm happy about it. He's been screwed over so much by DC that this could be really good. I'd also like to see it become a Flash Family book of sorts if it lasts long enough. I, it's only a six-issue mini, number one. It's a limited series six-issue mini that if they are doing that and it is a solid story i hope that it does go off to a flash family book I like Brett Booth's art. And, you know, you have Scott Liddell and Brett Booth as the creative team. I like Brett Booth's art. Brett Booth loves Wally, so that's kind of a cool thing. I know that a lot of people don't like Brett Booth's art. I, I like it, so I'm down with that. Scott Liddell's good enough for me. I know that some people uh, really are never going to buy a Scott Liddell book anymore because he did get accused of pretty, you know, some awful things. Um, you know, and, and more of disrespect, I would say it was, than, than full out, you know, really horrible things, but it's still disrespect. And he did it in in public at a convention and stuff like that and didn't seem to care that much about it. So I know some people that is a no-no. They will not buy or read a uh, Scott Liddell book. So that's a shame. The other thing that I'm worried about, not, I'm telling you, this whole Wally West solo book thing, I'm just going to wait and see. That's my whole thing with it. That's usually what I do with a lot of these books. You know, I'll just say, I'll, I'll see how it is. Um, one thing that's weird to me is, and I said this on the news program on Patreon, I know Andy wouldn't have been able to hear this, so I'll repeat myself, you know, here is the idea that, is it that the the Heroes in Crisis book, people, it drove them nuts. A lot of people just hated it. They, Swanee said earlier, it was garbage, hot garbage. He hated it. But 
is this sort of a roundabout evil plan that you make it so bad that now you have to have a bunch of spinoff books to write the ship and now you're just getting more and more money because we also have a Harley a Poison Ivy book coming out of it. So are we going to get like one? When do you ever get a television series that somebody's like, that's the worst thing I've ever watched ever. But yet they end up having three spinoff series from that that become popular. It's insane. It actually is a, like, it might be one of the most diabolical plans ever concocted by anybody. And there's Dan DeDio counting the money. He's like, all right, we'll make this Heroes in Crisis so bad that to write this, we have to have 17 spinoffs. It's crazy. It's crazy, but it seems like that is the case because everybody who hated the idea of Heroes in Crisis, especially Wally fans, are now fired up to get this solo book. They're definitely, I'm going to buy, this is a must-buy for me. I need my character to be righted. I need to be there. Now, with that, we all know that Dan DiDio does not enjoy the, you know, the young heroes, the Titans themselves. He seems to be one of the, at least people are saying that he is the one to blame. He's the one who orchestrated, you know, Rick Grayson, Roy Harper, Wally West here, all this stuff happening. Well, in the preview uh, page, I guess it's the cover of the preview page that, that came out with the announcement for Wally, that Wally solo book, Flash Forward, which Eric thinks is a great title. Uh, I like it too. But if you look at it, Tempest Fuginot and the Fuginots are behind him. Those were characters that Dan DeDio gave us a lot of in the Sideways book. So is he, you know, hands-on? Is he getting handsy with Wally here? Is this going to be something that by the end of these six issues, Wally West fans are going to be even more furious? I don't know. We'll have to see. But like I said, it's just a weird concept that a book that's hated by so many people, and I'm not saying everybody hates it, and I'm not saying everybody should hate it. That's up to you. But it's funny that a book that had all that, that just shows you. Dan DiDio said at one point when he talked to Hussein, kind of the idea of it's more of just word of mouth out there. Bad, good, uh, you know, he wants the highs and lows there because then people are talking about it. And it proves it here with this Heroes in Crisis book. People talked about it. Yeah, half of it was losing their minds, saying they'll never read another book and they're, ah, I'm done with DC, I'm done with DC. Half of the people who said that, I see tweets, oh man, Wally West, flash forward, solo book, I'm in. Finally, we're going to get the character that I wanted. Well, we had the character we wanted before then. And here we go. We'll see. We'll see if it does right the ship. We'll see if it is one of those that maybe I'm reading too much into it. And it's with pure intentions that they have this book so that they can write what Tom King did wrong. I kind of just think they are. Uh, they're like Count de Monet. They're my, one of my favorite characters of all time in movies. Count de Monet. Ah, uh, yes. He, he always yells for the piss boy, Count de Monet. Ah, uh, but yes, thank you, Andy. And that's it for the mail section. We're going to go up now, and now we're going to go off to a section of books that I know that one Eric Shade did join me with, for, because we ended up recording them earlier on in the week uh, before his second computer in a week and a half went down. So it's going to be me and Eric talking about books. I'll be back with some more mail in a little bit as well. You know it's gonna be a long one. The winner is your 
you know it's gonna be a strong one. If you're thinking of some nonsense, then it's time to phone it in. If you wanna share your problems, then you can tell them on the gym. You can bitch about your car, bitch and bitch about your job. You can bitch about a hood, because heck is a slob. You're right, baby. You're calling in the website, CC. You're right, Oh, yes, Eric. It's time for so, books. Is that what we're doing? Not the <laughs> have, race? Yeah. What's, got, what's going on no, right now? I'm we confused. haven't heard that song in a while. And I, I was listening to it. There's only like a little bit in there that actually pushes towards the rant rave. You now, can do still I use have to call in? Still, no, you and do tell not. it all that's to Jim. The, that's the one thing. But you can write in and tell it to me. Uh, I right. wanted to use that song I again. I was, yeah, I was going one. through the songs. I'm like, we have not been able to use that song. And I thought, there's not so much pointing. Because as we're talking, we're ranting and raving as well. I, so I just I imagine that a works. lot of people are confused going into this section, hearing that song. No. Oh, my God. They brought the no, rant, no, no. rant and raves back? What, what, what you're thinking is, uh, I'm thinking to myself, is like people aren't paying attention to these songs. <laughs> They're just like, all right, another song. <laughs> It sounds good. Here we go. Right. Uh, and we're off to the book. So, yeah, maybe there'll be some people like, boy. And then they'll really be like, man, this is real early for the rant and raves, e- even though we don't have them anymore. <laughs> and it could just come at you at any point. But I wanted to put that song in. And it's I will one. tell you again that at one point uh, I am trying to get together that the next uh the next time we have an annuals week at the end of July that we will have rant and raves. We'll have an old school weird science. So you'll hear that song proper, but here proper. we're, uh, yeah, we're here to talk three books. This section has three books, all better than the next. Uh, we are going to start off with the flash number 72 written by Joshua Williamson art by Howard Porter. I find Steve Wands. Joshua Williamson continues his year one story. And it's one more and more just feels like a placeholder to stall for the next big story. While there's nothing here that will blow your mind, I think it's more for newer fans, and despite all that, Iris made me laugh a couple times here, so uh, I like it more than the last couple of issues. Is it necessary? Not at all, but at least there was some fun to be had, whether it was on purpose or not, and that was what we had the problem with going into this. Some of this year one has not been as fun as we thought it should be. I just don't know what this is going to... Every time I expect something out of this book, it gives me something else, like, oh my god, we're going to... you know. Last year one, and then we go to the future, like 35 years of the future, this dystopian future with turtle rules, everything. Well, this is weird. I guess we're going to get this for a while. It goes back in time. He's going to fight the turtle. I'm like, all right, I guess we're not getting the future anymore, but we will get yeah. the turtle and the still force. And then we get into this issue and, well, we get the turtle and he's using the, the still turtle, force. And it, it kind of <laughs> goes with the idea of like fixing some things, you know, he's now inspired to be the flash because he has to stop the turtle. It kind of twists and turns things a little, but again, like I said, this is not going to blow your mind. This is not going to be a story that really is like, Oh my God, I can't believe he's done this. I can't believe he's going there. All that sort of thing. It, It just seems to be, 
a, a little bit of a, you know, a, a year one arc to yeah. kind of settle down, get everybody on speed with liking Barry again. One of the best things about this is, is throughout this whole run of Joshua Williamson, we've had some problems where oh, Barry's been, been such a sad sack and he's not a sad sack here. So that's right away. Life hasn't I'm beaten him down yet. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Now, I love his look too. Jeans with the uh, knee pads over. Mwah. Look, look, that's a great look. There. I know I don't go yeah. to the gym to run unless I'm wearing jeans and a knee pads. And knee pads. Yeah. I mean, really, and boots. But uh, with that, <laughs> he, he, bet, he best makes <laughs> He's. I, I'm telling you, they look like guys. A lot of times that looks like a thing where I've seen painters or guys who do like drywall do that because they are and plumbers, kneeling yeah. a lot and things like that. Yeah, that plumbers as well. So I, I get the look. Not a CSI guy, but hey, then that's just Barry. But I like it. He's not Sad Sack Barry. Um, but it's... I think that this is just kind of here for Joshua Williamson to do kind of the victory lap type deal that we often say is an end of a run. But this is like, hey, look, everybody, remember why we like Barry. Look at Barry. He's cool right now. I really think things are going to go really wrong starting 75. I think that this is one of those where he's cashing in his chips. trying or actually all these trying fun to make little us, vignettes of year yes. one of the Flash where we could have some fun before things this, get terribly dark. Before things get really, really dark to end. And, and again, I keep saying end this run. Who knows? He might be yeah. on this book for 300 issues. He we might have, have no a 100 idea. issue run. It's just, and and back to that, it is something along the lines. And and he's doing this, going to be what looks to be over a 100 issue run, if not just 100, without going and claiming that. So I'll <laughs> give him credit for that. I'll give him full props for that. He's just going in. He's doing his business. He's writing the flash. And unlike, you know, me and you have been jumping back and forth. It is a roller coaster ride of emotions for us on this book. There's times where, and you kind of alluded to that when you first started there, where all of a sudden we think we've got what we want, and then all of a sudden he kind of yanks it away from us. Or we think that, you know, oh man, that sounds cool, and then it never ends great. Almost like the rogues reloaded. We really were enjoying that, and then it got yanked away at the end. So I I just need a Barry that I can like. Barry's my Flash. Wally was never my Flash because i oh, came gosh. in later so barry's my flesh and at least i got one that's alive and not in jail you know he's, hey, he's hey. running around hey, so speaking hey of who those wins things, there buddy we didn't talk What's about that? this during heroes in crisis because didn't like you know come across my mind at that point i was talking to you last week about it because I, I wanted to wait for a guest to have a flashbook again but back before heroes in crisis you know ended and stuff like that we had iris leave barry and she had all this problem what obituary was she writing for Wally West now that we know that he did not die at the end of that event? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Things don't jive. It's, no. They're just going to push that aside now. <laughs> I just wanted to bring no, that I'm, up I'm before I forgot about it again. She's there and she's like, where's that obituary? I was like, and I can't remember who it was for now that there's – well, he's writing it for that di- – she's writing it for that dead clone body. Uh, roses are red violets are blue the clone is dead how about you that's how it is that's how it so goes uh how there weird is in that? The, idea, the idea of the flashbook going forward is you know iris believes that wally's dead while he is in jail you know what is the better idea of knowing that he's dead or he's in jail for killing and framing a bunch of people uh i would rather go dead <laughs> all right <laughs> you know because here's the thing when well, you're dead barry in this universe you can always come th- back from that barry keeps I, not I, telling her things so like what's he doing well, now 
again, now you're saying that, is this something along the lines that we're getting year one right after Heroes in Crisis so that we can kind of distance ourselves a little from that and then get on with it without anybody realizing it's like a little switcheroo? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how that is. But uh, this isn't a sad sack, Barry. That's number one. That's 100% number one for me. Yes, I know that we're not getting anything that's going to wow anybody who's a Flash fan's mind. But it seems like, unlike us, a lot of people like this walk down memory lane, right? Well, it's, like, like it's almost like Joshua Williamson had a checklist for year one. It's like, okay, Lightning Bolt, and we got to do August Hart, obviously, yeah. as he created the character. We've got Iris West, and then just like, all right, let's do Captain Cold, the Turtle. Let's do some time travel, Cosmic Treadmill. And this is going through the checklist yeah. as he yeah, writes these is. stories. Because and, and, it's not yeah. really in my mind like full stories, because we're not doing full arcs of these things. Like, all right, we go to the future, we come back it's to the future. Just Here's thrown the turtle, out there. I'm take telling out the you, that's what I and mean. Both, you know, it's back and forth with all these different things while the flash learns to be the flash and for what it is while i do love a full story i'm not minding this like you said because it's it's fun enough things aren't jiving like you know iris and barry's relationship is taken off completely like we said where's where's patty Patty from the new 52 and he was dating her well before iris but not only that just the idea where you know he saw iris at a at a crime scene and the issue one Mm -hmm. of this and then he was struck by lightning. And then like, hey, when you see Iris, make sure you tell her yes. And then he's just going on a date for coffee. And all of a sudden, things are exploding. They've like, you know, yeah. been dating for a long time, it seems like. I'm like, I don't know if I really got that impression until out of nowhere, they're full on dating this issue. Yeah. He, he better get himself a mask. That's what I say. I mean, he's really, got, you're running he's around. He's got a hoodie up and he's got sunglasses on. He's I'm good. telling you. I see him punching the turtle there, and yes, when he's when he's in the beginning, he's punching the turtle. Yes, time slowed down, all of that. They end up not seeing him. He ain't got no hoodie. He ain't got no goggles. He it's has so funny a shirt idea. and some some knee pads is what like, he's got and some at the, gloves. At the one point when Barry has stopped him by accident, and he talks about the idea of time, like you know, moving back to normal. I'm like. Yeah. What, why shouldn't you cancel each other out? Because you're going at super speed. You would the turtle's think, sucking your speed away. And like, it, you know, everybody it, I think that what they're playing him. with is the idea that the turtle is more experienced. So the, the turtle can use is his, better than the speed yeah, force. He can, gotcha. the, yeah, he's able to slow him down just because Barry just learned how to use this. He's even but accidentally not, doing not some slow things. down his vibrations. Well, that's the thing. Some of these things with his vibration where he goes and he ends up vibrating through, he does that kind of by accident and says, oh, man, I didn't think I'd be able to do that again. Things like that. It's OK. It ends up with him stopping the turtle. Turtle ends by up getting accident. stopped. And, and and all they end up feeling is like, man, did you feel that like buzz go static, through? I man. don't know what's going on. The static and through all this. The Flash is starting to make a name for himself. Yeah, Barry going around and he wants to almost, you know, like any superhero, he wants to make his brand. He wants people to know that he's out there for him. And I I swear, if this wasn't this day and age, you would have him tagging all the city with his Flash symbol. But because somebody's going to complain that Barry is a graffiti artist and he's, you know, wrecking, they have to have it that he comes back and erases it later. And I'm like, really, you have to explain that? The idea that Barry it's is such ridiculous. a good guy that he comes back and cleans up the tag. He's that only he did. doing that. It's not because it's Barry. It's because Joshua Williamson doesn't want to get called out on Twitter. There's no reason that he's going to tag it and then say, I come back later in the day. You know, they've already seen proof of it. So I, I come back and do I like well, that I little addition. Then, 
What really? Then why doesn't Iris West just stand there with a camera and wait for him? She, he always comes back. He always comes back and does it. So why isn't she there for her evidence uh, right there? You have, or why doesn't every single villain who now is pissed off at the Flash coming here wait right there at that symbol? It's nonsense. It, it's there so people don't yell at him about it and stuff like that. So, and, and you would even have some places that they might even want that Flash symbol. You have this craft beers and fine spirits. They might be like, hey, look, Flash help me out hey come and look at this and then come in and get drunk get some beer i do some fine spirits but yeah i think that that's Tagging just is wrong Jim. Can't. don't i'm do telling it. you it's 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 like when we were reading and i i wish i could remember what book it was where you had oh it, i believe it was uh maybe supergirl i forget what it was where uh that uh superman can't necessarily lie it was that supergirl from back in the uh 80s that i read okay. uh where uh you have Superman come and he tells a fib, but it's not necessary because you couldn't have Superman lie. It's a twisted way. It just seems <laughs> silly to me that he's going back and nobody's waiting for him or anything there at those symbols. But and I even do if like they this. were waiting, all they see was a blur, Jim. I don't know. I don't know if he can, you know, run in there with a, a rag and you know, still though they'd see. You'd have people still wanting to see when it happened and things if they could get a hold but anyway you have iris she's writing down the symbol things like that and you do have barry working on other things looks like he's working on the ring so that you know working on his romance yeah he's working on the ring suit thing and uh, all that but also he's gonna have you know a date with iris and again this is the fun stuff that we wanted to see last issue and even the first one where you, you wanted to see him burn out his shoes. You wanted to see him do this. So when Iris shows up out of nowhere to ha- you know visit him to have the date, he's his apartment's a wreck. So we Full do of flash get the fun. Too. Yeah, we do get the fun of him. Yeah, flying off, getting a rose, coming back. Yeah, you know, fixing everything, <laughs> hiding everything stuff, off, and putting yeah. on a suit and tie. I'm like, all right, yeah, you know how to do I this, like Flash. That. I do and, too. And you never still, get to see this stuff. Yeah, and even and the idea that doesn't he is put hungry. Away the, yeah. He wants to but do I'm stuff saying he doesn't even get rid of his shirt. He does right. all that. The shirt's there. But a lot yeah, of things but he's that we also don't a nerd. deal with anymore with a lot of the flashes, the idea of the metabolism, because he does want to eat. Yeah, Every time I'm like, yeah. you see it, he wants to eat on something, it seems like, which I like that because you don't deal with that anymore. Like I'm going no. back a lot of times when reading the Wally West flash of the 80, uh, late 80s. Not the best, but they deal with the idea that he's always hungry a lot. We just don't no. see Barry eat, but he, you know what he does do? He does drop off pizza still for kids. Well, and he, he does saves. that, and that's that's a that's a checklist bit, yeah. and that's pretty cool. They're like, we love the flesh. Like he just comes zipping in, and things go, and he always leaves pizza. Some don't eat those pizzas, kids. You don't know where they're from. Uh, but yeah, Iris comes over. Where's he get this sees, money for these pizzas all the time? I don't, well, he steals them. I mean, there you go. And then he goes back later and cleans up. I think he, he ends up doing dishes for them. But he, <laughs> uh, he, they're there, and Iris comes in, and it's one of those things that one Eric Shea would probably be scared of. If he was getting a fancy new date, she's going to come over. She's going to end up seeing all your your uh, Batmans and your Superman statue. And she's like, man, I thought you were a science nerd, not a nerd nerd. And he's like, yeah, Where do you busted. Get off? He's trying to hide the shirt <laughs> at that point. Then she's looking. She is uh, one of those people who go into an apartment and she is rooting through everything. She's going through his books. She's going well, through all those. And, and he's like, I'm oh, yeah, you, he you has know. his comics stacked up like they are books on a bookshelf. I'm like, you're a goddamn heathen. What do you 
you doing yeah, over here? Yeah. And, and with that, she's like, oh, you know, she's checking out pictures. And she's like, hey, don't worry. I have a nerdy side. I'm really into horror movies. I'm like, Barry's like, what am I getting myself <laughs> oh, no. into? Oh, no. Hey, he, he's sitting there and he's like, he is a scientist, right? He is a CSI guy who can put things together. He's to figure out. He's yeah. Like, Hey, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, she's crazy, and I heard that's good in the sack. All right, let's go, Iris. I mean, she is. She's Don't just worry, crazy. Barry. I have a nerdy side too. I'm really into horror movies. Rawr. I love that she pauses and says that, I, I and then comes you, at him like the Draculas. She's the like the Wolfman. She, she stops and thinks about her life choice to this part where oh, she yeah. turns around, and tries to scare with the horror. I just like the jump scares. Then afterwards, I remember it's just I'm the movie, you. and I feel safe. Okay, like, she goes. What? She goes from crazy. <laughs> she goes from crazy lady straight to wrong turn. She's full out wrong turn. I, I like the dress at the jump scares, but afterwards but I gotta remember worry, they're not it's real. Not real. I'm telling you, he's like, all right, what check, happened strike, to you, Iris? strike two. He's like, you, you baseball fan, because you got she, two strikes here, baby. She did a Can lot you of growing up between this year one oh, to where we God. know her now. I'll give a you that. A lot of growing up. I'm telling you, she grew up a little between those panels. All of a sudden, she scared herself. <laughs> I gotta remember. And and by the way, you're a nerd, but I showed up with a creeper T-shirt on. So really, you, you should have gotten this right away. A creeper T-shirt. Yeah, so they're there. And she's talking about her nephew. Things fall out. And, you know, the nephew bit's kind of cool. Uh, whatever. But she, he's a picture falls out and it looks. And at this point, you think that it's snart. You think well, yeah. that it is. It's a weird it's thing not. to have this. It's this Clive Yorkin. Who is this character that she thinks killed a guy named John Banks in this last robbery? Yeah. But you have the Captain Cold glasses on this guy, you know, yeah. Clive York. And I'm like, what are you playing out here? Why wouldn't you just say Leonard Stark? Which even later, later, I don't think this plays snark. well. You have the no, Leonard Stark No, I don't Stark think it gang, does either. And it's, I don't it think seems it like plays it's more well like at all. Clive Yorkin seems like he's the mastermind behind this thing. But then you get the, when you get the gang all together, just walking down the streets with duffel bags full of money. in right front. the cops. It's, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, I know. It's so yeah. far when we have Captain Cold show up. It's so odd. And even just bringing this Clive Yorkin and the supposed murder into it to get Iris on the trail yeah. it's of weird. this gang. It's very odd. With Captain Cold glasses just walking down the street after a bank robbery it seems like with duffel bags right in front of cops and, and again it's it's more of the origin of the glasses than actual captain cold at this yeah. point and it's weird because you see that and you're like okay and then hey the guy's name's clive york and you're thinking to yourself okay this is an alias that he's using we're going to figure out that it's snart maybe barry will figure that out but when we go the only i had to go back and look to be like is that him? Does it look like him? Because well, they they're all look the same the when they're together. Yeah, they all look the same. That's the problem. And I'll, I'll tell you, Yorkin, he, he has a little Wolverine in him. Is what he's got with that hair style. But oh, yeah, okay. with that though, and even the hair with the chops. But yeah, with that there, you have Iris is like, hey, I just wanted to come over, and I like again. There's some good dialogue here where she's like, I thought I was going to meet you, and she's like, listen, you're always late. There's a check. You, you have them, but they're <laughs> they're checking off the checklist in a fun way. So I don't mind. I even like when he's like, hey, you know, we can go down and get some food. There's this great restaurant and running, I mean, walking distance. I'm like, that's kind of funny. I even like uh, the idea of the checklist here because when we have the montage of him saving people and also working on the flash yeah. stuff and also him and Iris doing more and more dates, I'm thinking Joshua Williamson is counting down the amount of dates they have. So when she shows up talking about, look, we can stay in. Yeah. You want, you want to get pizza? Look, I'm not hungry right now. 
You know? Yeah. Like, I so know. I'm kind of hungry. Barry's look, got less game. He's got less game than me. And Barry, I ain't got no game. I, I need you to speed up here a little bit, okay? Girl has needs yeah. too. I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm telling you. Check she that might off. as well be like, he's like, well, I'll get the pizza. She's like, well, I'll get some extra sausage on that. And he's like, <laughs> uh, I told you before, a sausage gives me acid, gives me reflux. acid reflux. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, the whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, let's get a it A little stuffed saucy. crust, you know? I'm like, he's like, let's get it saucy. Barry's like, Really extra sauce? That gets a little swampy, huh. you know? It gets really bad when they deliver it. I don't mind. If we're going to get extra sauce, let me we go might, get we it. We might then. as well go there ourselves if we're going to do it. Yeah. All right. You know, I think we need to yeah. break up a barrier. I'm yeah, sorry. She's you know? like, this, this ain't working. He's just left they there. But, both but I, think I ordered each other's three pizzas. Yeah, really? <laughs> He's like, well, what happened to the harmer? It's a rash. She's like, enough of that. I'm done with you. But I'm yeah, done she playing. gets. She, they also, Joshua Williamson kind of points out that they have had these dates because yeah. it is brought up. Hey, I'm not supposed to talk with the, uh, you know, with uh, work talk. And right. so obviously this has been a thing, but she gets a call and she gets a call. Oh, my God, I got a tip on that gang. You know, we'd already seen the picture. And one of the this is the worst where she's like, hey, uh, this stinks. One of my sources got a tip on that. Yorkin, he's working with a new gang. I got to run. And then uh, he even says, like, at one point, hey, do you want to see like everybody else is obsessed with the flash you keep going after these other things why don't you care about the flash and she says i need to see more evidence to decide if he's real and then she goes get it that's a csi joke and barry should just i'm telling you barry's like what strike three and you're out (laughs) you're out you're out that's strike three we're not playing you know different rules here it's but you're out because i need to see more evidence you get to it? decide and all i need right now and i don't have it is that yeah i think for that <laughs> looks like we're gonna need more evidence yeah uh, i'm like nah, that i, I agree work. with you we are gonna need some more evidence to solve this case yeah she's like oh you need my i'm like really really you do? that's the joke that's the joke but yeah so when iris is out and about uh, you do have Barry go back and try to look into this murder a little. It turns uh, out, he, even though he's had all this time for dates and flash stuff, oh yeah, work's been struggling a little bit because well, he has been putting off his CSI duties. I'm like, yeah, well, how did you work here for so long now before we you got see, transferred to Ironhide? Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> now we see that he was awful right away. I mean, year one, he still wasn't paying attention or doing anything right when he got the flash powers. But yeah, he goes and checks things out. And this is even the case. And, this is the case that he was on. Yeah. With August before he got hit by lightning. So, like, is nothing getting done in the interim? Like, didn't no. they hire anyone while Barry was in a coma this entire no, time? I like, don't think anything was happening. Where's Patty? I think that this where's is Patty what happened. Oh, she, she's out and about. She, she hasn't uh, made the scene yet. But yeah, it ends up having him kind of run right into, you know, Snart's gang. And this is where it's so weird. You have those glasses. I'm thinking all of them are all 3D from Back to the Future. I'm like, yeah. you guys think you're cool. First off, you, you guys are criminals. One of the things that I'd want to be as a criminal is keep a low profile, right? You're all walking around with these goofy goggles. And then the one guy's like, I told you these glasses would work, Snart. Helped us avoid all the alarms, and we can see any police chatter is on to us. I'm like, uh, are they glasses the th- or now are the they, thing they, is they too, For some reason, it was weird because of the idea of these things that, like, you know, are doing all this, I assume for some reason it was a bank robbery, but he even says here it's, you know, Central City Pharmaceutical that they're robbing yeah like, yeah like it just kind of looks like a, a drugstore with the with the symbol yeah. they have of the rx oh, on yeah. the side Old of the school. whole thing i'm like what is this what are you robbing? And, and pretty I, good I think, heist I'm like what and i i think that what he's trying to get at is as snart and he even says hey we're all family you know all that is snart is a the guy idea who, of the rogues 
he the idea of the rogue so you have to have a gang i think that it would be better served if he was just him hanging out with this clive york and because i'm telling you when i went i had to go back to see which guy i'm like is it you know a flock of seagulls in the back with that fancy sweater or oh no no it's wolverine on the left and i'm like all right whatever but it, it just seemed weird you know the whole thing but it's pushed to have snart always like a gang and always trust his gang and always treat his gang like family that's good. That's a good deal. Plus, you also get almost what I also wanted to see of this is the idea that Snart does not want to, you know, kill anybody. Yeah. He doesn't want guns. Uh, you don't get far enough because of Barry getting involved. But what happens is Iris, again, is she a tough cookie or She's is a she dummy. ridiculously dumb? Uh, because she ends up seeing this guy who she is on the case again she's not a police officer even though the, the you right know there. what she's doing <laughs> is kind of going above and beyond that because she sees a guy and hey hey yorkin i heard you killed somebody is that true you want to you want to give a quote and he's like yeah here's a quote get out of my face and did you murder him he, he, john this banks guy, if, did you murder thing. him in cold blood t- did yeah. you Here's the thing. This might as well be the Salem witch trials because either way, somebody dying. You don't go up to a guy because if he didn't murder them, he'd be still mad. And he might cause, you know, he still doesn't look like an up and up guy. But if he did murder that guy, if he did murder John Banks, you got some trouble here. And Lois, uh, Lois, uh, Iris Iris walks straight into it. And luckily, I mean, luckily Barry's there. I don't think it's dead because I, I, not only that, there's she Clive, gets him in the nuts. Though. She, she needs him in the nuts. But the thing is, this sets him off in the whole thing where, like, you know, in there the are family co- there are cops all around at this point. Yeah, just yeah. hanging out. It seems like this was I the know. worst time to do any kind say, of heist. Hey, Iris, you <laughs> seeing this? I'm like everybody. Clive York and actually gets hit in the balls. He goes all off because you know Leonard tries to say, "Chill out, those cops are going to see you." He doesn't care, but and we see in super speed that not not only is he going to kill Iris, he's killing like he everyone. He took a shot at everybody in the gang yeah, that Barry everyone. has to run I mean, out real quick and moly. catch all the bullets of yeah. stopping, like you know that we're going to kill all of these gang members. And there Iris. wasn't enough setup of this guy to you know, you know kind of. Clive? If you, I mean, this is thing. Do you think Clive? You would guess that this is Clive gonna kill everybody and then take all of the goods for himself but he's in the middle of the street in the middle of downtown with police this should have been in a warehouse everybody has a duffel bag and they're surrounded by cops already this should have been in in a warehouse a back alley something like that i just in the family jewels where's pain there is that's all i need to have said (laughs) while this is going on but yeah so flash goes stops all the bullets gets iris out of the way and also ties up all the bad guys and you know they're like oh man you just got busted the by the that? flash yeah. and she even sees and again she even gets kind of like a um like a static shock even right. it seems right ah right like that even though it looks like at that point she might be trying to catch a bullet herself i don't know <laughs> i'm she gonna try way, to catch it i'm telling you she, yeah she's you're gonna catch it all right in the chest but yeah barry goes off then and he gets to his apartment Lynch i do like this cliffhanger a lot the oh idea my, that the, is bloody. the first the first time he tries to stop bullets and all this stuff you know using super speed it did not work for him the idea no. that he got t- he took one in the chest i'm like yeah all right that's a really good cliffhanger now he took like, like six and the thing is 
now going off to the next issue after this, we're going to get to see the next check on the list here, you know, super healing because of his metabolism. Yeah, yeah, you, that's what you would figure, the super healing. Plus, he's also got super pills next to him, Eric. So, you know, those work well. There's uh, Adderall and some Oxycodone. He's got the, he's got the, that's the royal flush in in my mind. (laughs) Full house, baby. He's there with those pills. It's funny if you would just see that. It would look like he's bleeding. It looks like he was bleeding and knocked over pills when I think that those on the ground might be the the bullets, but they're white. They look like pills. There's other pill bottles just on the ground. I'm telling you, he's a CSI guy. He's not great at at uh, first aid, though, because it seems to me he ran home, got these gigantic pills, and for some reason he has all these different pain pills, but also was taking his CSI work home and then shoving that in the wound because he had all these file folders and papers everywhere. I think that he really – he thinks that you can stop bleeding with with notebook (laughs) paper. Let me get that thing right on it. Heel cut and then puts it on. Oh, no, that's not my power. Yeah, it looks like he's like, all right, I'm bleeding to death, but boy, I- I'm going down hard and heavy. Where's the oxycodone? There you Time go. to he, get he like, run on a cloud. Royal flush, baby. He's got a bunch. He's got at least four pill bottles there. Oh, my. Ethan th- would be I in there. They'd all be gone. Back during They'd the all flash be gone, year Eric. one. That Barry might have had a problem. <laughs> he might have. Uh, yes, he's, he's got a problem indeed. Uh, but yeah. Uh, My I, speedster, I like this. a junkie? <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, no. Uh, I did like it. Even it's when I go back. It's my favorite issue of this year I go one back, so far. I think that at one point while he's in the lab, he, he claims it's evidence. It's pills. He's looking at it. There's one time he has this bottle. He's looking oh, at it. Pills. Goes, huh. Those pills are good. I oh no! You. He wait when I'm when I'm done stopping these bullets. What's that pills? Iris will right get between back. us pills. Don't worry. I wish, I wish I had my pills to shake right now. <laughs> I do not. I have to hide. No, them. you have I to have, hide. Them. I have a I have a series of more intricate uh, traps to hide Tanya, those I pills. To be like from Home you. Alone around your freaking no, pills. Home Alone. I'm telling you, I went. I came home from lunch where I do start my pills. You don't realize I got my Adderall, took it. I had to run down the stairs, being chased by a boulder. I ran through, <laughs> slid under the door, and grabbed my hat. Then I went to work. There you go. And, and all of a sudden, Alvin Molina's like, "There, he's rubbing his fingers." I don't know what's going on in this house, Eric. But yeah, the, this whole issue. Do me the pills. It, to me, no way, Alvin Molina. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not happening. Over. And then I went out. He, he was all it had spears in him and stuff. And then I met Jock. And then I was on with Reggie. And, the, and that's Reggie the snake. And th- this was all made up. Uh, Jock was this bum that was in the alley. I was just hanging out with him. And uh, you don't want to know what a snake is. Gary. Was, I don't know why you keep calling you him Jock. You don't want to know what a snake <laughs> is. Oh, my. But yeah. Uh, he keeps calling uh, air, be... his scooter an airplane. It's weird. That's right. This might be one of my favorite flash issues of a long while. It really is because I had some fun. And again, I like having fun with you talking yeah. about it. And there's a bunch of things that we could point out and have fun it's with. It's a lot of light but nothing, fun, but nothing it is, is and it's really nothing, feels big Nothing's about really it. done. Yeah, I know that. But what? how long since it's been with a flash book that the thing we are laughing about isn't the – reason that they pushed yeah we didn't get the still force but i didn't expect that so all the other hoping. things what let's go on a flash quest a speed quest we never got anything out of that or what are you hey, talking I about got a bubble we had gun. a lot of fun yeah. when barry and iris were yes. just, you know dressed up as this super is the thing though what i'm saying is usually though we're laughing about things because they're ridiculously bad rawr. or ridiculously set up <laughs> to be something and never rawr. are i'd rather have horror movies <laughs> raw than a sage force bubble gun I like that, that might scares. end 
up causing gremlins. I myself do not and feel though. That's what she's saying. Is this all a lead up to her being addicted to the Sage Force? Next thing, she's in the horror movie. Rawr. I'm just going to say, anytime you say any horror movie, I'm going to rawr at you. What are you talking about? I'm oh going to do it whenever I start anything. The thing is, at that point, Barry is the Flash, correct? He yeah. couldn't run fast enough away from her. He was scared. I've dated scared girls me. like you, Iris. I do like, the, I do like those kids, too. They're like, hey, man, he came zoom, boom, and he was here in blink of an eye, and he even left pizzas. I mean, really, the thing about all this is – He's the best. He is. Yeah. He he comes in, does things, and leaves pizzas. I need he to even find cleans it. up graffiti. Yeah, that's nonsense. <laughs> that's nonsense. But I don't mind. And I no. liked Howard Porter's art as usual. I don't know how you feel. It's I thought weird. it got I actually stronger think it was as ste- it went. I, I actually think it was a step down for them from what we had really? last issue. Personally, yeah, I, I actually thought as it progressed, it got better. Uh, the beginning with the, the turtle, turtle, the beginning with the turtle, I thought was a little, you know, he gets pencil heavy and stuff like that. And I thought that that was a little off, but once it got on, I liked it. So I may shock you and everybody in the world. I'm going to shock the world. I'm going oh to with an eight, five. I really enjoyed this. Yep. What are you giving it? I really like this as well for the fun aspect of it. But it just seemed like, you know, out of nowhere, Barry and Iris have a relationship and it's going ah, full girl. force in this whole thing. And just felt like even for a flash book, it was moving pretty fast, Jim. Oh, but, my. Uh, but <laughs> yes, I, I like the art enough, but it's just, you know, I don't know what we're getting on this year one because it keeps us jumping for issue to issue. Like I just said, doing I something actually new just think it's a placeholder. It's yeah, something probably. for him to have fun. It's something for him to maybe remind himself how much he likes the Flash as well and how much he likes Barry to us going because at some point you would guess – they're going to have to have some ramifications of Wally in the Heroes in Crisis. We're going to have to do some stuff going forward where at the other sort of things we had at the end of The Price, you had Barry pretty much yelling and screaming at Batman and running off, which seemed to be the start of that Batman Superman book. But is that going to go and have some ramifications here as well? There's a lot of dark things, I think, coming up. And, you know, after starting probably with 75 with that anniversary deal milestone, whatever they're going to call it but leading into what would even if josh williamson doesn't leave it a hundred a hundred's going to be a huge issue you think you're going to have to build something to that hundred that is a Do big you mean he deal. had a story that was planned all along I'm not saying that. I'm saying that any <laughs> of know. these books that get to 100, that 100th issue yeah. is going to be a big deal. If they make, you know, 25 a big deal, 100 is going to be huge. So you're going to have to build something. And I do think it's going to get darker. I do think, well, we already know when we get back to the regular deal, Iris is on a walkabout. She ain't, you know, dealing. So walk I think about. that this she is. Left. Yeah, yeah she, well, now she's walking about, walking about out of his apartment. And so you have. A fun time here. That's the best. You know, she kinda left and he to moved that. in with her. Yeah, really. I know. <laughs> That's the best. She just left. Uh, she meant it, though. She meant but it. No, but no, yeah, I, so I ended I up like giving it. this issue a 7.5 out of 10. Nothing, and actually went up. Because initially I started with a 7 out of 10 when we started yeah, the podcast I'm, I tonight. really enjoyed but talking to you about it. You talked to me about it. I had a lot of fun with it, which that's a big factor. Fun factor is huge for us. But uh I just yeah. wanted more out of the Flash year one than just these little things, even though I'm having oh, a good time Look at you, with it. always wanting more over yeah, there. More, you more, just can't more. just sit there. You just can't sit there, there, Veruca Salt. You want it all, don't you? That's what you all. want. I like turtles. I know you like turtles. You don't have to tell me. There's Does no that reason. Have but... the force. Tell me about it. I like turtles. Hey, that's all you get. You're not getting no. anything else. That kid ain't telling you about no still force. Uh, and I, the way he looked, he ain't sent still. He likes turtles. He dressed up. You remember his name was Jonathan, I believe. And he dressed up as a zombie. Arr. He likes horror movies. Arr. He did. Arr. What's next? 
Next up is Hawkman number 13, written by Robert Van Diddy, with art by Will Conrad, Jeremiah Skipper, and Starkinson Comicraft. Oh, Skipper! Even though Carter Hall should have all his memories now after last issue, it seems that he needs a bit of a refresher. Thankfully, he has a full library of his life inside of his ship, his spaceship, where he reads all about the time he was multiple people on the planet Nebulon during the Higris Malonite War, and how having him there changed the course of everything. Yeah, everybody seems that I've, you know, talked to seems to really dig this issue. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's a it's nice right. issue. It's not great in my mind. I do like the art. I will tell you, I think Will Conrad does a very good job of making the transition oh, yeah. from Jeremiah Brian Skipper's Hitch to this really to this good. Make it really yeah. feel like it's still the same thing going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I really like and And I'll even go even as far as saying that uh, Starkings and Comicraft, two of oh, my favorite do? people I've ever met, <laughs> Having those narration boxes the same also gives you that feel that you had. So there there isn't that, you know, you're not hitting a roadblock here because of the art. And I think that that's a good deal. Now, we're going to have this whole deal where it seems like we're going to have stories from the Hawkman past. Uh, With that, you have to fudge it a little with this idea of, oh, let me read this because I don't remember that. I remember and some I don't remember at all. It's it's kind of that he says some that I remember a lot and some that I don't quite remember a lot of the details. Now, with that, you also have that if he did forget it, how is he continue? How does this journal continue jumping with the body? If the body reincarnates, I don't know this journal. I want to know the definitive origin of this journal because this thing has many lives too. But it's it's a storytelling device. I I can get by. Uh, I can't get so far behind it, but I can get by it to have the story. But the story... You know what I was thinking about earlier, really, though? Besides, really for the idea, besides for the idea of the journal and what's all this other stuff and the idea that he should have all his memories back now, the thing that I was thinking about earlier, right before we got on, was like, all right, you have all of these reincarnations throughout time and space as we know now. You can go wherever, yeah. all over the place, and you're constantly reborn. <laughs> what is with the names where you have, you know, Carter Hall, but like, you know, you have in this, you have Qatar, Ketter. I just imagine there's like, ima- yeah. like, He's resurrected at one point on Earth. It's like, all right, honey, we have to give him our family name of Harold. No. Yeah. He must no. be named Carter or something no. that sounds similar to Carter. Just the idea that he always has to, like, the same first name like, wherever he is. I like the is. first name Cart, middle initial R. Urgh. That's what we're going with. And and you know what? <laughs> I like horror movies. Urgh. Urgh. There you go. Yeah, That's just so- such a weird thing. You don't have to go with that. I, I know you're going to try to say that this is the same person that, like is, that's Carter Hall. Yeah, we know them The big you don't bird symbol on his helmet for the yeah. soldier that he is. I mean, I'm telling you, we, we know. Yeah. Uh, with the whole deal is um, I like to where he's, you know, he had a lot going on. He stopped the Deathbringers, Eric, and you know all about them. I no. like that he's in a ship and he's like, this ship's like, where to Carter Hall? Just ride, baby. He's like what, at the end of a movie where the guy gets on the I need, motorcycle I need a and rides. Yeah, it's like, I need it. No, no. Just ride, baby. Just soar. Just oh, go. My. I just can't wait till all those uh, reviewers that review this that always have to use that. This book's soaring above all the rest. and, and it, <laughs> But it's got a beak. And I'm like, no, no stop it. Stop As your if on wings of an angel, this yeah, keeps just, soaring. Just, uh, just stop yourselves, please. <laughs> you know, really. You goofy. They want to be yeah, clever. So this is the thing. When you go, 
it's it's going to be pretty much Robert Venditti is going to give us a story. And it's funny because he and I'll grab it now because I can't remember the name sometimes. He just did uh, a book, Six Days. It's okay. about D-Day. And so this is kind of a thing for him, this war. And I think it was about his uncle's time in D-Day, the D-Day's lost chapter. I just grabbed it off my my shelf here. Um, and so he is a guy who is it a comic? likes – yeah, yeah, it's a graphic okay. novel. He ju- right. it just came out a couple weeks ago. It's just a graphic novel. A lot of people really liked it. I liked it. I read it uh, way back because DC sent it out. That's before they hated my guts. But uh, he is a guy into war and stuff like this. And I think that it's obvious that this is the idea of listen, everybody, war is endless unless we try to get to know each other. And if we do get to know each other, you always find out that each side. We're more alike out. than we're not, you know, different. When you're stuck and, eating ration bricks all the time, all you really want in the long run is some yeah. protein sludge and, but even and so, This is just a forced deal. This has been done in every piece oh, yeah. of literature. I'm sure there is, a, a, you know, a Sliders uh, show. It's on everything. And in, in particular, in particular, there's a book that I read uh, as a kid that I really like called Forever War uh, by Joe Haldeman. I actually have to look it Did up. It I, I couldn't remember. Yeah. It was a for, it was basically the same people going on and on and on and on in this war that basically they were sent in this like pocket dimension to fight because war's never ending until you figure out that there's no reason for war. But it also goes with that Christmas truce of 1914 yeah. in World War One. When, you know, the troops ended up, the Germans and the Allies ended up stopping the war for Christmas Day. And get up out of the trenches. Gifts, and they, yeah, just get up there and exchange some food the, and whatever the they might have on The best is now, now that they talk about it, you forget what the main goal of that all was. Do you know what the main goal? Because they ended up playing a game of football or soccer, wherever you are in the world. But mainly from what I've read over the years, because that does intrigue me. But for the most part, they, they called a truce so they could gather all the bodies in no man's land because it was awful. They. Yeah. There was just you, you, stacks you just of bodies. Ruin the story for me. But still, they ended up in truce because of Christmas. They exchanged plum pudding. I, I imagine the Germans got a hold of that plum pudding, and that's why the war, war started up again. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it has to be. Um, but yeah, with that, also when you hear that story, this is another thing: is you expect that that story happened like well into the war. It was only like five months after the war started, and then that sort of thing was Ain't banned for the rest. My it was banned for the rest of the war as well. But yeah. That's all it is. This is all it is. And it's Fans supposed the to rest show of the you. war. Like, try to yes. stop the people in the trenches if they want to go yeah, and do really. this. No, well, they, they ended up saying that they'd be shot. So okay. I, I think they actually did succeed. War is hell. Not go. Yeah, because here's the thing. You have the generals, you know, even the lesser higher-ups. The, the sergeant, top sergeants? The deal. Uh, yeah. And if, if you ended up, I, I laughed at that. I Where are the bottoms? <laughs> uh, they, everybody needs a bottom, oh, I know. right? So, I know where the bottom sergeants so, are. While this is going on, you have to watch out because if they start to mingle and realize that both sides are kind of the same there's some people who want war and that kind of ruins it but that's all this is and is it enough for us to continue a hawkman book with a story that's just about how war is endless but also can be stopped by i don't know the story's good enough well, if the you've thing, never read fine. a story as, like as this a, then it could be really great for you it's fine, but after having that 12 issues of the definitive origin of Hawkman and like bringing everything to like new so everybody will know who this Carter Hall is, I expected to do a little bit more than just sit down and listen to like the, the secret tales of the Hawkman where he, well, I, I, knew, I knew this thing. was happening coming up. Yeah. But for whatever yeah. reason, just this one shot about 
you know, a nobody Hawkman just going like, and not even I, and, a nobody, that, a nobody yeah. Hawkman because he keeps getting resurrected on yeah, different sides of the line over and over sides. again because this, this war goes on for hundreds of years. But these aren't any of the characters that we saw waiting up that I might have been no. like, you know, really like into the idea of seeing like Silent Night again or like Nighthawk, all these different ones. It's just yeah. random Hawkman who happen to be on different sides of the line going over and getting killed over and over yeah, again. And I again, thought I realized, it, like I said, yeah, we, we, yeah. we have more in common. Then we thought there's no reason for war. Sometimes no when you have a war. ration brick, people have protein sludge. They'd really like that and vice versa. Yeah. So that's all that happens by the end. Now, it, this is one of those things that we just did have 12 issues yeah. of, you know, one story. So I don't mind a little, hey, cool let's, let's relax, have something like this. But this really seems like if they go on, because I think the next couple issues we're going to have, the next one is going to be the uh, – the offer from Lex. Right. So the book kind of gets taken, but then I think we go back to like the Kryptonian. Right. And we're going to do this for a little, I, th- I thought that was going to be not, this for some reason. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but when we do that, what I think this would be better served is we do have an annuals week in July. Save that for four, you know, four stories in an annual of these, of the multiverse of the history type of Hawkman, throw them all in an annual because we're past a year we could use an annual and i think that'd be better served there where you could just pick that up if you want to see these me because this story does not mean anything to anything going forward it's just there it's nice to see it's a nice story you know it has a meaning that kind of you see by the end more like an annual like you just said than anything else it should be an annual story these all should be they should have just waited one month and then get with that but give us i i want more i and what i want to see is the ramifications or the continuation of Carter Hall knowing his history, not, oh, you know what? I'm a little shaky on that war that I was on both sides, so let me do this. No, we, we should have gotten past that I need, now. I need to remember a little bit more about when I was Ketter, you know, yeah. or yeah, Qatar. Yeah. What? How many uh, different Qatars have I been yeah, so really. far? I'm, I'm actually waiting to see the freak, and I was thinking about it too, and I was thinking about the different Hawkmen. The idea when we see the uh, Tamaranian Hawkman where it's, you know, cart apostrophe R. Yeah. <sighs> It's just nonsense. <laughs> it's nonsense. Uh, and so with that, well, and, and really what it does end up is he's at the one side. He ends up, he ends up taking one of these protein bars and the gives it, he, he gets down, he gives it to Shira who comes out and, and that, that she is has actually, the protein shake. That is the most interesting part of this yeah, whole is. issue where we have Shira, who obviously feels like she is the reincarnation of Shire at this point. Yes. But because we haven't seen anything tied into the Hawkman story it yet, it feels go weird. Well, yeah. Like I know we saw Shire in the Justice League when she was talking to Kendra and stuff like that, knowing that they were reincarnated versions of each other and stuff like that. They've gone through. We just haven't seen it in this book yet. So having the person Hawkman goes out to see, you know, Carter Hall, who he's, he's trading his rations bar for the protein sludge being shared. I'm like, that gets me excited. But how long until we actually get a story that ties into yeah. it? Because right now it's been over Again, a year. I'd rather see that now. And yeah. then you end up with Hawkman going back to uh, today's planet Nebulon and seeing the statue. And I wish there's one thing that I wish, which would have been the singer at the end, Eric. I wish that Carter was looking at it. And you see, you know, and it looks like you know he's holding a burrito and, and i wish that he was there and I, over, you know you know yeah, the way to my heart burritos burritos <laughs> but i wish that there wasn't you have this sign on this place in the list so yeah. you have all the description of it i wish there wasn't there and i wish carter was there and this is this is the slider zinger eric where you have a young kid and his mom and dad walk by oh boy. and the young kid goes 
Daddy, Mommy, what's that statue about? And the dad and mom go, I don't know. It's just some old stupid statue. Oh, my. It oh, never no. changes, Eric. And now dad, it's a Twilight dad, Zone dad. episode. Yes. I want him. And then, and then Carter yells, damn you. Damn you to hell. He starts yelling. He's on a beach suddenly. And then he, I don't he, know he, how he gets he angry there. and says war on and starts it himself. Damn right he does. But <laughs> starts Jim, killing people. War didn't but. make this world. Peace did. Peace did. I just wish that it was one of those where you think that it, it, it did solve the problem, but then you see that it never does, that there's always war. You can't just hand out burritos and end wars. I've tried. I've tried it many a time, Eric, and I didn't really have burritos. The, no matter how many burritos the Hagrises get, they'll never trust those Malonite people? No. I'm telling you, I tried it. I, they weren't actually burritos. You don't want to know what I was offering. But I hey, understand never why know. The, the, a war was on after that. All I have to say is, Eric, deuces are always wild. What is with you uh, with these poops? I, <laughs> I did like this issue, though, in a way, if you could take it off of this series. You know yeah. what I mean? And like I said, you can use a cooldown. I I'm don't just want to worried. do this over it worries and over again, me. though. And that's what I'm saying. It's worrying me that we're just going to get this and... I, I know that people love this first 12 issues of this book. Me and you both thought that it got stale. Not stale. It slowed down at points. It did the Venditti, you know, crawl. Well, it took 12 to issues to tell you a four-issue story. And and so when you have this, I'm worried that we're going to get six of these for a trade. And then we're going to get – and we're never going to get what we wanted. We wanted at this point – I, I need Hawkman going Hulkman. around hitting people with a mace. Uh, you know, I, I need I all would, these villains. I would have need to explain to me why the mace, you know, works like Mjolnir here all of a sudden. That just kind of happened and we never went back to it. I just need something. I mean, really, I don't know what actually – what would you consider Hawkman's biggest enemy – in the shadow the pavement? thief, yeah, but I'm saying the shadow thief <laughs> appears to be coming up. But in the series so far, yeah, gentleman the bringers, but right you didn't now, even see him there. He's been no. there the whole time, gentleman ghost. It's he been has. his plan. He took his memories been. away. He's the, <laughs> he ended up grabbing the journal and, and writing in different words. Even at that one point where the one guy's been reading the journal when, when Carter falls asleep, I'm like, what, what's going on here? I don't know what you're getting at, but uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a seven five. I'm gonna be positive about it because i did like the art if i can separate myself and just go with it being a story it's nice enough i've read yeah. this kind of story a million times so and I've it even happened it in history well. yeah it's it's a very big trope uh in wartime like stories idea. like this i will never say i read this i've seen it a bunch no, of times yeah, too. You, I didn't. you know like the, <laughs> there was a point where i didn't mind words that i, I would read a lot because yes, really I. it's just I mean, the idea to, to be i sad. don't feel confident to say read anymore yeah, yeah i've seen a bunch I, yeah really i i didn't have many friends friends growing up and before i, I now. started well no really i have less now <laughs> one i used to have two used to one. it was me me myself and i that's right, right. now me <laughs> i don't care about you you go to oh. hell you go to hell you I like jerk titles. i i ended up uh reading a lot and this was you know i used to like science fiction i used to like fantasy but science fiction was my thing and i think i've read like three different stories with basically this premise yeah. so it doesn't wow me but i still like it it's it's cool enough and it, hey and especially the idea hey i wish that we still had birds around we can make a bird stew what's what's stew? stew? <sighs> lost to the ages the stew just, is well, we were talking about the story just the idea that this guy on their freaking trench his stage yeah, stew comes his walking name's up stew. what's stew Nobody knows who's still. Aww. Nobody cares. He just walks away. You hear a gunshot <laughs> in the distance. He, he just showed up to play cards or Medic. something. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what would you give it? 
I'd end up giving this a 7 out of 10, I believe. The thing is, I like this story. I like the art a lot. It just doesn't do much for the issue, like the series itself. It's just, and it kind of just bugs kind me that we're going back same, and you know? looking at the life of, you know, Carter Hall, no, who doesn't, not quite sure of his memories, even though that's that what I'm saying. The victory at it's the end of last issue. It's such a weird little twist of that thing. He's like, well, yeah. I know some of them vividly. Others, though, not so vividly. I'm like, what are you playing at? What, You're what supposed did your to first know all of you last time. What happened? What maybe happened, tell me, tell me something where he was gonna learn them, but somebody stopped it because maybe it would blow his mind, and now he's he has to go and find out more info. I don't you, know. You shut your and mouth. This is, don't you even say is, anything about a scavenger hunt again? This is the one that he picks too. Out of all these books, he can't pick I'm the one when he's a rock night. star. Where's the, it's wait, not night the one where he's you Where's know the cowboy rooting tooting Hawkman? Really, that's what I need. I don't know. These guys eating a protein bar and the and the shake. Well, and the thing I don't is, like, I'm telling you, I'm protein bar all the way. Oh yeah, I I, I do not. I, I, I do need love to, a shake. I don't. I like a shake as a shake, not a meal, because by the end, I do think that it's when they talk about it a lot, you tell me? no, the it jerks. <laughs> it's their Obviously. fault. No, one of the things that I did read at one point where. When you are on a diet and say you're going to rely on those shakes, at one point you're laughing at me. I remember you using those shakes a lot, but you don't get that. You don't get that simulation of you know chewing and things like that. So your brain does not. You just don't stir it up that well. It doesn't end. (laughs) Yeah, really. No, leave it out for a while. Then it'll get chewy. But your brain doesn't. You know, it doesn't register that you're eating food. So then you get hungry quicker. There's all that. So just like when you eat cheese curls. Yes. Yeah. Cheese curls are basically a non-food that your body will never register that it's eaten is why you are a glutton usually eating cheese curls. You'll just eat them forever like me. I, I don't really like cheese curls, but I'll get in the mood for them occasionally. And boy, I like looking at my fingers afterwards. Oh, then, you so know, dust. And then all I think of is Jimmy at work. That's when the all one I guy went and he had it all over him. Oh, I, I'm real I'm real cautious about that anymore. I'm eating them like I'm at a, a French restaurant. Oh, wait, where's me knife and fork? I don't know why I'd say me. that at a French restaurant. Where's me knife and fork, they saw? Where are you, Frenchie? The thing I'm is, though, going, cheese curls. Go, going back to Hawkman and not how gross you are, the thing no. is, I can see if other people really enjoy this. I'm so giving like, you the definitive origin of myself here. <laughs> I, don't gross, it. I don't want it's it. It's just gross. <laughs> the, uh, uh, yes. the thing is, this is a nice enough story. The art's great, and the character moments are really good. And yeah. you, It's kind of yeah. a cliche story, which is great, too, because that's, a lot of that's people- That's what brings it, me down. That's it. And the it. thing is, a lot of people may not know it and think, oh, no. my God, this is the best, yeah. best story oh, ever, and it's a very good one. Oh, I'll even, you know, let's lift the veil. We're doing these earlier this week because I have a bunch of things to do. So we do not know review scores. We just got done talking about Zach's party and how you didn't get any leftovers in the last section. How can we be doing this out of order? You better remind me of doing that, (laughs) you stinker. I'm not going to remember that. Uh, No, what I'm saying is we don't have reviews out yet. The reviews are not out yet. It's actually Monday night as we're recording. I can't remember. I, we I, never. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm just making this call right now. There are pre- going to be at least eight, ten out of tens. I know there will be, and rightly so for some people. Yeah, if you I haven't heard it. the story before, I think that this is one of those where, by the end, there is a twist that can be, you know, almost mind blowing. It would be like, oh man, that's awesome. But if you've heard this or read the story, you see stories. You know, that's how you roll. Yeah. Um, at least it doesn't have uh, subtitles, or then you're not I'm reading out. your yeah, movies. 
Um, but yeah, you, you could be pretty much wowed by this into a 10. And really, it doesn't take much nowadays to no. wow people into and a plus 10. plus adding Sh- uh, Shiera in there as well. Come on. Adding Shiera. I don't even know that they'll get that. All I have Go to say it. is add the title as Hawkman. It seems to be solid gold. This. Except that the register, that's where it doesn't do anything. <laughs> Nobody's buying this book. But boy, everybody who is is reviewing it 10 out of 10. <laughs> but yeah, I, I am, I'm, I'm giving it a very positive 7.5. Yeah. I just... It shows you if we get back or back, get to showing me regular Hawkman things in the current thing, have a story going on in our current universe and stuff like that, not these flashback stories. I'm going to love this book again. I like it a lot. I just, you know, I'm a little down from loving, loving. And I do like it's, Will Conrad on this a lot, too. I think yeah, he's going to be working I mean, well combined, if he continues yeah. on. Combine this with, uh, you know, uh, Freedom Fighters by Venditti, and he is quietly probably one of our favorite writers right now, yeah. even though we we tend to not think of him a lot of times when we're talking about that because he's just he's just there quietly just doing, there. doing stuff. Book. Why are his books selling? <laughs> They're good. They're not selling. They're, They're not okay. selling at all. What is the last book of this section? The last book of this section is Red Hood Outlaw, number 35, written by Scott Lobdell, with art by Pete Woods, Rex Locus, and Troy Pateri. Jason Todd seems a little disenchanted with having everything his father wanted for him when he was a child. Thankfully, though, Essence has come to town with a few days to kill, which breaks up the monotony of casino life for our anti-hero. Remember, boys and girls, when given the chance between All Blades and Bloodsword, always go All Blades. Yeah, uh, with this, I, I had a little bit of a problem with the way, uh, you know, Scott Liddell has been writing this character forever. He's been writing yeah. this book back in the 52. Seemed a little off. The, Jason's dialogue just Jason seemed a little bit seems off. like he's really angry out of nowhere with everything yeah, that's and, going on, and, and I don't understand like, why. If you told me right off the bat that this, it said right away, like 10 years from now, and it was a thing with Jason was down, you know, Jason. running this, and yeah, then I'd be, it really feels like a... Ten more, ten years tacked on, Jason, well, even, like the weight like, of the world and the stuff. The stuff it, with it, Isabel, the girl he's been seeing lately, that was a call. You know, we saw her in the New Fifty Two yeah. as well. She, her, even her art felt weird, and the way he was yeah, talking to her felt yeah, off. I'm like, why are we like treating Isabel there, so bad? Yeah, she was there, almost like his light. All of a sudden, like yeah. somebody there to show him that there was some people that liked him and some people and like that back, knew him. Like and, she and was came back, back in the New Fifty Two. She was like a bit of normalcy to his crazy life yeah, as they well. Are, and it, it's weird because she. She is kind of treated. Also, that that kid there, Jason, is that ain't no 10-minute-old kid. Uh, look at that head of hair. Head of hair that makes me jealous right now. But really, his dad is there, like, almost like looks like he's hanging him over. Uh, 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 you know, he's on the rooftop with him at 10 minutes old. Eat your heart out, Michael. That don't make no sense. But, yeah, so he's like, yeah. And it's, it's like all of a sudden – the the weight of the world. Look out there, little the baby crap. Jason. Like he's You're had the Prince some of problems. Gotham. Yeah, really. One day this yeah, will all you. be yours. Oh Whoops. God! Oh um, Jesus! Hey, we honey. gotta have another kid. Hey, honey, can we use Jason again on the next one? I had some problems. Oh, you <laughs> better figure. Prince of Gotham, he'll be. Oh, you better figure. I'm Prince of Gotham. He's fine. Uh, but yeah, Jason just he does feel like it's pushing towards something to be really, really dark. And and he's always that way, but just the idea, just the, the narration or the talking, like as if anybody would ever want to lay claim to this concrete toilet and he's drinking. It just feels like an older so Jason. He's angry man. drunk Jason Todd, is what yeah. you're telling me. And the idea yeah. of running Penguin's casino and taking everything away from him, that seemed really cool until you actually had to start working yeah, at it. Like, oh man, I, I, I could I go, go with that. back. 
back there today. Oh, also, shoot. Isabel comes and she's like, are you sure you're not hating this? You know, because Gotham Hall, your father left you. And he's like, I don't know who you are, zombie. What'd you do to Isabel? You ain't looking good, baby. What's no. going on? I better drink some more. Uh, she comes. Actually, her body looks shifted. In a weird way. It, it like, looks like everything's like everything's to the left more than it should be. It's really odd. Just and how I like I my g- women I a like, little bit to I the love, left more. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I like my women to the right. I don't know. Oh, but he's right. like, hey, you know, closest thing to a normal person I know. Why do you think I give a rat's ass? Well, I'm like, whoa, settle down, buddy. Jeez, you, you got the you got the iceberg casino. You got everybody loving you, and you you know. But poor Jason, he's having a little get together, and yeah, maybe that's the thing. He's having this, you know, sort of a soiree for uh, you know, uh, all the rich people are coming and donating yeah. money. This fundraiser, and maybe that's just what's gotten him because just these the idea that he's seem mingling to care with about the, like, him now, and then the whole they thing never he was did. nothing. He was just a kid but, in a. But it's not before. set up enough because no, I, I, you know, that I can think of that right all the now time. Feels yeah. like it's set up enough. For no. The idea of even coming back to Gotham and the idea that it was Wingman's idea, like, look, Wingman out of nowhere before is like, I need you to come back to Gotham. Batman's not doing the way what he's supposed to be doing right yeah, there. I need you to come that, back. And 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 it, yeah, it, everything gets pushed aside, especially well, Wingman. And, and with that, even when Wingman shows up here, when he's like, hey, you know, hey, boss, and, he, and now all of a sudden he feels like, boss. one for me, boss. And That's right, hey, boss. Read it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, boss, why didn't you ever ask me who I am? You know, I came Quiet in there and I told head. you to come back, and he's like, listen. It, if you go against me, I'll kill you. I want him to go, okay, when are boss. we going to go take care of this Batman problem that I came for you about? Because he said Batman's not doing things right. So does that mean this casino I running he, is the right way? I think way? this is what the right way is in Wingman's mind. But it wouldn't have been anything to do with this. It seemed like he was supposed to come back because it was that wink, wink tie-in to Tom King's Batman, who's ripping urinals off the wall and getting mad and going this. So you had Jason, and then they're like, nah, nah, nobody's going to play with this nonsense so go on with your story <laughs> oh shit i'm already back in gotham <laughs> what am i gonna do now iceberg lounge i'll take care of that and, and that that was Which the is best a cool part. idea but yeah, those were the best parts when you know batman wanted to know about it and jason oh, yeah. you know pretty much said you know go to hell get out thanks of here, for stopping by dad but even that he's like just drinking and just like jason just sitting there by himself and you know she you had isabel's gonna leave she's like i gotta get going my yeah, flight job. Uh, and just make sure you know, you have fun. If you can't have fun, just don't kill anybody don't tonight. Don't throw anybody off the balcony. She leaves and, and she's being so nice. She even kisses him on the cheek, says goodbye. And all he says, he looks at her, go in, looks Prince. and goes, Prince my ass. I just think that Prince is playing on the, the speakers. How can you not be having and a good time then? He's like, Raspberry Beret, my ass. He's a kiss guy. He likes that. He's like, Purple Rain or nothing here. But yeah, everything seems just pushed to make you, even when he, I'm telling you, he gets into the limo. He gets, right. you know, you have our old wingman who just looks like a palooka now. Yeah, and uh, just the way he's sitting there, like he's, you know, like he is a mobster. It, it threw me off a little. And we it know really nothing did. about this wingman and the idea that wingman wants hey, to boss. talk about who he is. And Jason tells him he doesn't care. I'm like, please throw me a bone, Scott I care. Let I know. Me know who this and, wingman is. And I love is. it too. He's like, hey, boss, you okay? I guess, wing. Wing? About that boss, why don't you ask about me? He's like, listen. I set up my whole if, secret origin to tell you. If, you didn't ask. If, if you ever try go against me, I'll kill you. He's like, no, no, boss. I just want you to know about me. I, I actually thought you were my friend. Like, can we get to know each other a little? No, I'll kill you. 
There you go. I love it. He's just like, huh, that's fair. I think that he just wanted to open up. He has no friends. Well, that's he, the thing. Is, up- that's what it really does feel like right now. He's being an ass to Isabel. Wingman yeah. is like, hey, you want to know about me? I'll and kill you if you betray me. He gets out of the car. There's Susie Sue talking about, look, I heard that I Red don't Hood, want my, yeah. I heard Red Hood some stirred up some stuff with some international gangsters in Paris, which we had last issue with the Euroblock. Yeah. Yep. I don't want me or my sisters getting you know, yeah. mixed up in this and, and killed. Don't worry and I about like it, Sue. That, like, she, and, and it goes further because we know Susie Sue. She, she, and it Susie is. And, Sue, really. and the whole deal of it is, she's, she says, it's, we're Scott not Scott Liddell fodder. is humanizing Susie Sue, Jim. Yes. I don't know if you know oh that. Oh, my. I do know that. I didn't realize <laughs> so that it was Tom all King Susie. Tonight. It, it was Susie Sue's plan all along. You end up where she says, we're not father, we're family. And yeah. I like that idea that you can even go a little further and think that she got them all there. And yeah. so she doesn't want to be the one who I set you guys all up because I trusted. And, and she even says again, though, it's one of the better lines in this whole thing. She's like, can you believe we used to spend all our free time trying to kill each other? I, I want Jason to go. I like that so much. I want Jason to say, you think you're that important? Like, I, I barely dealt with you. But I like that. He's like, ah, youth. And yeah, she's putting his jacket on, you know, or hugging him. I and like that I line a lot that. just because yeah, it was I loved used, it. That's the ridiculous nature. Of, and I'm done. I say ridiculous, but I loved it. In the New 52, is Red Hood and the Alice. Just Susie Sue would come in. Jason would shoot her in the head, move yeah, on. And then we'd go and deal with her again on. coming out of a coma. That's what, like, that's what made me more. laugh. That she <laughs> thinks what her time that she was actually conscious, she, you know, she's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, you were fighting me all the time. He's like, no, no. You were in a coma a lot of I had a lot of other things going on there. But yeah, with that, he just, then he's like, Yeah, you know, let's go to the lounge, let's get there. I need time on my own. And I'm like, really? I, why are they pushing him up to be such a jerk? Is it because the this, you know, Susie Sue, Wingman, all these bunker who isn't in this issue, that by the end you have to push them away anyway, and this is how he's gonna I do guess. it. I just don't want I, Jason I, to be can this we jerk. Please, I want him to move on past something. Can and we grow please it. have it though that he's like Susie Sue's like, man, I asked you if there was a problem, you know, I'm Susie Sue, me and you are friends. I'm not friends with you. Get out of here, Susie. I never liked you. And then as she's walking away, the tear goes down. You just go, Susie. Don't I love do it. You. She don't just leaves. It. It's like oh Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, it is. It's like a lot of things. Yeah, I, I had actually that's, the, just that's saw, my go-to. I just actually my go-to now because I just saw it as the American Dad with the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, kid! We never liked you. But yeah, he ends up going up to you know pretty much the top of the boat there, and he realizes that there's trouble. He's going to be attacked. He well, thinks essence, that you know essence is showing up finally yeah. after we have dealt with the all cast situation coming back and the whole thing. Duke is still alive, and they're you know and. It's a weird thing because they're bringing the all cast and all that idea of Jason Todd's yeah. past back into this whole thing to make sure that everybody knows about it. But I'm not really 100% certain why the all cast care about Jason Todd. But is it because this issue he's gotten darker and we got to worry about that? Because I don't know. And like, well, they had, just, I mean, obviously it was set up that they were heading there, but I just don't know. I that know, but it why? just seems like a victory lap. It yeah. seems like to tie something up, you know, that this is another book. Maybe this book is, is heading. It's not well, selling I saw the well sales again. today. Hey, so, yeah, we looked at it. So maybe he just wants to tie. So, or maybe, you know, we say ending. Maybe Scott Liddell has enough of it. Maybe he's just like, yeah, I, I've done this character so much. Let me tie a couple things. Then you can get another writer on till say, maybe uh, issue 50 and then end it like that. So you get that. But whatever. It does seem like he's pushing a lot in here. He, he's pushing 
older things in while this new stuff like Wingman that we want to know more about is getting pushed to the side. I'd rather know Wingman's, you know, whole origin and what he's about than have Dukra show up in essence and, and yeah. the all cast and all this. I'd rather have that than this. And even with this, then when it shows up, you do have to kind of go through a bit of recap because n- not a lot of people read back then. You, so I you have to get them up to speed. Stuff to make sure I was up to speed, but even looking at the stuff now with Essence showing up, like I know we've had it each issue with Essence, Duke, or the All Cast talking yeah. about these things coming back up, but I'm not completely sure. It's like, is it, you know, okay, Jason Todd, he's uh, taking over the Penguins organization. I'm like, it doesn't seem like All Cast territory in my mind for no. what he's doing. And the idea that Essence is now here to kill him because he's evil, it doesn't work anyway because we have this yeah, whole new introduction to Essence and her weapons. It turns out when, you know, yeah. they were being trained together by Dukra, Essence being the daughter of Dukra. Um, yeah. At the end of their training, they were both given a choice of weapons they would have. Yeah, Jason they chose option. the all blades, which were blades that were manifested out of pieces of his soul. Yeah, uh, his Essence soul. chose the blood sword, which, you know, can smite evil left and right. But the problem is you can never use this sword against anybody who's not evil because then you become almost like, you know, a katana and be trapped within that sword itself. And that's the, the, the whole strategy that Jason used now, which feels a little off because he allows Essence to stab him through the chest. It feels a little off. I'm telling you, you you're explaining it. And, you know, I knew most of it uh, going in and even reading it, it is a little shady. I think that a lot of people who don't know the background and things like that are going to wonder, like, all of a sudden, oh, what's that? And get a little confused because he does leave an opening for her to stab him because there is the deal that if you spill innocent blood, you get sucked in. It's the worst sword. I mean, really, never pick a sword that has the fine print at the end. Just pick that. Really, at the end, they're like, you can have the blood. No, no, I'll just take a regular sword because that won't suck my soul in and my, you know, really, I, I don't need this nonsense. Just give me a sword. But yeah, he ends up because... He explains it. You explain because you're, you're well, better at thing. this stuff. But. She she stabs Jason through the chest with the blood sword. And at the end, she is sucked in. And she, the whole thing is we find at this point, you can't turn the sword against somebody who's not evil. And the thing is, he's not good or evil. Yeah. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. That's basically oh, he's neutral. Yeah. That's all it is. And I love the idea that he says as this is going on, huh, you made the mi- mistake that everybody does. Y- you don't realize that I'm not good or bad. I'm like, I don't know. And then he and puts it in. that's the thing is, I don't really consider Jason Todd evil. It's weird because he no. did shoot Penguin in the face. It was this weird kind of a revenge act, a more of an emotional thing when he did that, which started taking him down this path in this new stupid Red Hood costume I don't like. But even yeah. what he's doing now – it doesn't feel like he's all that evil for what it is, but it's obviously not that good. So maybe that is the point to the matter. It just, it doesn't feel very. I'm telling you, if I'm Jason Todd though, where are the scales? Where, where yeah. are you getting judged? Because I, I don't know. Is this a daily thing? Like he, he was trash talking those rich people. I might want to maybe back off a little that day or, you know, you kick somebody and that, are you evil that day? I don't know how it is, but you're really putting a lot on the line, hoping that you are neutral. Yeah. And uh, luckily he is. And then he goes, and really, what I need to know. (laughs) Okay, you go. I think you do it. I just need to know where and how you end up deciding to have the longest uh, safe that you've ever That's had in your entire say, life. The it's the longest thing. Wall it's safe so of all deep. time. The one you could put a sword in lengthwise. 
Yeah, a sword in lengthwise. He puts it all the way in, but yet all the money and stuff that's there is right at the front. Well, like, I'm putting there it in must, the back. I want to be able to reach it. in there. Is that a panic room? Is that, that's the Penguin's because, secondary panic well, room where you, you can't go. get to those he, big one. Well, he could go because he's not in there anymore because the big thing is he's putting the sword, and I love that you see Essence there. Ah, she's yelling in the sword. Shut up, baby. He puts her in. Then he's like, huh? Because you have, that makes one of you because he's like, sorry, you'll be safe in here with the sword. And also, yeah, to bring up the idea that as this was going on with Essence, it was really bringing back the idea that they, you know, they might have been a little bit of lovers. They they had yeah. a crush on each other and all that. So that was brought up again. So when he does do this, I think he does still care for her. He just has to do this. He puts the sword in Once lengthwise, the which is back for a while. Yeah, that sword going in. It's it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden from behind us, like that makes one of us. And then you have <laughs> it's the penguin who goes Wah! in a word. Wah! He's there. He's, he's <laughs> Smoking crack. a cigar, he's got the classic look. He's got I'm just a, a happy gun. that he was finally able to change his dirty jammies. Yeah, really. With that stain on it. Yeah. He's just yelling. I love Wait, it. What, what, what do you think Bunker's in, in a word? Uh, yeah, I, I think that he's probably... I'm surprised, actually. I'm very surprised that you don't see Bunker behind him through that fish tank. That maybe he tricked them. Because you remember, he's like, what's uh-huh. that sound? And he was going to go. I think maybe he clunked him Mr. over the Cobble head. Mr. Cobblepot, do you need some help? Welp. And is that when he's in there? Because that's classic. Wait. Uh, wait. Oh, my. But yeah, it's, it's, I like the art a lot in this issue. Oh, yeah. People, uh, this is great on this for issue. Isabel. Isabel yeah, is nonsense. Well, I'll say, we did spend a lot of time in the beginning talking about how bad Isabel looked. But besides for that it's opening bit, as it goes along, it gets better. Maybe, maybe it might be a little off for Meathead Wingman. I don't know how it gets in that suit, but yeah, yeah. it does. He's, it's he's it's good art overall, is yeah, what it, it is. is. And this, the yeah, fights with Essence and Red Hood are really good. And you usually I just don't, don't really like understand. Pete Woods, so that's no, pretty good. Yeah, you're not a big fan. I'm neutral like about him. Pete Woods. I like him enough. I'm not like, you didn't like him on that Justice League back in the day. So I did like him here, though. Yeah, you didn't at all. You didn't like him at all, but, but I, I, I him like here. him here. Yeah, no, all I like though, it. This issue felt weird. We're just feels like we're forcing Jason down a path out of nowhere that wasn't really set up for the way he's acting out of nowhere. And because of that, and the fact that we really didn't do anything except for get rid of Essence in this whole kind of forced all cast scenario, I think yeah. I'm going to end up giving this a six out of ten. I'm going to give it a. I I do like some of the things. I really like that part with Susie Sue. Yeah, it's uh, great. When, when Jason goes on the boat, too, he does mention to himself about Bizarro and Artemis. So that's yep. kind of giving me a little hope that they're going to come back. And if if, if this would end, uh, you know, you know that they're going to come back for at least an issue at the end to kind of reset all that. But I, I'd love to give it a seven. I, I, I'm just going to go. I'm going to be positive. I'll give it a seven just because I like some of the moments. And I really do like the there art after Isabelle's. Um, and I like, I mean, really the cliffhanger, we've been waiting for Penguin to get out of there. So that actually picks up the pace of this book. <laughs> it actually makes so me, much. yeah, it actually makes me kind of excited going. And I would love if the Penguin, like he has the gun. He's like, listen, my boy, rah, rah, let's go look and realizes that Jason <laughs> is running the iceberg lounge pretty well. And it's bringing in a lot of money because Penguin is huh. a guy, he's smart. And I'm telling you, it would yeah, not be beyond him. I know, but it wouldn't be beyond him to kind of have him stay on Look, with him. And that is, would be bizarre. If he wasn't uh, locked in a room for weeks yeah. and I'm by somebody you. Who, tr- who also shot him in the face. Yeah. Hey, th- yeah, there's no way. Go. I think there's a way you can get around this without well, the here's penguin the deal. straight up just if killing Jason If that's the Jason case, Todd. then he's just going to straight up kill him. And yeah. is this one of those where Essence then has to come out of the sword to go save him? And we go How back to the sword. 
I'm telling you that you have a penguin there. He ends up pricking himself. I just found out about the sword this first issue. I don't know anything about this sword. I don't don't know how you get out. Maybe you get out. Maybe it's a timer. I don't know. But this would be, how about this? How about this? She's in the sword. Duker now has a reason for her to show up as Jason Todd's killed again, right in the Lazarus pit. There you go. It all works out, right? It all works out. You get the sword. You're throwing, you're you get throwing. Penguin back there. You're all back. We're having all cast stuff. It's a party. It's a party time, all cast. Um, but yeah, I'll go seven just because yeah. I said that. I like the art. I really like that Susie Sue I need part. This, I need this series to start doing something and, and, again, In a though. weird way, that wingman part. Whatever, at least it's, it's you know, it was addressed. <laughs> he didn't get what we wanted. It was addressed, no, no. though. So, They've done this you know, before he's where they, they, they keep not addressing it by bringing it yeah. up and actually making no, me more pissed off. I think that that's so that it could piss you off, but at least I can just move on. I re- really, I don't care about meathead wingman. How dare they're you? Like, it's I grew wingman. up in the... I grew up in Suicide Slum there in the thing, and, I, and then I moved to the Central City. Imagine. And there I wing, am, wingman. Wingman. Hey. Might be Tim Drake from uh, Tomorrow Freaking Titans of Tomorrow I, well, Future then Savior. He's, then he's ate a lot because he he's gained some pounds. Not a lot I to do in hypertime. I'm going to go to the Wing Bowl that they have in Philadelphia, and I want to be called Wingman, and you're going you're gonna to be my guy there, and we're going to dress like them. Yeah, you're going to be Red Hood. Yeah, right. yeah right. I'm going to be, yeah, you can make my custom. That'd be good. Just yeah, that's small, small. You'll be medium. Wingman and Redbird? Small to medium, Eric. I said, "Do you like it?" I guess. Go. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Red. No, you're red bird. I'm wing. Okay. And I'm All gonna right. win. I'm gonna you know, win. Because you know, wings are kind deal. of red. They're a bird. It works for the yeah. same thing too. Yeah, uh, wing bowl extra it up. Extra spicy is yeah. what I want. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of the first section of books. I actually thought I think that we're I just might, have I think I might be going insane or having a stroke right now because I just seriously smelled buffalo wings. At really? When you said that, Eric. It's that basically. It's I'm a good, telling good ghost. You, I'm painting a picture. Eric, I am painting such a picture of something might be burning this here contest. too. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're burning your bridges is what I'm you're doing right now. Extending this, I need to say you're burning your bridges. Well, no, I actually thought that we we're gonna have some problems. We'd never really recorded this early with the review copies, not the actual copies. I think we did okay. I had yeah. fun talking about this. So uh, maybe we'll do it from now on. Every okay. Monday we'll record for hour upon hour. I actually like to record now before I'm tainted by those nonsense reviewers out there with their with their verbs and nonsense. You know, what are the their, verbs? Their sentences and their periods <laughs> and their, their exclamation verbs. points. I don't need that. I don't need that to take me. Your alphabets. But yeah, yeah, there you before go. Before they're full yeah. stops. Yeah, I, I just don't need to see. Sometimes, though, we get into this, and I'm so angry about everybody else that it does take yeah. me the other way. And really, what I do I not you. need more is more taint, Eric. I don't need it. I don't know if you're the same. As far as I've heard I, on the street, you're all taint. Oh, you, you're going to get it. You're burning bridges again. <laughs> Actually, what you smell is I've remotely come over. I'm setting your apartment on fire right now. So there, take that. But that's it. We're going to go off to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, let's hear
don't need any Eric Shea, and that's because Eric Shea is not here with me just at this moment. Sliders. And we'll see if he was even with us before this, because this week Eric has had just a crazy amount of computer uh, problems, and that continues tonight. So we were about to uh, start recording, and he could not join me for this mail section. Possibly, you've already heard this before, and he hasn't been able to join me for anything. But mail section number two, we're going to start with uh, Dancing Mike. And hey, Dancing Mike and me, we, we don't need no Eric Shea. He just said it. Hey, Jim, greetings, Eric, and hello, mother. First of all, I want to give a shout out to the Get Fresh crew. A wapalapa loom wapa wap wap, he says. And where can I find the deal? I'm telling you, I'm having problems. I have this new soundboard kind of deal. But the things are uh, a little small, the buttons. And I can't see very what well. What up, Fresh Cup crew? Poop, poop. And I will amaze you by not even mentioning the new Blackberry Cream Ale at Smoky Mountain Brewery or how delicious it is. Blackberry Cream Ale. I I said to Eric uh, in the break room at work this week, they end up having this jelly donut coffee. And I end up going by, and the smell from it, and it is a Dunkin' Donuts brand thing that uh, it's it's the ground-up coffee. And when I walk by, boy, sakes alive, I I smell nothing but... jelly donuts and I sit there and I'm like boy that smells so so good and I I even said to Eric I grabbed it you know the little package and I'm like Eric smell this smell how much this smells like jelly donuts and then we started talking I have the same idea with beer as well you have the blackberry cream ale and it may smell a little blackberry it may smell a little cream it may smell a little ale but for the most part they always taste the same to me it's just with the flavored coffees as well Uh, especially if you just uh you know, take it black. If you don't end up adding cream and sugar, for some reason you add cream and sugar and it does accentuate that flavor a, a little bit. But all in all, I just end up like, oh, well, I guess it smells like a jelly donut, but it, it tastes like coffee. It, it tricked me. You tricked me with, with in your, you know, nonsense here. You stabbed me in the back, you coffee, is what I say. And, th- and then nobody knows what I'm talking about. So I got some DC books this week. They were mostly okay. Can you feel the enthusiasm jumping off the page like hot electric snow? I can. I think my tie for book of the week this week goes to Hawkman number 13 and Archie and Friends Beach Party number one. I read both of those and I'd agree with Archie and Friends Beach Party number one. I actually really had fun with that. Hawkman number 13 I liked a lot as well. Um, just not as much as I think a lot of other people, but I did like it. I do like that series. Well, I like what the Hawkman title is doing. I'm pretty sure it's not going to last long. Everything now has been related to the played Dark Universe or Leviathan or Year of the Villain or another of the insipid events about which I would not bother to prefer uh, an airborne attempt at fornication at a round pastry with a hole in the middle traveling via centripetal acceleration supergirl i'm gonna take his uh word for that i, I believe is is that what who is laughing oh, I hate that. it's eric again <laughs> supergirl number 31 is okay but i want less rogozar and morgandello that's what we'll get soon uh it's a weird deal this was a weird kind of 
issue that plays in with the Superman issue this week as well to get everybody on board uh, to go forward, I guess, or anything that will separate Supergirl from the Bendis suck vortex. It looks like I might be getting my wish after this issue. We'll see. It still goes back to that vortex full out, but at least you'll get separate deal. And I like seeing uh, Supergirl and Superboy and Crypto together uh, to go off to get Gendello. Speaking of Bendis, quick trivia fact. Uh, Brendan... Our Brandon never drank before he started reading books written by Brian Michael Bendis. It all makes sense now. It does. While Electric Blue is a very good song, I actually prefer Crazy by Ice House. I like, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Midnight Blue, that song. Uh, you know, that's Lou Graham. I really like that song more than Electric Blue, actually. But Crazy is pretty good by Ice House as well. Detective Comics number 1005. Well, I like the characters and love the art. Could we get a decent story, please? And the Arkham Knight gets out of hand. Yeah, Audible Sile. Or gets out at the end. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm trying to read this. I'm having some difficulties, as always. Speaking of Audible Sile, Catwoman Number 12. I'm convinced that this title is only still ongoing due to the Stanley Lau, as we like to call him, art germ variant covers. What the hell is going on with this book? I'll tell you what, nothing! I thought it was supposed to be Joel Jones on art and story. So did I. I like Joel Jones' art. But do we get that? No. And that is a problem, though. I like Fernando Blanco's art a lot on it, but boy... I'm with Mike. The, the, one of the biggest draws into that book was going to be Joel Jones' art. And, and I'm telling you, I think that Mike would be right with me where you're like, okay, Joel Jones' story's okay, but getting the art is the bonus that makes it all worthwhile. So without that, it's trouble. But do we get anything resembling a story, much less a good story? F-wording, No. <laughs> he, he's not cursing uh, today I would say that I want to drop this title At the end of a story arc But I can't figure out what the story's supposed to be Much less where any semblance of an arc begins or ends I, I think that she's kind of going along the lines Of, you know, the, the Tom King deal Where, you know, you have individual little arcs But they are an overall long-form story It's just that the story is not giving us much Now, where Tom King, I think, gets away with it He does have wow moments This is one of the things that I point out in Tom King's books a lot Is that each issue, he will give you a wow moment And a lot of times those wow moments are so much wow moments That you kind of forget what the wow moments were before. So if they go against each other, eh, you, you don't remember that because they are wow moments, but at least it gives you something to grab onto each issue. I, I'm struggling with Catwoman. You'll hear later in the podcast about it. And it's just like one of those where you just, there's nothing to grab onto. There's nothing, there's no characters that you can really get behind. Uh, the story itself kind of rambles on, like the Led Zeppelin song, and, and then by the end, it kind of goes backwards at points, then goes forward without giving us enough, and it's got a lot of problems. This book is completely off the rails, and will probably soon be off my pull list, and while the phrase off the rails usually denotes some degree of excitement, Catwoman is off the rails in the most confusing and boring ways possible. That's not off the hook, off the chain, as the kids say when they're walking down the avenue. Like it's off the rails because it's out of service awaiting repair and refer, uh, refurbishment. And there's lots of paperwork and city government officials involved. And who needs red tape, really? You know, when, when we're thinking about books and the excitement of it, uh, you know, inner city red tape 
And that's not what I need. You know, that that's what Rob Lewis has to deal with on a daily basis. He deals with that on the reg. He, he doesn't like it. Neither do I. And that's my books for the week. I think Catwoman has me depressed now, but there's always a cure for that. From the home office in Lick Skillet, here are the top one beers in Dancing Mike's refrigerator. He, he's low on beers, I think probably either because he drank uh, himself into oblivion recently or he just got back from vacation. Number one, Lennon Kugel's summer shandy happy wife happy life anyway i think that's all i got this week i'm going to take a little siesta before we go to innovate wrestling always forward tonight which is innovate wrestling's knoxville debut so no trip to the model city required that's awesome he always goes to the model city which i still like to think is this little miniature city where mr and mrs dancing mike uh go around like they're godzilla and stomp on it because it's the model city but it's not that but yeah they always go there for the innovate wrestling which he loves he, he's such a fan uh that's cool that it's in knoxville until next time be sure to support patreon.com slash weird science for a plethora of shows by jim eric and their merry band of misfits but mostly jim and the guy kid jimmy alvin watch out because those guys from the pop culture podcast might give you the business and slip you a mickey see mimsy yeah mimsy keep it weird and see you in boosh sevens see you in boosh sevens who is laughing i, I, I hate just like that one i haven't been using that enough lately um yeah i think that as you say uh dancing mike uh guy kid jimmy alvin i think might make a reappearance on the podcast next week we don't have a lot of books next week so i might actually have something i've been having something working uh in the shadows of a little guy kid something that uh it will be guy kid by versions of certain writers that we know and love, uh, him acting out certain things. You'll see. It'll make more sense if and when I do it. The next email in this section is Dispatch DCU. It says, hey, shout out to Reggie. Thinking and praying of you, buddy. And uh, Reggie is on the mend. I've actually talked to him, not in person, not you know with his voice, but uh, messages on uh, DMs on Twitter and it was so nice to talk to him and I told him listen you got to check out this Green Lantern from the you know last week because boy it's right up your alley that's what I told him and I also told him to get better he did tell me that they are hooking him up with an electric wheelchair and I said that he's now going to be the lead of the robot apocalypse and he liked that next up uh, he says shout out to Reggie uh, next up dirty pirate hookers he says and let me explain I know Jim you aren't a big fan of Wonder Twins but someone gave it a 0.5 that is a 0.5 on the roundup not a misprint 0.5 and I did see that and I will tell you I have not liked Wonder Twins mainly because Wonder Twins does not seem to be a Wonder Twins book it seems to be a mark russell vehicle to yell about the social woes that he has as trigger points so it's one of those where i think that some of the messages he's giving are valid uh some of the messages that he's giving you know need a voice um but i i also wanted a wonder twins book and i really enjoyed that first issue and if you go back and listen to that first issue that we reviewed and i think it might have even been a patreon exclusive there on a, a one of the spotlights but i gave it my book of the week i believe but one of the reasons one of the caveats of that was that mark russell seemed to put aside his normal Mark Russell-isms and gave us a really fun Wonder Twins book that I really enjoyed. Since then, it's gotten away from that. Uh, you'll also realize, if you look at the show notes right now, we ain't talking about no Wonder Twins tonight. But all that being said, 
That point five is ridiculous. That is utter nonsense. Uh, the art itself is way, way worth more than point five. So don't give me that nonsense. Uh, again, we're told that we're negative for negative sake at some point, and I always say no. I think that we are honest with our reviews, and I couldn't honestly give that book a point five. Now, if you're going to ask me, since we're not talking about it tonight, what I would have given this issue of Wonder Twins this week, I think I would have been about a five point. I I think the art's great. There's some things that I did like. It just got a little heavy-handed. It's getting away from being a Wonder Twins book. Now, uh, if you have listened to the news or read the news, but I did a news program this morning on our Patreon, and if you happen to be on the Patreon and listen to that, you'll know that the Wonder Twins has been extended from six issues to 12. Now, I hope that they went and told Mark Russell, hey, listen, uh, we we like what you're doing. It's okay, you know, but you're going a little too far Mark Russell, Mark Russell, and what we need is we need some Wonder Twins. So we're giving you six more issues. Use those to tell us a Wonder Twin story, please. I mean, next thing you know, he's going to have an issue about the ills of jaywalking. Maybe I'm waiting for that. And then also with that, a guy named Jay getting upset because his name's been attached to it. See, I'm writing the issues as we go. But he says, I won't name anyone's site or reviewer's name, nor will I click on the damn reviewer. But I'll take that reviewer as a dirty pirate hooker, he says. Eh, That's not a price. Is there a Jess? I know, Jess. You hear me, Tim? Yes, I do. He says, have a great week. And that is Dispatch. Now, the next email is from Adam. And I believe it's the last email of this section and of the night. Adam sent this in last week. And for some reason, I I missed it. I ended up reading it and ended up being in. I didn't. I read it without putting it in the outline. That's my mistake. Number one. That's actually mistake one through five, really, because then I ended up doing something coming back. We went to record quick and I just pulled up my outline and it wasn't in there. So I apologize too. And I realized when I went to talk to him, I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot your email. But here it is. Adam says, hello, sir. And sir, it's been a little bit between emails. Jim notified me of Eric's yearning for me to email again, so here I am. Uh, He's here, Eric isn't. Life's been busy. We bought a house a few months ago, so I've been limited with time. That's awesome, though. I am trying to keep up with a few titles, but the majority of my comics time has been spent on the DC Universe app, which is awesome now. I've only been reading comics for a little over a year, so there is a plethora of comics I am now able to catch up on. It's been great. Honestly, most of my free time has been spent on television. Did you guys watch Chernobyl? And of course, this is where Eric would have been really handy right now because I have not. Uh, I'm hoping you're not talking about news footage of the Chernobyl disaster back in the day. I have not watched that either. So effing good. I'm almost through Doom Patrol, which has been a pleasant surprise. Eric loves that. And my fiance never saw Breaking Bad, so we are making our way through that. The funny thing is Breaking Bad. Eric started watching Breaking Bad. It was one of those uh, shows that he said he does not love watching shows that makes him feel like a piece of crap. And he, he says that one, The Sopranos is another one that he says is that cut. But right now, um, uh, Rafe and Logan are watching Breaking Bad. And as they say, it's weird. They don't use the term marathoning. And I don't know if it is like one of those things that this is uh, the kids at the you know rec center. He calls it grinding. 
And it made me laugh because that's, you know, that's for me, that's full out role playing game, you know, video game role playing game term where you're trying to, you know, raise your levels by going and just fighting monsters and stuff like that. And boy, back in the day, Final Fantasy, I did a lot of grinding. Uh, It just seems weird to say that for a TV show because it makes it seem like you're doing something that you don't like. Uh, But actually, and it's funny with me going back to Final Fantasy, um, I never really thought, and me and Anthony G were talking about Final Fantasy this week with the remake being announced and getting an actual date uh, coming out next year. Um, I never really thought of the raising levels and just fighting random monsters for hours upon end to be any sort of grind either, but it's still grinding. I, I, I told him that when a Final Fantasy book, art book, a video game used to come out, I used to take the whole week off from work. That's how much of a, a Final Fantasy nerd I was. And uh, I actually used to, even as I was playing them, like say I was just playing Final Fantasy IX and I'm going, I think I got to level up and things like that. I would end up actually setting days aside. So I'd be like, okay, this Tuesday, I think I'm just going to grind the whole night. And I would go to work, come home. These are when I wasn't still home from vacation. I I would end up coming home from work and maybe six hours of just fighting random monsters. And I loved every minute of it. I'm a stat guy. So anytime I I would get a level and things like that Oh, I loved it. Well, I can't send an email to you guys without mentioning a quadruple doink. Oh, I'm still not over, and I don't think I ever will be. He's a big Sixers fan. And now that the Raptors get to play a depleted Warriors team in the finals, that should have been us. And yeah, I'm sure that since then, obviously, the Raptors have won the NBA championship. I'm sure, Adam, it drove him even more nuts. I hope they max Jimmy, but not Harris. I hope they spend, and I do too, and I hope they spend that extra money on better role players. If only this team had a competent backup center this year. Eric, I completely agree with your analysis of the Sixers season. That podcast was great. Keep up the good work. Eric, just out of curiosity, who would you sign this offseason? I, I don't even... Sliders. That's Johnny Sliders, he would. Uh, as we speak, right before I got on, uh, the Lakers just had a huge trade with the Pelicans that me and Rafe were talking about. At least the Penguins got swept by the team who got swept by the Hurricanes. Shade thrown, get woke, he says to me. Still the best podcast, this side of the Schuylkill. But which side is this side? Love you guys. And that is Adam. And that is uh, mail section number two. I hope you enjoyed it enough without Eric. Like I said, uh, I know that at least one section of books will have Eric uh, because we had already, and it's a section I think we just got done. Uh, We had recorded that earlier on the week. But you may get a lot of me this week. So we'll see. I'm going to go off now to see if Eric positively is able to join me. Uh, but we're going to go back to some books to finish up the podcast. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and Listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We don't want to hear Eric Shea. Ah, you won't get to hear Eric Shea because I'm going to continue on without Eric uh, for the time being as well. I'm going to keep saying that. I know that I could. Where, where's Jess? She needs to tell me to edit, edit that, that out. out. Thank you, Jess. Thank you very much. You hear me, Jim? I do. 
I do hear you. I really I do. Like the killing. Oh my, things have turned dark. Uh, this is book section number three, the final section. I'm going to be starting a with Catwoman, and we'll just get right into it. And Catwoman number 12, written by Joel Jones, art by Fernando Blanco, Hugo Petrus, John Cleese, and Seda Timofante. Joel Jones backtracks to fill in some of the missing pieces to the current Catwoman caper. And it might be a little uh, late in the game for that, but my biggest problem is that it doesn't make the story any more interesting. There are no big reveals or twists to be had here. This book really needs to pick up the pace real soon. That's what Dancing Mike said in his mail that we kind of listened to a little bit ago. We didn't kind of listen to. I hope you did listen to it. But yeah, this book has been one of those where Joel Jones has kind of been trying to tell stories in unique ways, you know, telling out of time stories here. We're going to end up getting a lot of flashbacks that fill in some of the blanks that I had a couple issues ago. The problem is, like I just said in my blurb, doesn't make it any sort of more interesting what we find out here and and then in the meantime what it does do is remind you that nothing really is happening and so she is introducing characters there's not a ton of characters in this book in this series but yet we don't know a lot about a lot of them so when you get them, uh, people who talk to me are just like, yeah, and then there's that guy I don't care about. And he goes to that girl who I really don't care. Le-. What people really want is Maggie. They want, you know, Selena and Maggie. Maggie's just sitting there doing nothing and continues to do that. Uh, we have Carlos, who is one of the more developed characters in the series. And we get a little more with him this issue but again it's not anything that really makes it more interesting a character to me what what we get with carlos is the idea that he is owed a lot of favors that almost seems a little forced way to get story to go on but even though the story just isn't that interesting we have this caper this oceans 11 deal where we did have catwoman and carlos teaming up with art forger james thine and we get a little more of that we had a, a couple other guys in the mix here but really you don't get too much but we do find out right away uh catwoman and carlos are being chased while they're driving a police car you get one of these obligatory police chases or, or at least chase scenes that we've had in this book every issue seems to involve at least a four issue chase that is kind of nice to look at, but it's not doing anything. We just keep getting them. This is more of a Blues Brothers-like chase, cars flipping over, police cars on on their top spinning, things like that. But all in all, it just seems like it's just a waste of about six pages. We do end up doing a flashback, though, that does fill in some of the blanks that I wanted to have filled in. One of which is, how did Carlos get in that one armored car? When we find out what happened... He just kind of jumped in because he wanted to steal some things and got locked in it. That, that's as fun as it gets. But we do get a little thing where we're talking about that whole that thing that they had stolen, that handcuffed statue thing is how Carlos explains it. I'll explain it the same way that Selena had. Well, they end up taking it to one of Carlos's guys who ends up saying, oh, it's a map. No map to me, but it's one of those where, oh, it's a map, but it's only half of the map. And they say, oh, you need to get this mask. This mask uh, is the thing that will complete this. It's from 200 BC. We have to get things out. Well, obviously, 
obviously we know that they do have the mask in the current time deal, but we do see that what happened is Selena goes and looks at it. She ends up calling in some favors so that in a roundabout way, the mask can be put up for auction, which then has Carlos get his guy, James. They go forge the mask, and now we get kind of the fill in the blanks of how all this went down. We do continue with it, but while that is going on, we take an aside for Rayanna Creel, and she just looks hideous. Every time she pops up, she looks worse and worse, and boy, she looks bad. I'm telling you, she's smoking here. Kids, read this and realize why you should never start smoking. I need to tell Eric, he better stop now. It's awful. She has no nose, the Michael Jackson no nose, uh, missing teeth. She's having problems. Uh, while that is going on, we know that she has Aunt Linda with her. Um, so that is the big thing. She's talking to Aunt Linda while old Adam, the zombie boy, is well, creeping around in the back and just looking awful. And she does end up explaining to Linda, hey, listen, you know, you, you're a mother kind of, right? You know, you know how it is. You know what? Mothers will do anything for their kids. And you, you see this waggy zombie guy by me? That's my son, Adam. He came back from the dead. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, you probably can. It looks like I came back from the dead about 17 times and maybe came back wrong. But Adam, he came back halfway. I need you. I need you to be my kind of deal because I need to get a hold of Selena Kyle. I need to get her because what we find out is the handcuffed statue thing with the mass combo will give you a map to what they explain sounds a lot like Lazarus Pits to me. I mean, maybe it is the Fountain of Youth, but it does sound like it's going to point you towards some Lazarus Pits. Uh, and this would be something that Rayano would like, maybe even for herself, but especially for Adam. He came back wrong. You know, sometimes dead is better. And with Adam, it does seem to be the case. Uh, but she wants this map to kind of go and make Adam better. In the meantime, you would guess that Selena wants the map and is doing all this because she needs to make Maggie better. So that would be how she could get Maggie uh, to be right as well. Now, again, I do think that this will tie into something where, you know, sometimes dead is better, obviously, but also sometimes you don't want to fool with this stuff. And maybe if Maggie does get put into whatever it would be, Lazarus Pit slash Fountain of Youth slash whatever, she may not come back fully okay, but that's for something uh, for another day. We do see more. And again, this is going back again. We are filling in the blanks, but we're going back to scenes we already had. Yeah, they're expanded a little, but the expansion to me, does not give you a better story because we see Selena and James, they go, they're going to pretend that they're a couple, they're going to this auction. Selena and her, it's kind of like a fake argument about, oh man, you had too much to drink, dear. Who do you think you are telling me that? And they end up bumping into the pedestal that ends up having even like, you shouldn't have wore those heels. You can't walk in those. What are you, nonsense? And she ends up, Selena ends up hitting the pedestal with the mask. She ends up catching it, very quickly replaces it with the fake forgery that James had made, putting the real one into her bag, uh, and then handing the fake to the people. And they're like, you better get out of here. I don't know why they wouldn't search her bag, but that's fine. Uh, they're like, you know, you're going to have to leave, ma'am. You're causing a scene, and you're nonsense sense um so they end up going out and she does have you know she has the the mask so we ended up seeing 
you know, how that worked. Then we do go back more with Rihanna and Aunt Linda. Like, hey, you know, you're going to have to show me where Selena is. Tell Selena we're using your to, you to get, you know, a little showdown with Selena again. We do see how Carlos got stuck into that armored car again. There's not much to it. He's just like, well, you know, if this mask thing that Selena and James are doing right now is a dud, uh, maybe I can grab some of this stuff in this armored car. Oh, my. Selena's really given me, you know, some balls here. And she's really a bad influence. And so it really isn't anything. So it's just that he got a little bit too, you know, he got a little uh, handsy on that and wanted that and, and stuff. So it, it really isn't much. But we do go. Then the chase ends with Carlos calling in another uh, you know, another favor where he calls and you get a scene kind of out of uh, Raiders Lost Ark where you did have, you know, Indiana Jones going. They end up going into that truck. Uh, that's where Marion ends up getting taken away. But in this, they end up going. They are at the, uh, you know, at the docks driving through and they end up having one of carlos's favors this guy ends up opening a container like a shipping container they drive the car in he closes up the police go by so they get away there uh we go back to the pawn shop though and we have selena and carlos and james there and then even before i will mention some people uh had some problems because uh, you did have Carlos introducing Selena to James, and we get a little more flirty. This issue, James even was like, hey, you know, maybe me and you could take over the city together, baby. And uh, Selena kind of looks, and even when you had that scene with Carlos is saying like, yeah, you know, I expect people to look at Selena like that. I mean, look at her. She's, she's Selena. But I didn't expect her to look back and people are all like, oh, man, you can't have the you can't have Selena, you know, falling for somebody else here. I'm going to I'm going to get mad and I'm going to quit this book and things like that. But, you know, you need to have Selena have some sort of thing going on for herself here. Um, But, yeah, they go back to the pawn shop. They kind of get the the cup statue with the mask, kind of put it together as Carlos realizes that Linda is gone, he just yells out. He's like, oh, my God, Aunt Linda is gone. And as they run off to see if that is true, you do see the mask and the statue activate starts, you know, glowing as Maggie is just sitting there kind of out of it, just looking at it. So we'll say it says to be continued. I would assume that it would be. I never thought that it would not be continued. So you get that. But again, this does fill in some blanks. Like I said, I love the art. It's just that overall that the series itself just isn't doing enough for me. So, But even so, with my score on the site, I did say, yeah, this isn't – the greatest of issues but it's better than what we've gotten because at least i got some information now i do think that this will be way better served to read as a trade i think that this overall series will be better as a trade that you can kind of just read it all you know in one fell swoop i think it'll be a very quick read but waiting a month in between issues to kind of backtrack a little flashback some go forward an inch it really starts to grate on you um i think joel jones though like the character dialogues okay except for one weird thing you have carlos at one point he's like hey you know i'm a guy who knows people not like hey that carlos is a real friendly guy but like the flash can run fast i know people i'm like really that that's how you know people what are you wikipedia of basic facts 
You know the Flash runs fast. Boy, really? You should get an award there, Carlos. But yeah, overall, though, it's it's one of those things I think that overall, the problems with this book, pacing is a huge problem. But the other problem is the idea there's not much of a story. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of problems as I speak uh, saying this. And, and she doesn't develop the characters until it's too late. You want to know about these characters by the time she gets around to kind of giving you more character work, you pretty much have all given up on on that character or the story or whatnot. So something has to change. The book ends up having a lot of art germ variants. So the sales are never going to end this book because the sales are really good. But it seems like, as Dr. Phil says, you know, they're making a, fanta- a foundation on sand. And that doesn't work out a lot of times. And I think the art germ variants end up making it seem like this book is a lot more popular than it is. And that's a shame because I was really looking forward to it at the beginning. As it started, I thought that everybody should give this book a chance, especially thinking that it was going to give Catwoman because I love Catwoman. And if you have listened to our podcast since the beginning or it did go to our website even before we had the podcast – Catwoman books are always my reviews uh, because I really, really love Catwoman. I love the character. I love when a writer can do something different. So coming to Villa Hermosa, I thought that that was it. We were going to get something different. We were going to get something unique. But it's kind of just hanging there and not giving me enough of what I need or want. And that's story and character. I mean, really, that that is not a you know being outrageous here. Um, but with that, I did give this a seven because we got some answers. I love the art. I, I could go even as low as a six. Um, but if I'm going to complain about not getting answers two issues, three issues ago, and then we actually get those answers, I, I kind of have to go with that and say, okay, you did address one of my complaints. I just need my major complaints addressed. I need this to get pick up the pace get more character work, get us a story that it almost seems, I said earlier, that she is trying to give you these different type of storytelling ways because the story itself, there's not much there. But we're going to go off now to talk a little Supergirl. All right, in the final book of the night, Eric, it's nice of you to join me I'm again here. after that Catwoman uh, solo effort. I don't know why you demanded to do that Catwoman by yourself. Cat it's such Woman a weird solo. thing to do. I said, listen, if anybody's <sighs> going to talk about James Thien, it will be me, not you. <laughs> he, you don't like art forgers who have eyes for the Catswomans. Uh, I'm speaking very against of which, that, you did, specifically. You did read the issue. Uh, what would you get? What would what was going to be your score? I would give that a 5.5 or maybe even okay. down to a 5 if we would have talked oh about it. I, I went not, way 5. high. 5. I enjoyed the art. <laughs> it's just that there's it was told so out of order that I have no idea how anybody's going to be reading agree. this properly. You do agree that in trade that we'll probably read a lot better, though the maybe. story itself isn't that great. It's just such a ridiculous way to tell a story. I know. I, I said I think, it was smoke like a, I think it was smoke and mirrors because of a boring story. And, you know, that's what happens. But we're here to talk about our last book. Hey, which Jim, is Supergirl I just number thirty one. And that mask we want is now on auction. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, this hey, mask. I, call, I called in a favor. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Supergirl Stupid. number thirty one. I'm calling it a favor now. Can we go home? Supergirl yeah. number thirty one. Written by Mark and art by Kim McGuire, Eduardo Pansica, Sean Parsons, Eber Ferreira, FCL Placencia, and Tom Napolitano. Oh, and my, Brian what, what, Michael Bendis, what is, right? What is that? The lineup of Earth, Wind, and Fire? There's so many people on this book. Yeah, no, and Brian Michael no, Bendis. It's not. Brian Michael Bendis is the manager. He, he's there. Yeah. He's got his cigar. You do what I say. 
If you already read Superman this week, you know what's going on here. Kara is joined by John and Clark to fight Rogozar and his Phantom Zone Brigade. But it's really to set up a Supergirl Superboy team up to fight Gandello, which is something Oosh. that I would actually enjoy more than what we're getting a lot of. I'm telling you, it's such books. a weird idea. This whole week, I've been thinking to myself what I like more because I gave Superman a seven out of 10 spoilers rather than yeah. not on the Patreon. Yeah. But, uh, the thing is, it's such a close story that what we get here, even dialogue at times and even scenes that we're seeing for the whole thing. That, But even though Ivan Rice is a better artist than Superman than what we get here, I actually think this is a better story. I think it's told more and it actually does more to get me excited for Supergirl to come than what Superman's I, doing over I there think, in that book. You know what? I, what did you read first? Did you, I you read obviously Superman read Superman first. It's weird to me because I would think that the way that this goes, because I actually enjoyed Superman more. I, uh, there's a little spoiler. And I think that oh I also gave it like a seven or maybe even a seven five. I can't remember things like that. But it's only because I read that first. So when we go to this, I'm telling you, I am taken aback. Not taken aback, but it makes me kind of like, what? When you see things happening like crypto licking John, but it's not in the middle of the big fight that we had before. Where at that point, things were going so crazy at that point that Superman ended up looking over and saying, oh, man, seeing crypto lick my son, he's a boy. As we (laughs) saw Zod about to punch him right in the face and not getting Zod after that. Threw me out. more dynamic. You're right. It, yeah, it, it actually. But threw now the me idea out, that so. we had Supergirl in Superman's book itself saying, "I have to go take care of Gandello," me yeah. not realizing what that means because yeah. you don't have anything well, with that in that saying. issue. You see it here. What, what I think is weird is to me, it might be one of those. If you're reading both Superman and Supergirl, I think you that you be. might <laughs> end up liking the one that you read first, and that's what happened with me because now that I've read it. I'm basing everything that's happened. I just dropped my mouse. (laughs) Everything that's happening in this book, I'm basing it on why isn't it happening like it did in Superman? Because like I said, at that point, I told you one of my favorite parts. I'm trying to find my mouse with my foot (laughs) as I'm talking. I can't find it. (laughs) I'm stuck on a page. No, it might be. Yeah, stepping on a mouse with with no shoes on is my greatest fear because I'm afraid you're going to feel those bones shifting and stuff like that. But no, I told you when we were talking about Superman on the Patreon that one of my favorite panels was, well, Superman's like, oh, man. It's weird to take an aside right now, scene. but boy, my son being a boy. Oh, no. And Zod's just punching him. <laughs> Behind uh, you. But yeah. Oh, it's so good. So you don't get that here. And I think that this is better served as a story, like you're saying, the Supergirl book, mainly because we have a lot of time for them to talk. When we had it before in the Superman book with the same story, they were in the middle of punching everybody around them, blowing up, things exploding around them. Here it seems like they're just in the side and like, hey, what's going on, Carrie? Yeah. And even at the point you see where he ends up like, hey, yeah, there's my boy, you know, whatever. You see, they are so far away where before it was right in the scene. Uh, But again, this also has the thing where they can't talk and John says, oh, you know, I have the suit. That's explained better. It really is. The suit projects an atmosphere that allows us to have a a conversation. If you're close enough to me, I'm like, you know what? That's better than going super speed if we have to talk about something every damn time. 
I got my mouse, Eric. I found it. It was way across the room, too. It was really weird. I had to shift my desk because Logan was Logan was yelling so much today while I was recording that I had to shift my desk around so that my microphone was not pointed towards my door, even though my door has like seven layers of insulation to try. He's still yelling and screaming, but yeah. now I can go. Now I, I was even thinking I wanted to find the mouse, but I wanted to mute my mic while I was doing that, but I couldn't the way we do it because I needed my mouse there. It was a conundrum I was in. Um, But yeah, so through this all, it does explain why they can talk and hear. It's done better. Except for one part though, because it actually is done at one point where she talks to herself where it could have been an internet, like a narration kind of thing. Where's Czar? And she says, like, oh no, where's where'd Gandello go? She says out loud, I'm like, you're nowhere near John at this point. Don't don't talk out loud. Have an inner monologue or something. What are you doing? So with this, this is like the weird deal. This is a very weird type of two issues because we've already said where I I made the joke earlier that in the podcast where if you've already read Superman, then you don't have to read Supergirl. It's one of those where you do get a benefit reading both. It does suck that, you know, we would say that you should read both because of the price. And maybe some people are reading Superman that aren't reading Supergirl. You do get like, and is that where we can get mad that you need both to kind of get the more complete story. But I'm glad that I read both. And by the end of it, I don't think of like, oh, I learned this in Supergirl and that in Superman. It kind of does blend into a total story where I and it's almost like my mind, like well, like where you see those things where people, uh, you show them something and you don't realize, but you're filling in the picture yourself. Your brain fills in the missing parts. It kind of does go like that, where I kind of blend them all together and like what I like from one and the other, and to get this whole deal, you do get more Gandello. And I think that the biggest problem is if you're just reading Supergirl, or I mean, you're just reading Superman. Supergirl shows up and then starts yelling about Gandell, you would have no idea what that means. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you are reading both, then you like that. Well, even this whole thing, Gendello. too, the idea of what we've been getting with the Zrogozar's axe, which Kara is now the master of, and the idea, who has more rage with them and them at this yeah. point, who can call it to them? Like, Zar oh. is calling his axe home, and yeah. she actually overpowers it with her anger towards him, and it comes to her, and I'm like, you know what, you're going the rage angle. We've dealt with that with Supergirl. A lot of people might not yeah. like that, but as far as a character trait right now, and like going t- forward in the story, I'm like, that's kind of cool. I want to see more it of that cool. because it the idea just made me laugh about the because sex. When, when I read that, I, I thought that that was going to drive you nuts. I thought that this no. was going to be one of those where now it's almost like, to me, it's the, the Green Lantern ring with the you know percentage where now it, they're just right. going to play around with this idea. So what? Now Rogozar, she gets the axe back. Now all of a sudden Rogozar would be so mad about the axe going to her that now it flies to him. Now she's pissed off that this. Well, and maybe that just would be the point, way. but we get to that point of both the issues there where all of the House of L used their yeah. heat vision to blast Zara away general, while they teleport. It's, it's such a it's a very ambiguous thing that is only going to be used when it benefits the story. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That when you do it, you, you could just throw it out there. There's going to be no way to, to really Xander quantify that. Now that John's I don't in this? know. Well, that's the thing is I actually was hoping, and that's one of my biggest problems with this issue is I was hoping that Xander would be there. And, and I think that that would be a really cool thing. I wish that for some reason she had brought up John and Superboy to Xander earlier or Xander was aware of Superboy, which he may be. And then all of a sudden this John shows up who's, you know, 17. And then you have that kind of at the beginning of like, oh, man, you know, who's this guy that you're hanging with now? I guess you like him. No, no, that's my cousin. And I think that that would be cool. 
Yeah, that's I'm telling you, he already is half, you know, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Just bring Star Wars, but it's exactly what I want is Star Wars, and that's what I was thinking of when I wanted it. Um, but yeah, I wanted Sander because I'm afraid that we're not going to get much of him, and I'm afraid that he's just going to be left behind. I thought that he was a really cool addition to this book. But the thing that I think would be really great is- I think John's way cooler. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that it's a real cool thing to have John. Now, this is where I kind of wish that we had younger John back again. I think younger John with with Supergirl would have been really cool. This is okay, though. It's still John. I'm telling you, when they're like, uh, John and her, like, she has her hand around. I I think she might be Forrest Whitaker in that picture. Her (laughs) eyes are going all over the place. But uh, in general, I like the art. But yeah, through this, you have Supergirl going off with John for Gandello. And and again, when we're going back and forth of which is better, and I hate to do this because some people haven't read both and the one is on the Patreon. So if you didn't hear us talk, yeah. but if you are, you know, you have that benefit. The one thing that we loved in the whole Superman issue, the thing I think you love the most was when John was going off with Kara and he's like, Lois is going to kill me. And then you have, you know, you had uh, Jarrell <laughs> sitting there and like, no, you know, you know, you have to let him do what he does and he's fine or whatever. And Superman like, no, no, she's going to kill me like Krypton in my coffee. Kill me. That was one of the best parts of that issue. It's not it really was. here. Um, no. But yeah, you but we get end the continuation up continuation of that where they go off and, and to again, wage war against Gandello. And you have the focus here on Supergirl. So when they leave, when they're out of there, they obviously you follow with them. And that was a part that was afterwards where he was still talking to himself and Jarrell. But yeah, when they leave, they're like, you got to work out stuff with your dad. Uh, he's like, all right. They go off. And we're going to be more Gandello stuff But in the meantime while this is going on In the Superman book you do have Clark Talking to Jarrell Like you know what were you involved with Whatever and that's where they ended up At the end of that issue at Krypton Here you're going to go off and fight Gandello and that's something That obviously if you're reading The Supergirl book we we want To have this end you know we want To get that part of the story over Continue on with it I do like That Gandello's there on her throne And she has a solve Working there because she's got you know Problems with the skins Eric Skin uh but yeah I, I like this enough i actually like i said i like the superman issue a little more probably because for the most part that's the major story going on you know Agreed. you have a Jarrell. you have even when clark says you know superman says to his dad you know you're mr oz Jarrell. what the hell are you i you know I'm, I'm confused here why don't we get this done that's something that we have wanted for so long this though seems to be like this will be where the fun is you know, you will I just go think that this issue Supergirl does more for the Supergirl story than the Superman issue did for the oh, Superman yeah. story. Oh, well, yeah. I, I'm telling you, the Superman story where you're going to have problems is, is that Brian Michael Bendis does not like to advance his story very much. So Agreed. we're, we're going to get that more where this story – Mark and Draco's doing a pretty decent job. Yeah, it's not going forward enough, but there's enough. I mean, you didn't do the mail with me earlier. Uh, Dancing Mike really likes Supergirl. He wants this, but the thing that's driving him nuts is the idea that it's so tied in with a Brian Michael Bendis deal. Yeah. And he's hoping that going off with Superboy and Supergirl to fight Gandello, at least we're going to get something of important, you know, importance there. And we can, and I, I hope so as well. And I, I like Crypto, John, and Kara being together going off. I Me do too. want Sander, though. I hope he's in there. But yeah, 
Uh, because of that, I'm going to give it a seven where I think I gave Superman a seven five, uh, because the art's a little less, but I still like this. I like the moments in it. I like having John and Kara and, and still one of the better moments of the Superman issue is still here when you have the super family, you know, blasting the Phantom Zone Brigade, but just not having, I wish Zod was in it a little more here that we got a little inkling, but that's more Superman stuff. So I like how they did it. I actually think that this is one of those, like, you know, where at the Marvel at the point now we have the War of the Realms going on. And I really have appreciated where you have some of those regular books that do have tie-ins, but they're still more about their characters, more about the characters that you're buying. And I think that that's what you get here, too. So I have to give Mark and Drake a, a credit that when you read this, it's fully a Supergirl book that you can sit here. And like you said, you even think it advances the Supergirl story more than that Superman does the Superman. I do. And I think that is true as well. What would you give it? I don't give this a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, I would have hired this than the Superman. And more, I think. The- uh, you're positive, Peter, tonight from me. Oh, my. I, I just actually look forward to Supergirl for the first time in a long yeah. time because of this issue, and I can't wait to go forward. Yeah, and I, and I said it last issue that I, when I was talking Catwoman all by my lonesome, Eric. I am a Catwoman fan. Uh, and even when I didn't realize at points, but when, and I said, when you go back to the beginning of the site, the beginning of the podcast, it, it was always a book that I always have reviewed, you know, the Catwoman book. Supergirl's right there with me as well. I really love the character of Supergirl. And I'm just I'm so afraid that this book is only around to serve Brian Michael Bendis's story. And then when that's over, it's going to get, you know, Mark Andreco already knows this, that he's there to just kind of tell this story. And then when it's done, it'll be canceled. And I'm really because the sales aren't great. I'm worried about that because I want at least one arc where Mark and Draco can tell his own story to see what he's got with it. And I, I just I'm so worried that this book is just here for the Superman thing. And when this is over with the Rogel Czar stuff, then we're done with it. But I hope that's not the case. But yeah, uh, you're too. positive, Peter. We, we have uh, done that. That's there. Me. And so we'll go off right now to talk about our book of the week. All right, Eric, and what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Batman, who the Batman who lasts number six. Had to remember ah, yes. what it was. Mine was Batman and the Outsiders number a dose is Dos what Equis. mine was. Dos Badania, as they say Goodbye. in the in the Orient. Oh. You the Orient. Yes. Uh, you want to hear what we're gonna talk about next week? You, you excited? Come on. Now remember Hit me. two of these books. Will be Patreon only. Two of these books, and there's so many of them. If you want to listen to that Patreon only spotlight, pick by the badasses up to get fresh. Go over to patreon.com slash weird science. Here's what we got. We got Aquaman number 49. All right. Seems to be where we would kickstart the old Aquaman, leave Andy so. way behind and get going on. We have Batman number 73. <sighs> oh, my. Eric, this is like on a stand-up routine. Take my wife, please. Ah, yes, we'll be going towards... This is a big uh, Thomas Wayne uh, issue. Maybe not answering all the questions you would want, Eric. I have a lot of questions. We also have Justice League number 26. (laughs) I don't don't know what you're doing anymore. Nightwing number 61. Superman, a year one, number one, that I would guess that me and Brandon will be talking about. And Teen Titans number 31. That's it. That's all the books. So, one... Two, three, four, 
five, six, six books. Ah, 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 ah. Two of them on the Patreon only. <laughs> so we got four books for the All podcast. Right. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. But yeah, uh, thanks everybody who got involved tonight in the mail. Eric Shave for going and getting his computer again. I, 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 today has just been the worst. I can't even think straight after all the stress and anxiety yeah, that I, I had over tell. this. It's awful. Hey. <laughs> I told you, I, I usually I'm so depressed like, and angry. Some some people I've asked, like they say, "Hey Jim, how many times do you read the books during the weeks?" And it goes back and forth. But I do like to have that one last oh, read yeah. through. Right before, I'm telling you, if we are going to start, say, at 6.30, I like to have just gone through all the books we're going to talk about at that section by 6, you know, 26. I need four minutes to set up, go. I mean, even then, I'm usually a couple minutes late. Anyway, that's because I am just reading the books. I really like to have them fresh in my mind right when we go for that one last time. And that was not the case tonight. Not at all. It really wasn't hours, and it, it does throw me off. And what happens is it's not just like one book like you sit there and go well how come he wouldn't remember catwoman it's all of the books start to just kind of blend <laughs> together i'm like was that in there and things like that but thanks everybody who was involved thanks the guy the at walmart episode. for selling you another <laughs> another thing the next time they see you come in they're all going to run for the hills you you weren't mean to them were you no, you not were at probably all. pretty nice yeah you you wanted I'm not to mean to anybody you, you were no, thinking mean things not at all probably when you went and they still didn't have the computers at our Walmart, you, you weren't mad at all of them. You, I, I you didn't was mad there, but that's not anger. the other Walmart's fault. Well, that's that Walmart's fault, right? You were pissed I didn't off go at there. them. I, I called oh, them. My. Oh, you did call them? Yeah, okay. I'm not going over yeah, there. I, I, didn't told, have to. I told you it was funny because uh, at one point I warned you about that. And you were like telling me like, no, no, it's fine. I was there the other day. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's all ripped apart. No, no. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And you saw that I was actually right with that because, yeah, they completely just tore it apart. And I said to Ethan, like, that they're doing this. This is supposed to last until August. And I said, I don't know that they wouldn't have been better served to just close for three days and just do it around the clock. They end up doing this weird stuff at night. And it's just not. Well, the, the weird it, part it, is that when we called to find out if they had laptops available at our Walmart, they said, no, they're still locked up in the back and they probably won't be back out until mid next week because they don't have anybody to work on what they're doing in the electronic section. I'm like, then why would you reshift everything if you don't have anything yeah. to like, you know, this is what I'm talking about. Again? It's so weird. It's so odd. And you said when you went in the first time to get the computer, like you went in, there were just guys on their phones guys. and you were I just like, like young guys. These are guys who are like yeah. probably around your age were ignoring me just looking oh. at their phones and i'm like do you have any laptops for sale so they were 27 you yeah. say yeah. <laughs> eric i used the baby app and it made me look 42 <laughs> oh my <laughs> i was working so on my stand-up routine the other day at work and you were not digging yeah, it turns a lot out of it was my more routine. of a sit-down routine after i heard it oh my hey that was one of my jokes you jerk <laughs> i'm so lazy i can't even do stand-up i do sit down all right yeah that's what I was yelling at work. I, I said that I wanted to make a faux live stand-up routine album with with phony like laughter and clapping and things and like believe that. Believe me, it would be put phony. It on Patreon. How dare you? I had some good. I had some good <laughs> stuff. Hey, you ever hear of Kirk Cameron? You know he's a religious guy. He was in that movie Left Behind. I just want to be in the new one. Leave me alone, Eric. Hey, I, I don't think your your audience knows who Kirk Cameron <laughs> yeah. is anymore. Hey yo! 
There you go. I, I said that you were allowed in. Then it became that we and you were going to have a stand-up uh, contest. Oh, yeah. We were going to have an album with going back and forth, see who's the best. How could you be How could you be better than some of these jokes that I'm telling? Knock, knock. Who's there? You. There you go. Nobody wants that. See? It's awful. All right. Yeah. But that's it. That's, that's it, it for the night. Thank Eric, God. what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everyone, have a better week than I had this week. week. Keep it weird. This week. And we'll see weird. you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!